Wow. Simeon, episode 500. I can't believe we made it this far. This is actually pretty incredible. Man, this is really cool. But um, before we get the show started, I'm just going to pop out quick. I'm going to use the bathroom, grab water, uh, grab something to eat. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, I'll hold down the fort. Simeon? Simeon, the, the, the studio's locked. Do you, you got keys? No, you have keys. No, I gave Ian the keys. That's okay. No, we can just call Ian. We're fine. We're not trapped in here. We're just going to call Ian, and we're just going to have him. Oh, hey, guys. Ian, no, wait, no. What? Oh, Oh, you guys wanted me to make you some. Well, you can get your own. No, it's not about... Ian, you I gave you the keys, right? You have the keys on you? Oh, keys. Keys. Yeah, uh, you didn't... Keys are an interesting thing, Simeon. What's interesting about them? I, it's interesting Their location? How, how easy oh, they, no. they go into a pocket. Ian, we're Some trapped. Some would argue that. Ian, we're trapped in here. Uh, so we are. Well, I suppose we can make the most of it. I suppose yeah. I can share. What did you bring? Uh, some pizza rolls. <laughs> wow. You know what... Be even better than pizza rolls. What's that? The key is to the studio, so we're not locked inside. It's not my fault. Somebody needs to call the land. Somebody needs to own up with who left them on the counter. <laughs> I left them on the counter <laughs> for you. I said, Ian, here are the keys. No. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? No. I'll just, we'll figure it out. I'll just call someone. Help will be on the way. Let's, let's just start episode 500 and... Maybe by the end of it, people will be able to get us out. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. I have the high ground. Oh yeah, you live the high ground. It's over, Simeon. Yeah. Instant deadpan. Okay, six people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fool. Simeon will be able to make that out. That's cool i'm gonna make your looks like that forever <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> wow 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 oh my gosh is there Despite a leak in the floor the blizzard what oh gosh guys the water level in here is rising oh my gosh we only have so much time oh dude you're right it's puddle this is city. Not- it's puddle city in here how tall is the ceiling ian stand up oh, oh. my gosh it's not nearly less tall than enough. less than seven and a half feet tall <laughs> <laughs> oh no well, I guess before we inevitably drown. Yeah, we might as well answer everything we've got. We did We did get a letter in the mail, actually. We did get a oh, package okay. in the mail. And this might be our only food besides Ian's pizza rolls say. for the next... Hopefully, hopefully there's cheese in there. Yeah. Or a snorkel. Try not to damage it, actually, too much. Yeah, Is this the, the first the episode where... We got fan mail? We got fan mail? I think so. We did get fan mail. I'm really trying not to rip the fan mail, though. I think we've, yeah, we've done fan mail on the live stream. stream. We got a a board game sent to us. Oh, that is true. Wow, guys, you're not going to believe this. There actually is Dennis. Was it Dennis? Who sent us that board game? I'm sorry for blanking. It's actually a a lot of beef jerky. Okay. Oh, there's food in here. (laughs) A lot of food. So that's actually really nice. This is great. I was peeling up the outside and I was like, this feels like a beef stick. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an action figure. I thought it was two action figure legs. Uh, We have. Actual food, that is crazy. Dearborn 
Beef jerkies. This was sent in from his own Bill, a prior super fan. Wait, it's deer born, right. but it's beef? Uh, it's deer as in Polish D-E-A-R. D-E-A-R. Oh. It's like deer. So we have a summer sausage. Deer we have a hunter sausage. <laughs> we have a beef stick. We have a Polish sausage. What's that one? Another Polish, Polish sausage. Uh, Simeon, which one do you want? Uh, I'll take the kielbasa one. Oh, okay. The cute one. That's the Polish. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't do this one. It's it's too spicy. Too spicy. <laughs> I can't do that one. Well, I'll salt. I'll those. judge the beef stick. I guess. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else is in here. We have some fridge magnets. If you wanna, you wanna oh, pop those. Very cool. Um, this is this is Hulkbuster's left leg. Hulkbuster's I, left I leg. I think this is exactly the left leg I might be missing as well. I think that's what Bill's getting at here. Is the I think a long time ago on the show I thought I was missing Hulkbuster's left leg. Simeon tries a bite of the jerky. <laughs> Ian's going to check out her fridge magnets, and then I'm going to see what this is. Expertly wrapped. Polish yeah. Dearborn. Not too bad. Kind of spicy. Ooh. Oh, these are overpower nice cards. I didn't oh, think they were my this goodness. Big. This is crazy. Okay. Oversized cards. This is wild. Okay. We've got a series of stickers of Dial H moments. Oh my god. I'll pass around the I have to turn the lights on. This, this is. <laughs> what is that? This is the TF2 golden frying pan. Oh, of course. That's what we've, this got, is. we've got like 17 year old Simeon. <laughs> we got a Ripway 2. 2020, I want to say. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That was outside yeah. Rainbow? Oh, the that Ripway cool. That's outside Rainbow. One of the, one of the first videos yeah. that I ever did. That was did a for fun sketch. I think it was actually, no, Disney Plus was. No, this, was, this came out before Disney Plus. This was the first, this was like one of their first sketches you did. You got to the channel. No, the, the begging for Disney. Oh, Plus. then yes. Yes. Okay, then yes. We've got the correct. classic extreme real estate. Now, we'll put some pictures of We these have guys. to these take pictures really of these. Cool. These are amazing. Uh, here's I Calder buy. actually having a too spicy moment on extreme. Oh, oh the uh, hot ones. Yeah. The double Simeon. The multiversal masters of Simeon. That's really fun. <laughs> oh, that's great. Dude, Bash Rock. And, and then we've got Simverine. We've got Calder and I's reaction Wolver to that. Wolver Simeon. Oh, it's just us when we're ducked behind another hiding iconic, from the wolves. Dude, another Simeons. iconic moment. We have an IPF fridge magnet, which that's really cool. Whoa! That's a good size one, too. And then the last one, the most heartfelt, and the one we will most prominently display, is a picture of us at Worlds in front of our banner before the event kicked off. Oh, yeah. That was a fun yeah, one. That's a good time. Yeah, these are... Man, Holy Bill, smokes. Bill, thank you so much. Yeah, this thank is, you, uh, This is why Deep you're super jerky. Fan. Fridge magnets? Dial H through the years. Wow. Marvel overpower card. These cards are huge, dude. Is that in a Marvel vs. Capcom case? These are... So we have Doctor Doom for you. Oh, there's Yeah, that's sick. We have Wolverine. Wow, what a Wolverine. These are going nice. straight and up. We have though. Captain America oh, for me. Yeah, overpower. Overpower. These are massive. These did not go in a deck and shot, no, right? Like, zero chance. These have to be... I think these are for, like, display purposes. Display. I imagine these are maybe sent to, like, storefronts. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for the fan art, Bill. This is amazing. This is a great way to kick off 500. If you guys, we might have a picture up here later. The package is also has 500 on it, and it has Bill's rendition of what uh, he thinks Captain America, Batman, and Wolverine look like. Oh, that's Wolverine. Uh, I thought that was uh, a, a face entering eternal darkness. <laughs> I thought it was Def Leppard's drummer. He took he took some creative liberties with all of them. Uh, Wolverine being the not wearing his mask and just having hair, like and lots of it. Yeah, and uh, we will be sure to dox yeah, Bill as we'll, well. We'll make sure to you see so his you address. You guys can uh, go over and say thanks to him. 
Because <laughs> we know that's what was happening. Yeah. Obviously, no oh, croissants yeah. in the package. Well, she, yeah, very, no croissants. Very, very cool stuff. No pills. croissants. Um, I love these. I love these fridge magnets. Yeah, the fridge magnets wrong. will these be hung up immediately after this episode. That is wow. Super, this super makes fun. us slowly go into our watery doom. Kind of so much more fun. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose really we can cool. get to the fridge. Yeah, we can't get um, to the fridge. Sadly, points. Yeah, I don't know how we'll get to the fridge, but maybe eventually. If we we'll can make it back out. to the studio, these these will be these overpower massive cards. Know, they'll look really cool on the shelf. On the shelf, for sure. I definitely like the idea of like this shelf with the best version of that character, or like the version that looks closest to that sculpt or something. Who's, who's the best overpower card? I have seven energy, Ooh. six fighting, and six strength. Cap's energy is pretty low. Uh, here's your Wolverine I have card. Two energy, eight fighting, four strength. Dang. Ooh, Cap's kind of mid. He's got one energy, seven fighting, and five strength. One seven five, one, seven, seven five. six six, and two eight four. I'd be surprised if Doom wasn't the, I feel the strongest. Like Seven energy. Yeah. I don't know how this game must be like blasts. Must be premium. It must be blasts and stuff. Where Cap's got like oh, no yeah, energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That he's, makes sense. He's got like magic and lasers and stuff. Wolverine having more energy than Cap, Cap doesn't really make sense. The fact sense. that I'm like healing one less on fighting than Captain America. I mean, Captain America's better. And I'm hand stronger hand. than both of you. It is weird that you're stronger than both of us. Yeah. That is weird for Doctor Doom. Cap's just it. a little bit stronger than Wolverine. Just a little bit. But then a better fighter is Wolverine, who yeah. I don't know if he has any trained fighting besides X Men Danger Room. I mean, he's, you know what I mean. Wolverine has, but like, no, he he's a fighting guy. He, he is, the, he is, he is the fighting. I think Cap also might have one of the worst pictures of Captain America I've seen in my entire life as his like art. Huh. This like back, his eyes are like glazed back. He's like uh, looking behind himself. America, America. <laughs> really, he's really straining. That, that is the. That's the. It's a really interesting pose. The image of uh, Superman when, like, the Flash is trying to run around him. Oh, and he's, yeah. like, holding oh, everyone off. And yeah. he, like, his eyes move first. They and then everybody's turn. like, oh, no. <laughs> Superman's going to kill us. It might be the best scene in that Justice League movie. I was reading a... Uh, Justice League movie. I was reading a There's Facebook a argument. Like, one of the groups of, like, who would win in this fight. And it was Batman versus Cap, which we don't need to get into that. No, but, we don't. Uh, I mean, the answer's obvious. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> But somebody like posted a link to a comic, no idea where that or movie, when it yeah. was. But Cap's talking to like Agent Thirteen or something, mm. and she's like, "I always wanted to ask you, how do you dodge bullets?" And he's like, "Oh, I just see faster." And she's like, "You see faster?" Yeah. And that I was, was like, "Is that canonical?" That was like an early two thousands one too, where like it was like during the Winter Soldier arc or something. How do you dodge bullets? You know, can't block them. She was like, "I see, I can see faster." And it's like, really? That's the first we've heard of Stronger that in 60, eyes. 70 years. My eyes are so strong. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. I Fun fact, Ian. It's like don't Captain America at the eye doctor just uh, going, A, B, E, up, down, left. Just going really fast. Uh, which one is Z H I P A B? Yeah. Number one or number two? Both. <laughs> they both look great to me. <laughs> He just, uh, like, says the answer before the eye doctor can even two. He's like, one? Or he's like, it's two. Three. Five. One. One. Oh, gosh. So, not only did we get real fan mail, uh, like, real, quote-unquote, but we also have some digital fan mail. I want to answer this email that we got here. So, I'll just read it kind of in its entirety here. Hello, guys. Hope you're well. I'm Ingus underscore 58, I assume, on YouTube. 
Uh, I've been following the channel for a while, and I would like to ask you some questions for episode 500. I suppose some of these questions may have been asked, but just in case, here we go. So, number one, how long have you been playing Heroclix? What set did you start on, and how did you learn about the game? Who wants to go first there? Well, Heroclix first thing, origin? Ingus58, I've seen your name in the live streams. Thank you for being such a fan. I see you comment. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that uh, Dial H has been a good resource for you. Take a crack at the first question. I've been playing since Infinity Challenge. How I got into the game was my brother brought some home from a school assembly. After a local comic store had brought some there, he brought home a blue ring bullseye, some scroll technicians, I believe, and then a veteran human torch from Clobber in time, I want to say. Ooh. Maybe that one came a bit later, but that's an early figure that I really remember. But I remember specifically looking at Bullseye, like laying in my bed. I was like four years old and just being like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And there's a game attached to it, too. So been here since the beginning. I didn't really play a ton when I was younger. You know, I just kind of watch and spectate tapes, but always loved collecting them. Uh, it was a thing I could do with my brother. He eventually fell out of the game. But yeah, been in it since the start. And I don't know, just loved every second of it, really. The game rocks. <laughs> nice, nice. I got started around 2011 with a big shocker here, the Captain America set. So, obviously, back home in small town USA, South Dakota, there is no comic book store for like three hours, so 170-something miles, which is really cool. Uh, but what got me into the game was I was always big into action figures as a kid, action figures, comic books. And I would constantly be looking for action figure reviews of action figures that I really liked or had found or whatever. And one action figure reviewer was Glass Cabinet Hobbies. And I watched a ton of his stuff. And he also had Shout videos. Out Glass yeah. Cabinet, Shout out to the ancient, the ancient, the, <laughs> the, the videos I watched a hundred yeah, times dude. over. It's just itching for more. The hero only hero content, content creator yeah. back in the day. It's wild. But yeah, I loved his videos. And he had a game called Heroclix. And I was like, oh, there's Captain America Heroclix. Okay, cool. I actually remember thinking, I thought, this is so dumb, but it's like, kids are dumb. I was like, the hero clicks are so tiny. Clearly, you must open a booster, get the tiny figures, and then ask the cashier for the real-sized figures. That is actually, unironically, something my little kid brain thought was real, which makes, in retrospect, absolutely zero sense. Absolutely zero sense. Kid logic, though. It yeah, passes, kid, it kid logic. It's like, clearly, that's how you get the real figures. But, uh, no, I watched, like, a ton of unboxings of Captain America. I remember watching all of his GSX unboxings. Yeah, those like, were so high. So, whoa, this is the, the juggernaut that Magneto. Set ever. Uh, one of my favorite unboxings was oh. also um, Galactic Guardians and the yeah. big figures. I was like, what? This is a Heroclix piece? It was really cool. So that's how I got into the game. I was watching his stuff. And that was around like 2011, 2012. It was a good era. Yeah. My very first Heroclix product I ever owned was the old school Battle Packs. And it was just the remade version of Iron Fist, Punisher, and Iron Man from Secret Invasion. So it was really, really, really cool. I was like one of my favorite battle packs. I was like, whoa, Punisher's up on the ledge with a big Gatling gun. This Iron Fist looks cool. That Iron Man looks amazing. That was like one of the first Heroclix products I ever got. That immediately like teleports me back to like middle school. Yeah. Like I have like specific memories of playing specific games with that with like a different group. Yeah. You just kind of been through like phases of phases different of people. Game, yeah. Like this is like. I don't know, like phase six dial age as far as like sure. consistent groups for hero clicks I'm with. So no, it's yeah. cool. Sorry. Yeah. Simeon? Uh I've been playing since the flash set dropped, which was like twenty fourteen. I think Sounds, like Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. And I know that because that was the first product I ever bought was a single gravity feed. So the main re like I I was 
in the midst of college, but I was financially free for like the first time. And I just decided to go hog wild on collecting stuff. So my pull list for comics was at like an all time high. It was like 14 a week, which is like insane. And I was like, I'd get the comics and then I'd sell the code. And like, so really the comics only ended up costing like 99 cents each. Oh, wow. It was like such a deal. So I just had to get all of them as you, as a normal human would. But, uh, I was at the point where I really wanted to start like decorating my apartment and stuff, just like having like knickknacks and stuff like that. And I had already had a bunch of action figures and stuff, but I kind of wanted to start getting into like statues and statues can range from like, you know, 20, 25 to like, I mean, 80 bajillion. Yeah. They can, yeah, yeah you can go to quite high in like the statue range. And then they also take up quite a bit of space. And so when I was in my local comic shop, which is like, that's all I went there for was just comics. I noticed the flash gravity feed on like the thing. And I, I'm not big into blind booster kind of stuff, but I was like, what's this? And the guy was like, oh, it's like, uh, it's a game. It's like, there's little figures and stuff. And I'm looking at the sculpts on the side and like, they're all flash and stuff. And I was like, tiny statues. I could have like. <laughs> 20 times as many statues if I get tiny little statues. And so my original impetus for uh, getting into the game was just to collect the sculpts alone and I didn't care about the game. But the first figure I ever bought out of that gravity uh, pack was Max Mercury. And I opened it and I was just like, who is this? What is... What really cool guys. Yeah, I was just like, you were hooked. I Honestly, I was. For whatever reason, like, I can't remember... What I I think like somebody was like, Hey, we like meet up on like Thursdays or whatever. And then I ended up playing for long enough that the, it was like a small group. So it was most weeks. It was just me and the judge, but like probably twice a month, it was me, the judge and like one or two other people. And then the judge decided that, well, didn't decide he was moving. So uh, he was like, I can't judge anymore. I'm going to be moving out of state. Uh, Would you want to judge? Like purely on the fact that I showed up the most frequently. So like not because I knew the rules really well or anything, but just because I was always there. And so I was like, sure. Which caused like a bunch of people at that shop to be mad. And I was like, people were like mad about it. Yeah, they were mad about it. And I was like, you haven't even been here in months. You want to be judged? Like you have to show up to be judged. No responsibility. But like I digress. That was, that was my start. And, uh, then, like, I think the big thing was, like, when I moved to Omaha, I took probably, like, nine months off. That was, I had bought into Superman Wonder Woman. So, I had a bunch of stuff from Superman mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. But I didn't get any Joker's Wild or World's Finest, which were, like, sets that came slightly after that. And then I had to buy them retroactively. But I got back into the game in Omaha, and they have a great scene in Omaha. Yeah. It really... It was a lot bigger when I first got in, but I mean, I think it's grown back to what it was. They're just like split up, spread out across yeah. the venues. Yeah, we've right. got uh, got like three, four venues to choose from when it comes to playing here. Yeah. His second question is: How did you guys meet? Did you already know each other, or was it playing HeroClix that you got to know one another? It was playing HeroClix. Yeah, Hero it was Clicks. all yeah, it was all throughout like seeing each other at like HeroClix tournaments and stuff like that. Is pretty much how we all met and. Eventually, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a fun story there. I, when I met Calder, I, was, I, well, I played against Calder a few times previously. I was like, oh, you know, it was fun. But I never, it was never really anything past that. Before I really knew Calder, 
uh, he was selling packs of Supernova to play battle royales with. And my friend this Luke, is a fun story. this is a great story. <laughs> after after how long chasing these zombies, Calder sold some boosters of Supernova to Luke and a few others to play sealed with. And Luke asked him multiple times, "Are you sure? I, I'll pay you for these, but you can just have what I pull." And he's like, "No, no, it's fine. I'll just take the money." And of course, Luke, the luckiest man alive when it comes to battle royales, pulls Colonel America of all the zombies. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a great moment. Yeah, it's a moment. But then the next time I saw Calder, I was like, "Hey man, I didn't know he did Dial H at the time." I said, "Like, hey man, I enjoy the podcast." He's like, "Oh yeah, thanks." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, I thought you were like messing with me." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was like, "No, I'm serious." And you know, hey, oh thanks. Well, and then with Simeon, what I remember most about meeting him was at an Omaha event. Uh, he whooped me with a sick Tri-Sentinel Green Lantern team from Joker's Wild. So he'd make barriers and blow me up. And that was funny because that was a team that was like memed about at Rainbow. But then Simeon was the one who actually did it. And then it came on to get really popular. The team grew in and eventually a variation of that won like sixth at Worlds. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. But what, what I remember most was um, we got talking about how like weak of a character like Cyclops was. And he goes, you need to check out these memes called fly cloths. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? And he's like, show me pictures of like Cyclops with a helicopter it's like visor. Bad MS paint. Yeah. Lasers shooting out around. I was like, dude, we need this thing. There's one like, where he's got like a tube that like wraps like from his head to like so his eyes become like a jetpack thrust. It's oh. like a submarine scope that goes to behind his head and he's flying through the air on his laser. Yeah, one of the best ones. Definitely like the the helicopter that he's like propelling the blades with his like Yeah, his it's beam. spinning and like uh But yeah, so uh I remember walking away from that event with Luke and just being like, yeah, like that Simeon guy was pretty cool. I was like, I, I don't know where he's from, but it's like, hope we see him again. And then what that turned into was I went to, uh, was it that Indiana? Do we go to Indiana? Yeah, we went to not nationals. Yeah. yeah the last event, like before COVID like really hit. This was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like Fufo was just about to come out and I was telling Calder about an idea. I was like, yeah, dude, like I'm telling you, like I'm good with prices. I was like, let me get on your show and talk price. He's like, that sounds like fun. Like, we should do a segment like that. So, did that. And uh, kind of in that event is when we met. And then after that, I was just like, in my head, and I told them this as well. I was just like, I need to figure out a way to, like, get in this. I was like, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't want to be rude. But, like, I have to get in on this. It's like, this is a unicorn. Like, people who have a similar sense of humor, want to make stupid videos, and just have, like, pretty much the same outlook on the game as I do. And they live near me. It's like, I don't care what it takes. Like, I have to get it on this operation. And, yeah. So, I think that's kind of how I met you guys. I don't know how you two met, but I won't tell that story. But, overall, it was just, you know, through going to tournaments, playing against them, and realizing, like, you know, these are these are my people as far as HeroClix goes. So, I met Simeon. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. All those. <laughs> it was outside the Yuma County Jail. And you were like, we need another branch hand. And you've burned all the bridges with all the ranches around here. I did, yeah. And I was like, yeah, Yellowstone won't let me back on. What's yours called? I thought it uh, had something to do with, like, a condiment in a pocket and a handshake. That is an alternate universe. In the alternate universe. I got a pocket full of ranch shakes. Pocket of ranch shakes. Time for a handshake. Ranch hand. Oh, why is that? Why is that? Uh... 
that's, that's a patron only. That's a patron only. Specialty. Um, from like two years ago now. Log, if yeah. you inquire about it, maybe we'll send it to you. Maybe we'll just send it to you. Yeah, maybe. No, uh, I don't, it's like a tur- tournament at Rainbow, like a, a South Dakota States or something. I want to say is the first time. I was going like, to say, I can't met. remember the specific first time we met, but I remember sitting across from you at one point and you asked me if I listened to podcasts and I was like, oh yeah. And then I just like rambled about like true crime podcasts for a while. And I could tell like he was not interested in that. <laughs> and I was just like, and he's like, well, if you want to listen to a hero Flicks podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, but then it was like, I don't know, probably like months later, we were at like a different event. And for some reason, I decided to claim Calder as my nemesis. I do remember that, the rivalry. And he was just like, why? Because like, at that point, I think we had played against each other like once. Yeah. So it didn't make sense. Like there was... A little go tango? No, it was like way oh, before that. Way before. Okay. Yeah. So like, I had probably played against Kevin and Isaac way more often than Calder. But I think it was just because he felt like a safe choice to like start a rivalry with. Where it was like... Easy pickings. It was like, this guy doesn't take himself too seriously. Like, if I claim one of the other guys as, like, a rival, they'll, like, actually take it serious and, like, yeah. try really hard when they play against me. So there, there was that. And then it was not too long after that, I guessed it on Dial H. Because, like, in that episode, I... It was, like, a rivalry. Yeah, it was, like, vibe of the episode. I was, like, oh, you're talking about state uh, tournament or something. Didn't introduce me as, like, the nemesis. Yeah, the nemesis. <laughs> But yeah, it was around that time I was probably before I guessed it on Dial H, I was really looking for like a an outlet for just creativity. I wanted to do something. Yeah. And I was thinking about like podcasting and stuff. And then I did the episode and me and Calder just had like good chemistry from like the get go pretty much. And yeah, like I, I don't know when when I guessed it on, I was like, that was really fun. It's a lot of work to start my own things, though. <laughs> and then it was like a year later. Not even that. Yeah, it was, it was about I think two was months later. Two months. months later. I want to say that episode came out in February, and then Chris left the show around July or August or something like that. And it was later that year. I was hard pressed because he was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna leave. So see ya." And I'm like, "Ah, very chill." I had like two, three months in advance to get all this done, but I was like, "I need to find like." a co-host, someone that's, like, a good talker and I can, like, vibe well with on the show and everything, and, you know. So, I was like, well, Simeon did a great time. So, yeah. And then, luckily, for whatever reason, it was, like, Star Trek was dropping, and Calder was like, yeah, I, I don't know anything about this. Star Trek. Also that. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so, yeah, the first couple episodes are just us talking about Star so. Trek figures. Mostly me, like, Pretending like I'm gonna go into like a big long-winded rant like, about them. No, please no. Yeah, because yeah. that was very much sometimes Chris's vibe too. He'd be like, "Oh, can't wait to talk about the Eternals." I'm like, "Please don't talk about the Eternals." No, please. <laughs> uh, his third question here is: If you could choose an old set to be remade, not with like legacy cards, but with new miniatures, which one would you choose? I would sh- just off rip it's Fear itself, but you have to add in Captain America from it. I would love to see a remade version of Fear itself, but with Captain America with all the shotguns, rifles, all that stuff uh, from the final like part of that book. That's easily the set I would have remade, updated. That'd be so fun. I don't know what about you guys. I think War of Light would be super cool. <sighs> that would be like such a good one if it was the exact same set list. Like, there's Bedovian, there's Despotelis, there's there's so many 
iconic lantern characters. Yeah. And with like the new hero glow, with uh, oh. all the effects that they put on it, like even, you know, commons, uncommons get like flashy effects nowadays. I would maybe go with Legacy, but they already remade the Kingdom Come as chases. So that's sure. kind of not. So sure. I mean, Legacy was like, that's just the most hype I've ever been for set. And that's a mixture of, you know, nostalgia, being young, and just really cool characters in a really cool way. But I think one that hasn't fully been, like, re-encapsulated that would be awesome is around the same era, and that's Ultimates. Like, with that, okay. they got the first six printed damage with Grey Hulk, which was really cool. The the Iron Man in the Ultimates costume, Ultimates Thor, the Vet Black Widow, the Vet Hawkeye, Vet Cap. If you played during this Ultimate era... Punisher. The Punisher, yeah, yeah you knew how cool these were. This is like the first set we saw Carnage in as well. Oh. So this set was really, really cool. I think that would probably be... And I mean, the set list even outside of like the Uniques, which is equivalent to like Super Rare Chase level today, was just fantastic. So I think that's probably what I would go with. His next question is, I've seen in the podcast, you guys like to talk about food. Oh, you don't say... Uh, is there any food that you would like to try, or on the contrary, something that you would not try under any circumstances? I'm pretty much open to trying anything. Yeah. Things I don't like, I'm very not picky. Uh, the grossest things ever, mustard, ew, get away. Really? Yeah. Just mustard in general? Yeah. Looking at mustard? We've had this discussion. Yeah, had this discussion? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Seeing mustard yeah. is like, if there's a little mustard. bit of mustard, it's like, okay, if I don't know about it. I mean, mustard's Whatever. a little spicy for me, but I yeah. like mustard a lot. <laughs> seeing mustard, like, squirt out, disgusting. Jelly jam. <laughs> I know, it's oddly so specific. Is it is it better if it's, it's a taste. jar and you, like, scoop it out with a the like great a knife. Coupon, scoop yeah. the mustard out? You know, I guess I don't want to go too deep in. Okay. This is not a question to go too like deep mustard. in, but I'll, I'll humor it a little bit. Over uh You know what you can't go too deep in a nice jar of mustard on your big old glob of mustard. My mom was like basting a turkey over Thanksgiving and she took this huge like glob like Dijon mustard and was like, you know, basting over turkey. I ate this turkey and it tasted fine. But watching her do that, like it actually made like my spine like Oh man. It's like that. I don't know why it's so bothersome. That's so funny. But then jelly jam, I just I don't like the consistency of it. Jello is like the most disgusting thing on the planet. Those yeah, are like the I things I don't like. like. Jello, and then Ludafist. Ludafist. Yeah, I had that in a bar. The smelliest, grossest. You, 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 you. I agree there. So yeah, I'll try there. anything. I'm open to doing it once at least. My but, line uh, is. Those are my lines. It's it's on like like organ meats. I'm not big into that. Mm. Um, you ever had menudo? Yep. Horrible. So like the. Oh. I haven't tried the that. thing is like i've tried most of them yeah i grew up on essentially like a co-op and the like lady Switch that ring? owned yeah yeah i, I grew up on oh, halo co-op, uh i was in like blood gulch yeah it was a farm co-op but like the lady that raised cows that we would like trade stuff with she would make cow tongue sandwiches oh. and she made this casserole that like was just like all the extra bits of cow that you don't eat. This is like real old time. Like she was probably born in the depression era. Cause this would have been like 95 or six, something like that. And she was like, had to have been like 80. Yeah. Okay. Maybe 70. I don't know. That makes sense. But like, she was like just doing what like she like had a always witch's done. cauldron of cow. <laughs> that is basically what, it, Yeah. No. And like other than the time that I like I had no idea what wigs were. This is a separate conversation. I had no idea what wigs were. One day I found a wig in her house and I thought like 
her hair just like fell off, oh. and I was like terrified. I never saw her bald, but like I just like was like, oh, start touching your own, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I've eaten too many, too many like organ meats and like random like bits and bobs of like cows that like back when we were in like depression era and like when people had to eat what they had to eat, kind of like area. <laughs> Or timeline. What about that carny specific salad dressing you were talking about? Oh, yeah. That's, this is Midwest like classic. The fact that you guys don't know this is insane <laughs> to me. Dorothy Lynch, Dorothy Lynch is an is. absolute treasure amongst like I, at I least forgot about the Dorothy Lynch. Yeah, at least like Nebraska, Iowa. Because like with that Dorothy, <laughs> I had this conversation with my coworkers because I was like, "Can you believe my friends don't know about Dorothy Lynch?" And they're like, "Well, where are they from?" And I was like, "South Dakota." And they were like, "Well, I don't know how far Dorothy Lynch gets out of Omaha." And I was like, "I knew about it in Western Nebraska." And they were like, "That doesn't mean anything." <laughs> I was mad for myself. Oh, I a, suppose twice that's, in a row. That's the food I want to try is some Dorothy, Dorothy Lynch. Lynch. Just it's, for Simeon. It's just salad dressing, and it's just like the story behind it's so like lame. It's like some lady made. She just made it. She just made salad dressing it. for like the the local firemen's union, oh. and people were like, "This is good. Make more." Make and she more. was like, "Okay." And then they just like <laughs> take it, like take it home in like Tupperware containers, and then you know, dump it on their head. Fifty years <laughs> later, they're they bottling fire fireman helmets on, <laughs> and that's the whole story. There you go. Oh, Jesus. I'm saying. Dolly, what's the food that you won't try? What's the food I want to try? And you won't try? Um, well, food I won't try is, um, like, chicken legs. I don't know if you've ever seen... Like, not like a chicken oh, leg, yeah, yeah. like a chicken's foot. Like, fried, it's physical, like, chicken it's chicken, actual yeah. foot with its little claws and stuff. I think if I knew that that's what it was, that was I would... It I looks, double take it. straight up looks like it. Yeah. And I'm just like, have I'm not going to have this. Have you, you ever can't. butchered like chicken? I've never butchered chicken. No, we're not chickens. So like well, chicken, like all poultry, really. Yeah. Like, they've got like that little tendon you can pull and like make their like feet. Oh, oh they, yeah, like a crab. Feet yeah. Sure. They have the, yeah, you can like sure. pull like the little. Oh, I've done like crabs and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, you can just. Yeah. The red lobster. No, you do the South Dakota red lobster. Oh, you've done it to humans. Well, I'm just saying, well, you can take your arm and you can make your face close. You know, just by pushing them. You know, just around. playing with the bits. Yeah. Yeah, with the bits. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you can play with your food. Uh, yeah, do chicken feet stuff like that. That's just, fair. Don't vibe with that. I really don't vibe with that. Um, I, I would like to eat almost every animal though. I I I don't think there's a single animal alive I wouldn't like to try. Alligator, whatever stuff like that. Squid. I like I like Squid's weird good. foods. You know, I've had. I would eat. Yeah, I would eat pretty much any animal. Probably, I'd be down to try pretty much anything. Snail. I've always wanted to. Sure, escargot. You know, like the only reason gross, I wouldn't sure. snail is like, I don't know. I feel like they're like just like earthworms. They're like just like filled with dirt. I don't know what what do they eat sure. that isn't what, just what's, like what snail eat. I can't be sure that this animal is well, clean. You see, I feel like me and snails really get along because they also don't like salt. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> probably just anything. No, no. Uh, I asked for it, but yeah. <laughs> so any, really anything. That's I would point. pretty much be down to try, except for like, if it's like, but that's like the animal, you know, like that's its foot. That's weird. That's gross, you know, because I've had, uh, you know, Rocky Mountain Oysters and stuff. I think that's fine. They're good. They're great. No, I love them. They're great. I won't lie. Grew up, grew up on a ranch. Um, this is like very young me. I asked my dad, how come we don't eat those as well? And I pointed to a horse <laughs> because we were, the cows are right there. The horse is right there. I'm like, why don't we, why don't we eat that one? That's just lanky cow. Have one for and you he's in like, a, a pond. Yes. And you might. <laughs> you might. 
And so, I won't lie, ever since then, if I'm a monster for this or whatever, I'm kind of like, what do horses taste like? I know places sell them. I know they, yeah. I know they, whatever, they yep. sell horse meat somewhere. In Nebraska, I can think of one butcher exactly oh that'll still butcher a horse. Oh, jeez. But, but now that I've gotten older, I'm like, wild. they're our friends, though. We, these are our buddy. <laughs> these are our pals. You know, but anyways, uh, his last question here. Finally, if you could choose one person, be it an athlete, an actor, a singer, to play hero clicks, who would it be? Who's one, like, famous, I guess, iconic person or something like that to, like, play here? Let's make him alive. I think Harry Calvo is a great choice. Ooh. You. I bet you could get down with that. Because he's already, like, Warhammer he's guy. He's a Warhammer he's guy. Yeah. yeah. And then giving him the BVS Superman. <laughs> <laughs> this is you. Oh, he's adorable. Look, and he's just, like, stuck at the table, like, get me away from this yeah, guy. Get away from him. It's just like you. And here's Ben Affleck. This is Ben Affleck, <laughs> Batman. We can have them fight each other. I'll be Ben Affleck. <laughs> Are you watch this. This are is my friends in real life. <laughs> in real life, are you guys friends still? That would we be, could be friends. Do with you real. talk on the weekends? That would be so funny. Uh, just cornering Henry Cavill. Oh my gosh. I mean, I would probably just go with getting like, like MF Doom or Zarface would be really cool. Okay. Oh, maybe getting them to play. I was gonna say, like, is it someone that I'm gonna play with like regularly, and so I want them to be like chill, or is it just? I just choose one person to so just maybe they just start playing. Because I would yeah. probably just Dead pick, or like, alive who's too. who's like the I was thinking the biggest lot. person in like the world that I could like who's gonna publicize HeroClix the most by like being the a presence or something. I yeah. guess. Yeah, Mr. Beast. Oh my, Mr. God. Beast. I'm gonna give away thousands of HeroClix today. <laughs> That's great, Mr. Beast. I've been doing that for years. Mr. Beast, get on my level. Yeah. No, Mr. Beast would be fine. Um, somebody controversial would be, like, okay. I wouldn't want to, like, necessarily, like, play with them in person, but, like, just anyone that, like, would be, like, a, a big name to attach to the game. And so, like, people would, like, search it. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> One of the Pauls. Logan oh, Paul. That's, that's actually a good choice. I though. would hate that, though, man. Oh, it would be miserable. It would ruin you, it. For oh. the game, it would really probably help. It would probably really help. No, I hate it. Yeah, no, I hate this. Simeon's so looking at this as very uh, philanthropical. Yeah, this would, uh, I said really I think that's a word. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Philanthropical? Philanthropical, is that the... Yeah, yeah. It, would get, it would get a lot of you know a lot of eyes on it. That's for sure. But I would hate if either Paul brother played this game. I'm like I don't want to see their, their annoying face anywhere near me. Um, he'll never probably he'll never not. believe what hero clicks figure I found in this forest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my, that's ah, so old. I can't believe people still bring that up. He said he was sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe. It. Yeah, well, no, it's ridiculous. I don't know who I'd want to start playing hero clicks. So those are all those are all for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I feel like a lot fun, of the celebrities and athletes that I idolize yeah. would just be like, I sure don't want to do this, and yeah. that's fine. I think it'd be fun if Wyatt Russell played, you mean, and I like, think Wyatt Russell. You're like two of the coolest figures in Disney Plus. That Wyatt Russell, I love you, Wyatt Russell. Please, I love you. And then like, it would be just <laughs> that's it. Playing with Michael Jordan just to meet Michael Jordan. Oh. I mean, I'll take that, you know. But he would just be like, dude. No. <laughs> More than likely. Or he'd get extremely competitive about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want someone who's going to get super competitive, if I'm being honest. Somebody that like... Someone who's like, would be really fun to just kind of play with. I feel like Dom Mazzetti, bro science, he would be okay. hilarious if he started playing hero clicks. Who do you think would be, like, the... Like, from a historical point of view, who do you think would be, like, dominant if they started playing hero clicks? Mm. Like, dead or alive? Like, so, like... You think like one of like the Sun Tzu? Yeah, Sun Tzu would annihilate Hero. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, 
Click the dial. Was he? I don't know if he was much of a strategist, though. Was he a strategist? I mean, he's smart. Very smart, yeah. I'm sure he could figure it Sun out. Sun Tzu's the strategist, though. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote a book on it. Yeah. The Art of Heroclix, I The think. Art of Heroclix. Dude, yeah. could you imagine? <laughs> you just redo the Art of War, but it's like, if you think about their spacing and choosing map, it's actually one of the most important choices that you can do. Remember, um, when you have line of fire to your opponent, they often have line, line of, of fire, fire back to, to you. Hmm. Mm. Deep Zuzims. Zuzims? Um, no, I, I do wonder, like, Napoleon or, like, I don't know, okay. if you want to take all, like, historical figures... Dress him up like Batroc. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have like the best? George Washington is like, well, we have to play Calendar Man on Christmas! Like, okay, George Washington, all right, I get it. We're going to attack him on Christmas. I think we Paul know. Rudd would be another good one. Okay. I bet he could probably get down with it. He seems like a guy who would maybe yeah. sit down and Nicholas play. Cage, dude. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Wheels Cage. Wheels of Vengeance with Nicholas yes, Cage. Dude. Yeah. Wheels of Vengeance sealed with Nicholas Cage. While watching the Ghost Rider trilogy. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so good. That's the final uh, answer. Final answer. All right. I heard that's that he actually he got a... like the Neuralink. Nicholas Cage oh, actually got that, he... and it, so it gave him a real life penance stare. But it just instantly downloads all like seven hours yeah. of the Ghost Rider trilogy oh, into your brain. So you just experience it all in like a single second. That's beautiful. Uh, Angus goes on to say, thank you for the IPF and all that you guys do. He's from Costa Rica. It means a lot. It's a great gesture on our part. And he ends it by saying, hasta la proxima. So, shout out. Thank you so much, Angus, man. We really, really, really appreciate it. We appreciate your support. And yeah, hey, if you're from Costa Rica and everything, please, uh, we're going to have IPF submissions here happening sometime soon. Please send in a submission, man. It'd be great to have you. We are are getting started with the IPF. It's just, uh, things are busy. But it's coming. 2024 is here. We've already received Water. quite a bit of donations. Yeah, I'm getting a little cold. Oh, yeah, I fear. Really? It should be a good time this year. We've got some big stuff planned. It's just uh, taking a little longer to get off the ground. So It's really in the year. Uh, moving next up here, we also asked the same thing on Facebook. If you had any questions for us to go ahead and write them in. We'll go through a couple. This will just be, yeah, should be pretty fun. If you could add, this is old Sean here. I really like uh, this one. If you had added traits to any modern figure, which figure would it be and why? How would right, I... Let's count down from three, Calder. I bet you know the answer. Okay. Three, two, one. World's Living finest. Legend on Cap... Oh! oh wow. I was Le- guessing yours. Living oh. Legend on Captain America yeah. Legacy. I 100% agree, though. That's on the Legacy Cap. Smoky Foot Cap. Yeah. Give him Living wow. Legend. Please give him Leg- Living Legend. Yeah, wow, actually. World's Finest. I He's... You could take a He's trade away from him. I'm still okay. playing him. Like, uh, what's fine is beast mode already. Simeon, is there a figure modern you'd add trade to? Oh, man. Probably. I'm trying to think of, like, what do I What do I think is, like, the most, like, common thing in, like, modern right now? Uh, I wouldn't want to make something, like, crazy overpowered, but I think I would give the Rare Hulk from Avengers 60th. Okay. Not like the Prime, just the yeah, normal no one. I would give him some sort of like evasion trait. Because I feel like the mm-hmm. only thing he really lacks is a little bit of defensive ability. Okay. And I feel like the Prime just overshadows him so much because... I have one value. in the mail right now. Yes, if you could remove or alter one mechanic from the game, which would it be? This one, I think we could do a 3-2-1-E, and I think we'd both be on the same. Oh, yeah, okay, let's do it. 
three, two, one. Tarot cards. Yeah. <laughs> jinx, jinx. You Yo, both owe me. You owe me a tarot card. <laughs> yeah, you owe me a ten of cups. How many tarot cards have we given away? Well over a hundred. Almost every one. I mean, ever well, I think it is over a hundred. Yeah, like a couple bricks worth. Like and then 50 in that last batch that we did. Lots, yeah. All the ones I opened from my case. We had all like the ones a full set from the slop, right? Yeah. yeah. All the when slop we came back from, from, uh, I gave away all mine from that slop, too. Yeah. So. When we came back from just not Indianapolis. There's not the dilation. If you there like is. them, you like them. Totally fine. But we are, uh, we're going to have some champagne ready on rotation. Day. I think they're super cool. I want to collect Great them. art. Yeah. Great to yeah, that's cool. As far as game mechanic, I just thumbs yeah. down. It's just something that like is always like a last thought for me, and the only time it's in even like a thought for me, last or not, is if I'm building competitively. Yeah, because there's no reason not to flip build with them when you're building competitively, but. At the same time, Unless like... you know you're so good, you'll still win an event even without them. <laughs> well, you know, like, there's... <laughs> I kept thinking I would. With tarot cards, I kept thinking, okay, well, uh, I got my team built, now I need to get my deck. And I just... Sometimes... I just never did, man. Sometimes it actually, like, is more of a hindrance for your team, because... Sometimes it can't help yeah, your it'll help your opponent, yeah. opponent more I than mean, you, so... I'll just say, like, you know, I play... There's one specific match that I played, and I'm sure a lot of players can relate to it, but just having your opponent flip the perfect card on you, like two, three turns in a row, is just, I mean, it's just like a drowning feeling. It's just like, like we're in right now, physically in this room. Yeah. It's very We are drowning. It is, but it is just like, really it's like your team, you know, you're already playing against an opponent who has a stout team. And then when they just flip these cards at random and just give them such an edge, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's a bit upsetting. It's I don't like up seeing to it. Simeon in here. Oh no. Yeah. Soon it'll be up to me and then Ian. <laughs> Luckily, I found a milk carton to stand oh, up. So. <laughs> Let me blow these floaties up here. <laughs> that should keep Simeon. Uh, next question is if you could add a new generic keyword to the game, what would it be and which modern figures would have uh, fit with it? I was going to try and see if we could do a countdown again. I don't think we can. No. Uh, you, you know the keyword I want to add. You don't yeah. like it, so. Well, that's okay. You say yours. Yeah, survivor. survivor. I want Survivor to be a keyword. Like so the that TV would, show. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Not the hit TV yeah, show Survivor. <laughs> um, but I really started thinking when I was making my Evil Dead, my custom like Evil Dead set based off the video game. Like, no keywords really made sense for a lot of these guys, except no, for. It's not that I didn't like this keyword. It's that uh, there wasn't a lot of applications. I wasn't sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. No, hundred percent. I I do agree with that. But I was thinking if they ever started doing more horror stuff or if like Marvel Zombies or Deceased or whatever, you could give like that Harley Quinn and a few other characters that were from that story. They're like survivors. When you're in a horror movie, when you're in a zombie pocket, whatever, really about the only thing they can give you is survivor. That would be the only keyword I could ever think of. That's kind of what they're called in like Walking Dead, all this mm -hmm. other stuff. When I'm making the Evil Dead set, the marksman keyword wasn't a thing yet. Otherwise, yeah, a lot of them would have got that. Yeah. But like, I had to give most of the... Thankfully, there's like it was based off the video game, so anybody that was a warrior class got the warrior keyword. The support class is like, well, there's no support keyword. I don't really know what keyword to give you. So I ended up giving them all like a new keyword, the survivor keyword. So that, that would just be for like people that, you know, we're not really a team, we're not really anything, but I'm just trying to survive. If they ever did like Savage Land, I think all the guys from Savage Land could have like survivors, stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah, that, that would be my generic keyword that I would add. Yeah, to go off of that, I think... Uh Fear Factor would be enough. Stop. Good one. Yeah. Stop. I like that uh, one. Who wants to be idea. a million? <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, not game show related. Um, man. No, I think uh, we got Pilot back, which is cool. We did. 
Uh, we saw like the first character that has a marksman keyword, which I think is like something that makes a lot of sense. Arsenal, yeah, the March Ellie kit. Um, and I, I think that makes a lot of sense because we've had martial artists for a long time. And that's been a stand-in keyword for a lot of like archers. Yeah. yeah. Martial artists. Was Which some of them should that have that, yeah. but it was like not quite. It's like right. Green Arrow should have it, but like normal comic Clint Barton, like Hawkeye. Like not as he, big of like yeah, a martial no, artist. Yeah. He's like, like obviously like he's Ronan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a few variations where that's passable, but there's a lot that no. that just doesn't fit. Right. And he generally does get that keyword. Yeah. Uh, biggest loser for a keyword. That's another yeah. good show that could be a. <laughs> oh, oh, weakest sorry. link. Weakest um, link. <laughs> it's like opposite of survival. The voice keyword. <laughs> American Idol. Masked singer. There we go. Masked singer. For anyone that wears a mask, that's good. Yeah, one of Ian's least favorite figures is a masked singer. Prime Batman. Prime Bat. Yeah. Yeah, masked singer. The, the. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's a cowled singer. Cowled singer. I mean, I hate that. You know, I think objectively the strongest Batman in the game is just singing at you from across the board. Is it very funny? Absolutely. Was it fun to build with and break? Oh, totally. It did so much. Yeah, I did the same amount of stuff. Yeah, but. uh uh, unfortunately, Legacy Thanos kind of ruined his reign, but at one point I had a team that was like, you know, plus 13. Oh, I did too. Yeah, absolutely. I love building with that piece. I don't think I've literally <laughs> ever owned it. It had fantastic four swap on it too, so you could switch uh, into deep cuts to get enhancements, so he's guaranteed funny. to be a four damage, get the exo specs. Like, Dude, back when you get perplexed damage, I just had a team that had like 12 what's his faces oh, scientists on it. Oh it was like Gotham yeah. City. It was a so Gotham like, City. Star Lab. Star Lab yeah. scientists. Like yeah, that's turn of all that they just choose perplex or whatever. I, I needed to have enough of them so when I rolled it, they would get perplex. That was the plan. There was another so one funny. that I had the Miles Miles West that had just mm. like a ton of PD, a ton of yeah. enhancement. Yeah, that was that was super fun. But then Thanos came out and it's like, well, can't one shot this guy and the team's not big uh, enough. What's your what's your keyword? What's a your keyword? keyword? Uh, I already. T- I just gave you like ten, man. No, stop. I, I honestly don't know if I have a keyword. Uh, I have one. We I can think. come back to it because when like thinking about keywords, I'm like, obviously, I wouldn't want to make the pool of like deity, cosmic, uh, ruler that I wouldn't want to make those smaller. Like maybe cosmic because that's that could be split. Oh sure. But something I would like to make smaller and like something I think they give to too many people is scientist. So okay. yeah, I, I think you that. can split scientists okay. into like people that are actually scientists, like that's like their thing. Yeah. And then people that are like smart. Like yeah, like a technologist, I guess. Okay. For like, you know, like the Tony Stark type people. An engineer. An engineer or maybe. Okay. Or like uh you could maybe do the same kind of mystical as like well. That. Like yeah. magical could be a subset of I, mystical. Because like Wendigo isn't like, he doesn't do magic, but yeah. he is influenced because right. of, like, a curse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like, so, he like, had magic done magic as opposed to, like, cursed. Wendigo, yeah. you don't do magic. Cursed could go. be a keyword. Yeah. No, Wendigo. Oh, here's one. Athlete. Magic. Oh, yeah. Athlete could be a keyword. Yeah. Well, well, there's actually, Dale Suterman. Athlete could be a keyword, yeah. Cyborg would get it. He was football. Flash mm-hmm. Thompson, he would get it. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. That's pretty good. I'll take the that athlete, one. Athlete keyword. Dale athlete. Suderman. We'll finally get some Super yeah. Pro and the Hero. Super Pro, yeah. Somebody said something about, uh, I can't remember who it was, if it was online or where, but uh, somebody was like, finally I can play Dale Suderman and Lucky oh, Pizza Dog. That yeah, was me. Dude. Oh, was that you? Yeah, I said that on the yeah, podcast. <laughs> somebody else did say it online, though. They did okay, they want to play it, yeah. Whether Dang, quoting you or what they were doing. The Airbud team? Yeah, yeah. the Airbud team, dude. 
Malcolm Rush asks, uh, what is your favorite moments, good or bad, from Dial H before you joined the podcast? And then he has a second part to that question. Uh, favorite moment before, I think, was going to... Uh, well, Calder and I had some good matches, but I think probably the most fun was being in Indiana, like right before COVID. We mentioned earlier. Moments on the podcast. Oh. Before you... From Dial H, before you joined yeah, the podcast. Before you joined the podcast. Yeah. Oh, so I was thinking like real life... Oh, from oh, Dial H. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, okay, before I joined the podcast, so does he want on the podcast? I would, I would say, yeah, podcast moments that were your favorite. Before, before I was on the podcast. Before you part, I guess, part of the overarching Dial H. I, I have, I have okay. one. When Sorry, was, I'm, when all, it was I'm the, a little uh, confused. When it was Austin, Hunter, and Drew, they did this thing where they just kind of like poo-pooed on Rocket Racer, like as a character. They're like, Rocket Racer's awesome. We love Rocket Racer and Heroclix. But who is this guy? And they just deep dive his Wikipedia and just kind of make fun of him the whole time. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, but it's kind of in the way that it was like, yeah, Rocket Racer's so cool, dude. He'll steal your girl, you know? But it's like, no, <laughs> uh, Rocket Racer's kind of a kind of a loser as a character, but he's cool. Okay. And Heroclix, he's like, but like, yeah, them just like really going into Rocket Racer's whole bit was pretty funny. That was probably one of my favorite moments they had on the show. I think one of the best things they ever did was the Mage Knight oh, Resurrection. I caught a glimpse of that, and I was like, please, don't you dare. <laughs> the, the Mage Knight Resurrection starter review. Never watched that. Video. It was an in-depth review. I don't know if... I, I assume most people listening have seen it, because 6.3 thousand people have watched that video 10 years ago. Yep. Man. Uh, I've actually never watched it all the way through, but I do own every figure from no, Mage Knight oh, Resurrection. It's funny. I mean, I liked Extreme Rules. Man. Before that. Yeah. Uh, That was such a good And I remember uh, hearing about, like, how upset you guys were. It's like, oh, it's kind of tanked. It's like, we put so much effort into this. And I was just like, dang, that really sucks. Yeah. Between. Has a cult following. We shot, like, most of it in, like, one take, two takes, something like that. Um, But getting everything, like, said and done. And then you were drinking the, Natter Days, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Simeon picked, like, and they were quite, like sixteen ounces. They were quite literally like the worst beers to chug. Yeah, I can't remember why. I'm drinking, drinking lemonade. Beer. I think it, I think they just like happened to be in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, but no, getting all of that like filmed and everything, and then like starting to edit it and realizing all of the like the gameplay oh, footage yeah. had doubled audio because the. Uh, webcam was recording and the mic oh, was recording. So yeah. And I spent probably like 10 hours trying to find a way to reduce echo. And at the end of the day, I was just like, you can't. Like we can't. You just can't. In, so. the, in the original intro I made for Dial H, uh, this was towards when we were about to hit like a thousand subscribers. There is like some clips of like the earlier moments. And one of them was just Calder like whipping Simi. <laughs> And that was just such like, a good time. It was for just like a split second, though, so you just hear the... <laughs> and that was about so it. Good. So that's another favorite moment before the podcast, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fun to just go on and do the price analysis. But I was going to say was initially, cool. I guess if this answer counts, uh, just hanging out in the hotel room and like actually getting to know oh, sure, yeah. like Calder and uh, everyone else who was there, who I kind of knew. Well, I did know. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't really talk to Calder at all. I have yeah. a fun video of that where I said, "Hey, say something to Luke, the guy who pulled the Colonel oh. America zombie." And Calder had some choice words for him. I did. I think I did. Yeah, I believe. I believe so. <laughs> he's like, Calder looked at me. He's like, "You're gonna make me do this." And I was like, "Sorry, recording." Uh, what's your favorite moments uh, after you've joined the podcast? Oh man, there's so many. I think one. Like, Kinda Worlds. 
Worlds is such so the first good, yeah. uh, the first worlds that we covered. I think I, well the second one. I think yeah, the second one was more fun for sure. It I was, think the second yeah. one just like getting like the getting to meet up with Luke was so cool. Luke from Canada, our uh, if you right. like the thumbnails, he's our man. Sometimes, sometimes we do. The bad ones are us. <laughs> um, yeah, getting to meet him was super, super cool. After like I spent, I don't know, the better part of a year like talking with him on Discord yeah. so much, hours and hours and hours. And so to get to like meet him and work with him and just kind of bro down was yeah easily. I think, I think yeah. And then you know, just obviously us being a group, you know, just seeing our work come to fruition after like you know we're coming up on like two years now. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. So to have everything at full power to meet him and to have him like, you know, take us to like another level, making those cards. And oh, just, yeah. Do you remember the that stickers be, he did? Yeah, those puff, puff stickers. Puff just stickers. Like a quick edit. I was like, wow, that was really impressive. That was like insane. Yeah. There's been a lot of highs. Um, I think one of like my favorite, like little stints that we did was when we were doing Thursday Throwdown. Yeah. And even though it was a lot of work and sometimes it was, like, really hectic and stuff, sometimes we kind of just had to, like, shoehorn a thumbnail in. When we started doing, like, the yeah. uh, the cosplay, like, the, the closet cosplay, so like, thumbnails. They're so funny. I think people remember those more than they remember any of, like, the actual videos. Absolutely. Because... Yeah, I remember your Namor, for sure. Namor was good. so good. Iconic, dude. Uh, one of my favorites was Shazam and Black Adam, and then the like Secret War. You can never truly come back from seeing Simeon's Midriff, though. You yeah, can't yeah. come back from that. That's Whatever fun. set it was where I did Octo like Doctor Octopus. That was like Secret Invasion. Or yeah, like, yeah. Sinister and I, or something. I had like my silver morph suit on, and I'd made my own oh, like Conchu. <laughs> no, this <laughs> is Conchu. This is Conchu as well. Yeah. Uh, that was like a really fun stint. It's like really hectic because it was like 2020 and like we couldn't actually play. Yeah, but, uh, those were seriously so fun. They came down to like, wow, it's Wednesday yeah. night. We get to do a Thursday throwdown, upload it tomorrow. Like, what a blast! Yeah. You know, even on the ones where it's like we uh, we play some games we played for like two and a half hours. Yeah, like the event, the very first game with cards took us like two hours. I want to say Avengers versus Justice League it was like a super long. And game. at no point did we think like maybe we'll just. Set a timer and see no. who's ahead and board. We never going to set a timer. Never been. And a actually, timer. I I had somebody never. just the other day message me and be like, you know, I learned. They, I pretty much learned how to play Hero Clicks or got back into the game using your Thursday Throwdown videos. And I really like that you guys never set a timer because like all you guys would kind of take it slow and just do whatever. Yeah. And then the game would come to like its natural end, which is like really cool. Which it's way more satisfying. Pretty fast think. sometimes. Yeah. Literally yeah. never play with timer unless it's for unless video. a tournament or a video. Yeah, yeah. tournament 100%. or video, but. It's Slugfest. Also, I'll say, like, I can't remember their name specifically, but I remember somebody, like, reaching out and saying, like, like 2020 was a really hard year for me. I didn't get to, like, hang out with any of my friends or go yeah. and play. But, like, every week I'd watch your guys' content, and it meant, like, a lot. It, like, really helped me get through this year. And I was like, the fact that I can do something silly and dumb... Yeah. And have, like, a really? profound impact on somebody else's... Oh, like, that's the coolest thing. ...mental yeah. health or just, like, you know just like their love for the game, anything like that was like really touching, but especially cause it was like Thursday, like our Thursday throwdowns were not edited They're super like quick and dirty. Yeah. They yeah. were, uh, I cut like the beginning and the end off and sometimes like some little bits out of the middle. Yeah. Just in and out. The that was it. Pretty like, much. Oh man. Also the, a quick shout out to the Vermilion basement apartment. 
Those were some fun nights. Those were those, those really nights. were good times, man. But yeah, none of us knew what we were doing. No, but we, we were having a great time. Those were so fun. We were having wow. a great time. We so, had such a good time yeah, though, wow. that we were willing to sacrifice two bricks to that apartment. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, yep. that's an option. Yeah. No, but like, hey, I, dudes, I guess I don't know. Uh, the like the Vermilion Walk. We went on like that one that night. That was a good time. Was just kind of chatting. Went down to the river. Yeah. Got rid of that bot. I mean, um, yeah. Went down to the river. Nothing else. There was happened. a lot of discussion about what we wanted to do with Dial H that night, and all of that has come true, and then some. So yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Really, every time we've set expectations for ourselves, we've exceeded. By so awesome. By like a landslide. Yeah. Favorite hero clicks moment. Uh, so I guess gameplay wise, um, I mine would be winning the Infinity Gauntlet Thanos. So nice. That was like a fifty-five man event at Rainbow, and then Sentry Void was like the hot thing. It was five hundred points, no resources. I played a Sentry Void, played the Morgan Le Fay who got the Legacy card from Chaos War, and then the Chaos War is fast. Uh, fast Force is Scarlet Witch. I was the only person who played that variation of the team. There was like eight other Sentry Voids. I knocked out like half of them, and then none of them made it to the finals. Won the finals, and right as I like got the Thanos, which you know is like the biggest prize, one of my favorite characters, it started to like rain really heavy. So you can hear like thunder outside. I'm like Ooh. holding it above my head, and uh, Chase and Luke were with me, and they're just like, Yeah, you know, shop owner Brian, who like practically raised me. I was always at that shop, you know, was like so proud of me too. So that was a really cool moment. Um, so as far as gameplay goes, I don't think anything tops it. And in that match, too, yeah. the final match there. Um, I was playing against a Chaos King, and Chaos King's mid-dial, this is before cards were on, or dials were on cards, folks. His mid-dial got crazy. He went to, like, hypersonic six damage. So you had to hit him for, like, four or five to get him through that part. So yeah. I did exactly that, and the guy accused me of dial spotting him. And I was like, I don't even know. What, did you think I picked up your figure while you were looking away? But he was like, did you, like, you were dial spotting. And Brian just told him to shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, He's like, Ian knows his stuff. Like, come on. So that was, uh, yeah, easily the coolest thing. And then my mom picked me up. Just couldn't drive. I was like fifteen, and uh, What's yeah, I was like yeah, mom for ego antibody. Uh, six ten seventeen two, sidestep, super strength, toughness, blank. Is it sixteen? It's sixteen two. Six ten sixteen two, sidestep, super strength, toughness, two blank, thirty points. Z right? No TA. I like how there's no segue. We just all knew what was going on. <laughs> Ian, right? Ian has been Side studying steps, strength, toughness, 6, 10, 17, 2. There you go. Wow. wow. Yeah. Give me another figure from AI right now that's a common or uncommon. Tigra. I, Tigra? La Tigra. Oh, what was she? Yeah, what was she? 8, 10, 18, 2, stealth, blade, senses, blank. I think. 9, 10, 18, 2, stealth. Blade senses blank. You're wow. Stealthly not <laughs> have been my call. Error. The margin of error was there. If I had though. to guess, I would have said wow. Like, just off by sure. one point on the stat. Goodness gracious! If you give me ten minutes to memorize a set, He's I will animal. get ninety percent of their opening dials. I have photographic memory, but only for your clicks top dials. I had to do that for like a hot minute, and then uh, even like in competitive aspects, in like constructed, there's just like so many yeah. that I just. I would keep in mind like the top things that kept coming up in tournaments, like results and stuff. But I would never commit to memory just like a full set or anything because it just happened with like previews would come out and that was like oh prepping for like pre-release. Well, or not not even sealed? prepping, just a preview came out and I'd be like, wow, I need to like look at this. 
And I used to just, I mean, as a kid, like I'd go to the computer lab and just obsess over these things. Yeah. Just look at dials. And I remember getting like kicked off computers and then the Heroclix I got uh, like blocked because of so me. Funny. So weird. Blocked. We're so My notebooks would get taken because I would write down no stats. So it's just no like, kidding. it became not, like second nature. Not only like spoiled in the fact that like dials aren't on the front, you can ask your opponent like to see it, yeah. all that stuff. But also, we're spoiled in the fact that you don't have to go to HC Realms to see dials anymore. Yeah, you don't have to like slog through like the forums and stuff. And when they weren't on HC Realms, you're like digging through eBay, <laughs> yeah, or something, dude. Uh, I think one of my biggest moments. I'm not going to say my WKO win. I'm going to say my ROC States win because okay. it was Popper that year. And I think I had more fun winning with WWE mm. than I did winning with Avengers. Good time. My Avengers build wasn't that different than what a lot of people were running, but I did have like probably, I'll say 90 points. That was like stuff that people weren't doing. Yeah. So 40 points was two Mudmen's, like the bystander that you have to KO three times to actually get it KO'd. That was like, pretty good. That was big because good. Star Fox and Tigra. Both had like the chases from AI, both had stop clicks where they had mastermind and that was it. And you really want something that you can mastermind to. Uh, that was big. And then Tigra was like the 50 points that like no one else was really yeah. playing. She has empower her whole dial. And part of like that team was giving Star Fox Mjolnir doing flurry from like eight squares away. And if you roll like a four, you get to heal everybody, which came up like big in one of my games. Where, like, I hit that four and it healed the Chase Hawkeye back to his running shot. Oh. If okay. not, I would have just been, like, saying. Because I was going against, I think that was Lucas's team with, like, the monsters. Oh, sure. And he, like, he got, like, an opening hit on a couple people. He did, like, an ID call-in and managed to, like, knock that Hawkeye off of, like, his running shot dial. And if I hadn't rolled that four with Star Fox and also just, like, by chance positioned him correctly... Because, like, I didn't do it on purpose. I just happened to be, like, next to Star Fox when I did that. Uh, that was, like, one of my big wins. But I think um, what was more interesting to me was the the ROC Popper States that year. Or maybe it was the year after where I, I won with WWE. I think it was the one and only time where, like, all the stars aligned in WWE between, like, the rules that we had at the time and Popper allowing them. It was just enough to like yeah. make wwe potent and the fact that like people redid like their teams to get away from like some of the stuff that i was doing for like the Ooh, next roc yeah yeah people a lot of people were like oh dr claire finn so i don't get submission hold like because i took down an onslaught with just like submission yeah hold. that was gnarly dude that yeah. and uh i think the finals game was just like it was so like we obviously didn't film we uh, well it is filmed but we didn't like film it in like the way that it would really oh, sure. need to be to be appreciated but it was so like cinematic the way like Shawn Michaels I declare the attack he's using his like full like map move to kick onslaught like fourteen for five Dude, and time gets called yeah. right before like I I think it was like after I rolled my attack but before he rolled his super senses so it was like. That is the last attack you get, and it so, so good, so good. Yeah, favorite moments. Ah, it's pretty tough. That's just really, really, really tough for me. 
I think almost anything that's been happening with Dilation the past couple of years, you'd always say is like a favorite moment, pretty much. Anytime we work on like a new video, like, you know, the last live stream we did for the Clixies or two weeks ago when we were filming and making a video and doing the podcast, that was like such a blast. So it kind of feels like there's always just great moments just happening, happening, happening. But I think the first time we ever got confirmation that we were going to be able to like get sealed product for WizKids. Oh, that, that was, was so cute, man. When we got the, the email saying, we're going to get Disney <laughs> Plus. I was like, what? No way. Finally, after like so long. And I was just like, hey, I was so happy. And then when we did, when I finally arrived at the apartment, I was like not actually in Vermilion. And so Simi and I are both driving up to meet. Racing. We're racing. I'm in this terrible work pickup <laughs> driving from Ames, Iowa to Vermillion. It was like a three hour drive and like one of the worst interstates you can ever drive on in your entire life. It's horrible. Um, now I'm driving this loud, noisy farm pickup like on the highway. It's terrible. And then, yeah, me and Simeon finally converge. We film and he drives back that same night, but it was like, man, this was so awesome yeah. that we got to do this. Yeah, it was so great. I remember, I think you just texted me like exclamation points and then you called me and you're like, <laughs> we got the break. Oh, dude. And I, I shut I my door. I'm like, so yo, I was like, oh, this is insane. And I was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? So well, I'm going to go drive me up soon. And I was like, okay, well, just send me everything. Yeah. Just dropped everything I was doing and <laughs> edited together a bunch of gameplay and the, the yeah. unboxing. Yeah, filmed me a boxing and a ton of game. Man. And I'm here with. The Kingpin. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And like, at that point in time, the green screen was like no in my room. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, like, we're editing just... that stuff. I remember like watching it. I was like, oh, this high tech. Oh, yeah. This next this level. Next and level watching stuff. it now, I'm just like, dweeby. <laughs> the elevator sketch, uh, though, still, I feel is so under Go watch the Disney Plus unboxing. The, the first very one. first Disney Plus yeah. unboxing. It's a slow moving elevator scene. I could have. I could have been a little more concise with it, but guys, that's so the funny. first green screen project I like ever like really worked on. So funny though, I love that though. Um, Clark's favorite casual playstyle Ooh. that you've played in recently. Honestly, the videos we do. I love. Like no one's seen this yet, and it may we may make a new one or whatever's going to happen. But the multiversal, the glitch we have to make that the glitch in the that. multiverse. That's so fun. It's a very expensive casual yeah, setting to be is. able to make. But it's like as far as play style, so fun. Oh, it's the, so the one fun. We it is a very casual just, play style. It was literally like the ending score was like six. There's something so weird about it, and, and it was just missing. the last yeah, couple of so our boring. games we play against each other is we can't kill anything, no, we can't do anything. Nothing wild. hits. Even the big buck bash, I was like, big buck it's wild how little dies in the big threes. buck bash. Yeah, no willpowers. Bummer. So sad. And then Prime Spider Man also it was like ultra meta, just. The Iconics off, where uh, Calder is running like 300 point doomsday and just whiffed like the first like three or four attacks. And so all it was like, powers. yeah, it was like, I'm Batman just not doing anything. <laughs> he, he went to do something and yeah, you bat slapped him. He's like, like, I'm going to attack. Oh, are you? And I would just, eventually, I didn't even say anything. I would just hold up the die <laughs> and look at him. He kept him from like doing anything twice and. I think that was like just a reminder that like no matter how cool a character is, if it's the only character on your team, it's going to be like real boring sometimes. Some hurdles to go over. Yeah. Um, with that video too. Sadly, the reason why that one is not on the YouTube is because for whatever reason, the video like it will only like let me upload it in like forty four eighty p. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's some weird quality thing, and I've tried like downloading it directly. Tried doing it through like a uh, Google Drive, whatever, doesn't matter. 
On to the next question. Adam asks, how did the three of you meet each other? We kind of already went into that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just uh, basically through weeklies, you yeah. know. And uh, there's a great, I mean, there used to be an exceptionally good tournament scene in like the, I don't know, the Sioux Falls area. And Omaha Gauntlet was good, you know, it was kind of like one big scene. Even K, like we went to KC, um, some oh, yeah. of us would go to Des Moines. So but like, we're going to like Kentucky. But yeah. They're getting real crazy. But I know like Ed and, um, Ed and a few other people from Kansas City would come up and participate, and then we'd go down there and participate. And obviously, oh, yeah. like Sioux Falls would come down, and yeah. they, they didn't ever go up. Because... Oh, another story about when I first met Simeon, since I remembered it. We were all eating dinner, and uh, no one else was interested in this conversation. <laughs> people, people were for a little bit, but then we just kept going, and we thought it was hilarious. We were talking about recasting the X-Men. <laughs> And we're like, oh well, Danny DeVito Wolverine, of course. Yes, all five times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what were some other ones? Uh, I don't remember, but that was so funny. Like Kevin Hart as Luke. Oh yeah, Kevin Hart as Luke Cage. Tiny guy. Yeah, Ed looked like at me like, guy. really, yeah. Kevin Hart? I'm like, he'd be perfect so for the funny. role. <laughs> oh, Luke man. Cage is like good natured and jokey, right? Like. I think like I think it was like Jaleel White as Nightcrawler, the guy who played Steve Urkel. Yeah. Did I teleport there? <laughs> it's just really stupid stuff like that. Holy so there was another like I think that was like the second time I met oh. Simi, and I was just like, got to figure out how to play with this guy. What events are you most excited to cover in Orlando at the end of the month? Easy answer for me. It is the chess clock. Chess clock. I'm yeah. very interested to see how that's going to shift people's building. We haven't really seen competitive play in months either, so. I think it's going to promote play similar to Nationals, where we're going to see really hyper-aggressive stuff, because I think the people who are going to play in that event are going to be very like aware of the clock. I don't think this is necessarily like a true study. I think this is actually like kind of a poor study on if the clock is good or not, because you like know about it ahead of time. I think you would have to do a blind surprise clock. But regardless, I'm very interested in seeing how people decide to build for it, which does add like a new kind of metric or parameter to it. So I guess it's a fine study. But it would be hilarious. To see someone like, who stalls playing a clock setting. I was going to say, like, I know, dude, next year's Worlds. So excited. Next year's Worlds, we just, like, drop, like, random clocks, and we're like, whoever wins the clock off gets this, like, legacy card. It, like, doesn't matter if you win the match. Oh, just man. whoever uses oh, the least amount of time. But that would also potentially influence the game. Influence I think the, there'd be a Facebook post or two about that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not at once. My game got whatever because these idiots got My clock. game was clocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's easily that. I think the, yeah, I think he's exactly. asking, what's the best thing you've ever cooked? Mm, gosh. Um, lobster bisque. Uh, honestly, lobster bisque. Love lobster bisque. I don't think Ian was there. Actually, I'm, I know for sure that Ian wasn't there, but you came to the Friendsgiving, right? I did not come to the Friendsgiving. You weren't in town for not being to the Friendsgiving. Okay. Um, gosh, it was a. I made like five different like entrees. There was like a a vegetarian gumbo, which was just all the normal gumbo stuff, and then like instead of like andouille sausage, it was like the whatever vegetable version of that was, mm. which turned out really good. Um, sausage, yeah. I think that's the brand that's name. A yeah. term. Uh, but there, there's that. Then there is obviously <laughs> like I did like a a small turkey 
uh, honey baked ham. And then I also really like making like my own crunch wraps because, Oh yeah, dude, in college, I would do that all yeah, the time, man. Making a crunch wrap, like crunch wraps are great. They're like, so cheap too. Yeah. You can make your own with only the ingredients that you like, mm-hmm. only the way you like. <laughs> and with and, meat, that's actually meat. <laughs> yeah. After a while, you get like really good at it. And like, you learn like, Ooh, I, I prefer the hot sauce the on George top Foreman of the cheese, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. Ooh, and so... Those that was probably, a staple when I was, like, 20, man. Yeah, I still make so. them. I'd rather do that than, like, tacos any day. And I still... I mean, I still do tacos right. and, like, nachos and stuff occasionally. That's just, like, easy, you know, Tuesday night meal. Yeah. But uh, crunch wraps, for sure, hit a little bit harder. Uh, I don't know. So lately, I've been into using, like, those Hawaiian rolls. And just okay. making like big smash burgers. Um, that's not like anything special. It's not the the best thing I've ever cooked. But like right now, I don't know. Those Hawaiian rolls are just I'm, good. I'm about halfway through the uh, Bob's Burgers like burger cookbook. Oh yeah, where it's just got oh, like nice. yeah, it's got like the burger of the days and like whatever different episode ones. And some of those are really good. Some of them yeah. are like it takes me. 50 minutes to find all the ingredients at the grocery store. Ooh, and it's whoa. like insane. It's, you know, which is too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, good thing I'm buying this arugula for the one burger I'm going to make. You yeah, know, funny. it's like, I'll never use this again, but thank goodness I have it for that. I'm not a great cook. I'm probably the worst one here at this table. I'm a real, whatever gets done, gets done. I'm a, Think salt I'm gonna I'm I'm burn the steak, uh, burn the chicken, uh, burn the rice yeah, I in think the I, automatic rice cooker. I, uh, you're selling yourself you like, short. Tell us the story about your. No, that's uh, the worst food I've ever tell made. Tell us your story about the, the chicken, chicken farm. Chicken farm. <laughs> chicken farm. We don't need to reiterate chicken farm. I think people by now know the the chicken farm story and how I'm not. Um, but I do make decent waffles, or at the very least, my family thinks I make the best waffles, which is really the only people you got to impress. So it's true. It's true. So like for Mother's Day or Father's Day, growing up, I would like wake up early, or in a kid's eyes, well, yeah, I'm totally wake before my parents are, and they're sitting in their room, like, when's that little dummy gonna make waffles? Mom, sorry, <laughs> they're only pretending to be asleep for so long. Hear me clatter around in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, so like probably like waffles, and then I would start doing like chicken waffles too mm. for my family, and they liked they liked those. But the best thing I ever made at the time was not last year, but I guess two years ago. So December of 2022, when me and my little brother were snowed in at our house, big snow drifts, crazy snow bank, just terribly snowed in. I didn't have a tractor, couldn't get out. We were stuck there for like five days. I uh, I looked at what we had in the fridge and I was like, I'm going to make, this may shock you, Ian. I'm going to make uh, spicy chicken strips with hot sauce. Oh, it's hot <laughs> sauce, honey, and crunched up frosted flakes for the breading versus like flour breading and stuff and i made those chicken strips and then we didn't have any ranch i know it was truly an emergency wow. snowed in no ranch and i found these packets they're just hidden valley ranch seasoning it says mix with sour cream and you make ranch i'm like oh whoa those things are good dude. yeah dude my child was like oh this does make ranch i was like so surprised <laughs> and in that moment that was like the best thing they i had exist that's the best like, thing i've had with in days dude. so good so good um, McConnell says, if you could design one figure, not a set, just a singular figure, what would it be? Man. I'd say within the realms of Marvel and DC, like, yeah. it could be made. Outside of it, easy, no-brainer. Actually, it's tied between three. MF Doom, Zarface, or Harvey Birdman. Okay. Who? Oh, okay. Tr- three-way tie for outside the realms of Marvel and DC, and none of those things are going to happen, so not a real answer. Honestly, 
Call me basic, call me vanilla. That is actually a very advanced flavor, if you ask me. But I want to make Batman. I want to make Batman. <laughs> yeah. Not even any, like, I guess nope, if I got the killer like version. Like just... uh, his No Man's Land costume with the blue and the yellow belt. Okay. Or like... Uh, I always liked uh, Year Zero Batman. Sure. Uh, for like no reason. Just like he has a bow and arrow. And so it's like, feels very green arrow-ish, but it's like... It's fun. Honestly, I would take an animated series Batman. I would take, you know, any Frank Miller Batman. That's like my favorite Batman. Uh, I would do like the Elseworlds Batman, you know. I just want to make a Batman. Yeah. That that may be basic. There's not like a specific storyline. They've pretty much covered all the bases with him. But like, for example, like one power I'd love to see is something that you can do in like the Arkham games where he throws a smoke cloud and everyone's like, oh, where'd he go? And then you can like in cap them with the the batarangs you can dip out or you can just start beating the crap out of them and they can't see you so you can yeah. chain a huge combo so i'd okay. love to make like a costed smoke cloud quake is free place batman within four something like that i think something to represent and then like name the power like where'd he go oh uh, cool Maybe you know funny. to like really represent like the the i guess like the tactician and the just kind of martial artist side of batman i think that'd be a really fun power how useful would it be? I have no idea. But it's also a way to make Smoke Cloud cool. So there you go. <laughs> okay. I really want to say, like, Galactopool um, from, like, the Deadpool Kills. The, well, oh, it's, okay. it's from after Deadpool Kills the universe. Is or Deadpool Kills Deadpool? Yeah. yeah. It's like when all the Deadpools are, like, they, they split off. All the, like, different Deadpools of different universes split into, like, two factions. There's, like, the ones that are, like, done with uh, reality and, like, the fourth wall and whatever, the yeah. viewers. And then there's the ones that want to, like, save what they can. And I can't remember which side Galactopool is on, but, like, he has the, I think they call it the B. Arthur, which is, like, the Deadpool ship. Yeah. They, like, crash that into him. Yeah, and that's, like, do. he doesn't do a whole lot. But I just, if we're ever going to resculpt something, I think a, like, three by six, like, 18-inch tall Galactopool oh, would sure. be really fun. Kind of funny. Um, with the swappable heads on the Galactus, they could, yeah, they could, yeah. him and give them they could have one with like part of the B. Arthur coming oh, in. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't really have anything from DC that I can think of off the top of my. Oh, I do. Uh, Mogo, the Living Planet. Oh, sure, oh, I that'd think, be awesome. Even I think if it was like be, a map. That'd be yeah. Cool. I I think that Mogo is he a big planet? In my mind, he's like Solaris. He's like okay, a, sure. Maybe yeah. not a two by two, but like he's the same kind of like sure. He's, like, shrunk down for the game, but, like, you know, still. Okay. And then outside of Marvel DC, man, I would love to get, like, a AEW, like, license and, like, get, like, like Orange Cassidy, so I think, awesome. would be, like, the funnest to design. Yeah. He's got so many, like, random things that, like, you could flavor text and, like, different stuff he could do. Introducing, like, a new AEW team ability. Which I don't know how you do better than the WWE. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah be fun. Uh, my non-Marvel, non-DC is Ash from Evil Dead. That's not, not even a question. That's the only character I care about more than any comic book character. He's he's my favorite. Um, for Marvel, it's Fear itself, Captain America. All I mean, I've been saying this. And I'll say it to the day I die. That's that is my Captain America. It's like the most iconic moment for Captain America to me, anyways. When he's holding the line. No other Avengers are there yet. He's just got, like, shotguns and rifles and stuff, and he's fighting, like, 
the war bots and the Asgardian troll. Body and, yeah, dude. The Scotty's war bots and all that stuff. And there's just a mound of dead bodies yeah. of trolls and war bots under him. And he's just been holding the line the entire time. One man against the world in fear itself. So good. Um, and then DC, it's probably Yellow Lantern Guy Gardner from his 90s run where he's kicked out of the okay. Green Lantern Corps. And then he, him and Lobo beat up Sinestro. He steals his ring and then... <laughs> The only way to recharge the ring is when he, like, fights somebody and it gets more powerful because he just doesn't have a battery with him. I would really like that. Yeah, to, like, Gardner. instill fear. In the- yeah, he's got to instill fear. Otherwise, it just, it's just like, like a kid's window. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 95%. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, so he's Monsters, Inc. Guy Gardner. Basically, basically, it is, yeah. Because he's got, he's got no battery. He's got Scream no. for me. There's a great, there's a great comic where he fights the Eradicator and it's, like, really fun seeing them go toe to toe. He yeah. makes like a knight armor around himself. It's really fun. Wow. And he finds out that laughter actually charges the ring. Better yeah, than fear. yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, he changes his monsters. Inch. <laughs> I think for Marvel, then because you guys did both, uh, I'd like to design a nightcrawler too. Oh, I would love a nightcrawler. I really like Excalibur nightcrawler. Like my biggest, biggest uh, nightcrawler. Yeah. Wow. All most nightcrawlers have been winners, but okay. More often than not, they've been winners. Out of the ten Nightcrawlers that exist, I don't... I don't know if that's true. House of X, balls. He's awesome. He's cool. Days of Future Past, rocks. He was pretty cool. Love that Nightcrawler. Uh, the okay. ones from Fantastic Forces. Well, the Anthony X-Men ones were certainly Nightcrawlers that came out and existed. The but Fantastic there was a cool Four sculpt. ones, the yeah. REV, all started with phasing. Well, and they all went to Hypersonic on Click 2. That's tough. But he phases. Clobber Time Nightcrawler goes he's his awesome. absolute hardest. He's awesome. Well, Web Spider-Man, Spider-Man is like goes pretty dang hard. He's like himself. so good, it's not cool yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's sadly true. Um, I, I would say most. I would say more than the not. Nightcrawler are so it is like 50-50, so dude. I honestly, 50? Dang, I think it's pretty close. He's just had so few iterations. I just think that most of them are stand out than than don't. Yeah, they they definitely. But stand I will out say, were you don't. like me when XDPS came out and there wasn't an animated series dude, of Nightcrawler? So that's all I wanted in that set was Nightcrawler. I would have <laughs> loved change your ways, Logan. <laughs> I would have loved that Nightcrawler in that dude. set. Yeah, that that was a huge bummer. I'm not even gonna lie. I liked XD, XDPS, but that was it, yeah, it was uh, great. Thanks set. for reopening that one. Sorry, you know, that's cool. Like they they restarted that series, right? They did the X Men '97. Is that out? I don't know. I'm gonna watch so. that if it is, but I'm gonna watch. Yeah, they also did comic series like based around like oh, did X Men '97. Oh. So from like that animated series, we. It's potential, like in the future. That'd be a great icon. We could get an XDPS too. That would be, That'd be a iconic sick iconic. Oh my god! Probably not like XD. It Give wouldn't me be a called Brotherhood XDPS, and uh, X Men. You know what's the funniest just part X-Men about that in '97 or something? Is that Warpath is on the Brotherhood side in the intro, the entire show, and Warpath is never in the show. Yeah, hmm. he's like not even. He's in an episode as a background me. character, but he's yeah. literally never. He doesn't have a spoken line anywhere in that show. There's like a lot of like fun facts up. based around like up. not just that, but like all the animated like superhero cartoons of that era there's like oh, yeah. so many like random facts where it's like yeah we had to cut the intro like six months before we even had the first episode so we didn't know who was like gonna... destiny facing off against mystique and you're just like yeah what <laughs> like, there's a few different like yeah i think destiny like that. is somewhere in there but i don't think she, she ever she probably is she wasn't in the set i don't think she's in the show i don't know uh, Owen Buss asked, if you design a holiday figure, who would it be and what would they do? Santa Claus. Santa needs to be... If, if we're going to make all these... What was that Christmas cat that... Oh, the Yule cat that hates on your drip? 
<laughs> if you look poor, yeah. right? Uh, this man's got fake Jordan. <laughs> he gonna get eaten by the cat. So funny. There's Just yeah. So there's funny. the, the Yule cat, and then there's also like the Yule goat, the the Yule lads, um, the Yule lads. Yeah, and these lads, they got Supreme, they got Gucci, they are dripped out of their so minds. The Yule lads. lads are Iceland's mischievous. Santa oh, they're Claus. icy, all right. I don't, know, I don't know. No, like, there's there's a lot of like holiday esque figures, but I think like the the number one is like I'm the Yule cat. Your drip does not impress me. We need like Doctor Dreidel. Like he'll just Dr. be. I don't know why I did German accent. That's yeah, that was that was suspicious. Interesting. Uh, by the way. <laughs> Dr. Dreidel, he'll be like the top from The Flash. Like, okay. But, uh, I don't know. The first spinnable here from the streets. Like, uh, yeah, he's actually got under the bases, like, an angular, like, His little... dial piece. spins. That would be... Quick he starts oh. Ooh. Mm. So you so literally cool. spin him like a dreidel, and it's like... It's like His I'm dial is so loose that you can spin... <laughs> spin it. plays a little That's awesome. Too. He said do it doesn't that. have to be Christmas. It can be another holiday. We all instantly we all did instantly Christmas go Christmas, is. didn't we? Oh, uh, no, we went Hanukkah. Yeah, no. and you went whatever Yule cats from. Yeah, so it's like Christmas. It is probably well, Christmas. Yeah, that's because it's like if you didn't get Icelandic new drip for Christmas, yeah. Christmas yeah. the, cat, yeah, the cat cat's would, gonna eat you. Cow get you. It's like the same kind of Christmas. As non- like Krampus. <sighs> if the cat didn't know. see you, Uncle Sam, but it's just Fourth of July, Uncle Sam, not Freedom Fighters DC, Uncle Sam. That'd be kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. Um, war bonds, Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah, <laughs> buy war bonds, Uncle Sam. Fireworks yeah. and barbecue, Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, you should have like a real strong connection with him. Wasn't he also like a beef rancher dude, Uncle Sam? I don't know. I'm almost positive I'm that not, like I don't know about that one. That like the actual like dude that that's based off. Oh, like that's like what his yeah. was in. Uh, they used him as like huh. you know like war bond kind of like stuff, but Man, um, actually I don't know. That'd be that's worth looking up. You know? Yep, I, I, that's a holiday I don't <laughs> celebrate that's... there. But uh, um, I always remember it, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, man, a generic. I'm really maybe like just a turkey on Thanksgiving. Oh, like okay. a wild turkey. Oh, that would actually a wild dial turkey. I feel like you could still give it snowball. Probably, yeah. Like turkey, it has, like, has a Black Friday, style. Black Friday dial, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Friday dial, dude. If they did like, <laughs> they did. Have you guys ever seen like Thanksgiving? Charge and Google the movie. I haven't seen Thanksgiving. I have Thanksgiving. Seen yeah, it's the it's the ice, but really, it's bad. like some guy on like death row gets transformed into a turkey or something. What? Imagine like what? the terrible plot that is Chucky, like Chucky, yeah, that's and like the same people yeah. made that movie Tire, yeah, Tire with a. Like, to be fair, Tire's cool. Tire can like it's just literally like a tire that blows things off. Like, sentient Tire that blows things up with its mind. What? Anyway, next question. It's actually question. a good movie. <laughs> what got you into playing clicks? Oh, we, we gotta, gotta answer that. that. Yeah. Two yeah. questions. What is the legacy card you are making, Calder Nest from RC Cup? I'm Big not secret. Not at liberty to say. Sorry, I can't Ooh. can't tell you. Two. I'll tell you this. It is from a Marvel or DC property. That's all I can Whoa. say. Wow. Your one chance. If you had one shot, one opportunity to bring back the guy that doesn't sing that. Uh, it's I, was, I was going Hodge for a John Cena. Yeah, actually, it's Cameron Hodge from <laughs> Cameron Hodge from UXM. That's the legacy card. Jeez. There you go, man. To be fair, if there was anything, any camera hodges can. If there was any super rare that deserved a better dial, it was that Cameron Hodge. It is not. He doesn't deserve to exist in Hero Times. I hate looking at him. 
Oh, he's so ugly, Simeon. Can't oh, he's like, but he's like supposed to be. He's I know, like he terrifying. I, he I think terrifying. we should go out of our way to everyone. If you have a Cameron Hodge, uh, message us, uh, send it to us for free. We are going to start the largest Cameron Hodge collection as of right now. I have now. three already. I, we, three? I have yeah. one as well, so we're at four. I bought a I lot did, of... I used guys, to have three. I've sold them. Every Uncanny X-Men right. booster I bought... Guys, help loose, us get to 100. ...would either be Malice or Cameron Hodge. <laughs> and I was like so happy that it wasn't rare anything, but it was like at a certain point I was like, I keep pulling super rares, but it's Cameron Hodge or Malice. You've like, seen that Rob Zombie movie, right? The House of a Thousand Hodges? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> With uh, Dwight Schrute from The Office. Oh, yeah. He gets turned into Cameron Hodge. And, yeah. uh, and yes, Manny, we will be playing Orlando. We're playing the team's event. But for the yes. most part, we're going to be doing coverage. That's our main goal. It's our main, it's our main point. Favorite figure of all time. This should be easy. Zero ninety nine Arkham Asylum Batman dubbed the lamppost Batman. Zero forty two Rare Hammer Thor Captain America. That's my favorite figure of all time. Zero uh, fifty four Wolverine. I think it's yeah the... The Xavier's headmaster, one? yeah, headmaster oh, Wolverine. I think he's fifty three. Thought he was. 52. Is he fifty three? He's one of them. He's he's in the fifties, but uh, mm. I don't know. The I'm just flash. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this. The sculpt is dope. The my best, bet is fifty three. Best dial, and I think he's fifty three. I know. I mean, sorry. I, mean, I think he's fifty one. Fifty one. No, he's definitely not fifty one. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, not. definitely not. Wow, 51. wow, are you okay. kidding me? The fact you you're even... gonna come with that outlandish <laughs> claim? You might as well say forty two. I think fifty. I thought fifty three was. Cyclops. Might as well say six or fifty two is Cyclops, isn't it? Give me one. Okay. I have the answer in just. A I don't think here. they're back to back. Are they not back to back? They might be, but I don't. I think they are. Maybe I they, they were. X Men Xavier School Wolverine is fifty three. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Who's 54? Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess you didn't look at the site. I'll, I'll, I'll find Cyclops. Let's move on to the next question, though. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. What is your favorite figure currently modern age? Ooh. Okay. Cyclops was 52. Oh, so they that's were, oh. I thought he was Maybe 54. I was thinking Cyclops. 52 makes... Yeah. I remember that 52, a lot yeah. more for some reason. Cyclops being 0, 52. I definitely wrote that one on Bill Cheese plenty of times. Yeah. There, but Man, right for now... Age. That's actually really tough. I think the one I'm building with most... I guess who would I put as my number one from the, my top three? I can give you a top it. three. Top three, so Bias, Green Lantern, Batman, just because I love the character. Uh, playability, Legacy Daredevil, he's literally been on like every single one of my team builds for yeah. the last like ten teams I've built. And then for kind of a mix of the two where I like the character's playability, I like they're just fun, and I also think they're like competitive as Camo. Those would be my three like favorites right now. Okay. Um, I think the number one I'm most looking forward to playing that I haven't played yet is Chase Namor. Uh, I've had him like sitting just around, oh, yeah. um, from the same set. I'm really, uh, looking forward to playing what's her name? The, uh, the super air, not prime, uh, Lilith. Lilith yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I, I'm looking forward to playing her. I wouldn't say she's in my, even like my top 10 of what I want to play. Oh, you know what I, Really, really want to play. So I've been organizing my stuff. I've talked about this on the podcast, but I've been organizing my stuff. I finally got Wheels of Vengeance organized, Ooh. which you would not believe how much my generic motorcycles and hell cycles take up in that box. But it's a lot. I have eight motorcycles. Oh my gosh. Jeez. I have like five hell cycles and eight motorcycles. More. I have five hell cycles and yeah, they take up space. I really want to play... Uh, 
at some point I really want to play the 10 bikes, 10 goons team, <laughs> which comes out to 300 points exactly. So I, next time there's a 300 point game, I'll do like one of my favorites. Uh, all the goons, all things. the things. You should do that. Yeah, and I'll play, I'll play Goons Day. Mikey Ninja sent me this team where it's just Doomsday and then you fill it in with goons. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> he calls it Goons Day. Goons like, that's Day. awesome. I love Goons Day. Happy dude. Goons Day. My favorite figure in modern is prop, probably was Pegasus Captain America, honestly. I don't know how he's oh, not going to make like every single team I, I also for a while but that that earth x absorbing man prime is like yeah. super up there he's so fun while so many teams putting away all my wheels of vengeance stuff something i realized i've played but like haven't played with what other figures i should play it with i haven't played dracula yet and so i haven't either dude, yeah so fun. i have like eight vampires Dracula's so fun. i'm super ready to do like a pump up drac and just create a bunch of vamps make them do a bunch of stuff my plans to play it with like Wendigo, give him an extra free move. Oh, yeah. You gotta play Genesis too to play make sure the vampires are hitting before. Ooh. Okay. And then make oh. a theme. Oh, Scary Genesis vampires. because uh She gives makes blades rolls your base damage plus, plus one. one. So yeah. vampires guaranteed to hit for four, it makes her easier chaining. I also think you consider looking at like Band Spirit of the though. Game to have five actions so you can potentially get a big vampire chain off. Ooh. That's what I would build around anyway. I don't that's know if that's cool. correct, but I think that's it's fun. Cool. Play Merlin, Spirit of the Game. I mean, Calder had the best idea with giving people the symbiote. Yeah, so they see that's what I really like. It's just you can give anybody the mobility bonus. anyone steal energy, yeah. Yeah, you just gotta hit. It's crazy that that's one of the best ways to mobilize a double-based figure. I know, is right? Dracula, that was the best way to get Captain America to move as a Dracon symbiote. It's so funny. Best uh, figure currently in the game. This I isn't mean, so much for three, us, but... two, one. Scott Porter. Oh, Scott Porter. <laughs> yeah, Scott Porter. The second white best shirt, figure Scott in the Porter. game is Scott, three, two, Scott one, Porter. Scott Porter. Probably white shirt, black shirt. Yeah, yeah and that order's the best. And then they pecking are. order, I'd probably put Carnage, Silver Surfer, and then I as like one point. That's what I was feet. saying. I would say I put Carnage, Silver Surfer as like the third after Scott Porter. I'm just like barely yeah. eking it out on Prime Spidey though. And then Moe is oh geez, sure. if we count them all, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you play them as a unit. Yeah, you, you play do. one, you play so them good. All. Um, and then after that, we go one, there's a we lot go of all. stuff, but I think all of those things are like, well, Scott Porter is like literally in a league of his own. It's like, that's like almost unfair to say he's just, he's better than yeah. that. He's playing a different game. That's how good Scott Porter is. Uh, he's, he's costed in like Heroclix 2030 point value. Yeah, dude, that's true. And we're still playing in Heroclix 2024. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if he'll ever be power creep, dude. Yeah. I think just below, like, Felix Faust is uh, a Scott Porter. Yeah, for, like, yeah. greatest figure of all time. Like, he's that He's that real. What are your favorite places to eat on the road? You want to guess mine? Uh, I don't need to. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> You're gross. Uh, steak, steak and Shake. And shake. Yeah. 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 I love steak. It's mine. It's mine. No, no, we've stopped a- probably at more Steak and Shakes while traveling as <laughs> dial uh, than- yeah, I, love I wish you guys shake, could dude. see us right now so I could do my impression of Calder <laughs> when he wants Steak and Shake. Please hold the salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, steak and shakes honestly really good. That's where we end up going, so I suppose it's that. It's not yes. bad. I, uh, I will cookout. say my least. Shout oh yeah, dude, cookout. cookout. Gotta get, yeah. gotta stop That's cookout. a Memphis, Memphis only though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My least favorite steak and shake experience is when the uh, busboy, whatever you want to call oh, him, geez. was just like super passive aggressively like attacking this that dad with his person. children. Yeah, he was like, I guess some people can't hear, huh? 
I called his number like 10 minutes ago, and he just sat there, so I had to go bring it out to him. What an he's idiot. Like, get him he's, like, he's like, get him on this like we're on his side. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like talking so loud, and the guy was sitting like two tables Dude, away, like just Netflix. trying to have a meal with his kids. And I was like, you need to chill, man. Like, yeah. It's not like he personally attacked you, or you have to pay for his food now. He just like slightly inconvenienced you. And yeah, it was. I don't know if we've really eaten like anywhere else on the road. Probably, I know the worst place you eat that was Nationals McDonald's. That was Dude, a bad. That was place. the only thing open. Yeah. Oh, that, that was that tough. was like yeah. We I went, was so hungry. We tried though, going like, like three or four different places. That was, that was a tough place. Dude. And then Domino's was closed. Tried to order. Yeah. We tried going a couple different places, and there was just, like, nothing on our route. Kept driving further and further mm-hmm. away. And we're like, we're not eating downtown. No. Next time, if we do that, we're we're definitely we're stopping like something. somewhere or like leaving earlier yeah, from the earlier, venue or something. 100%. I don't know. What's a what's a moment in a tournament that you would oh, take back? Gosh, I know mine instantly. Yeah. Um, I know mine instantly too. 2014 Worlds, I think, is the Ghost Rider era. It's the one that just got a legacy in Wheels of Vengeance. Um, thought I had seven damage. I only had six. Needed seven to kill a Heroes for Hire team base. Go all the way across the board. Pop my Heroes for Hire ATA. It's probably going to make no sense to half the people listening. I'm with you. But uh, go in, punch him with the Ghost Rider, deal six. And I had already used his free damage to knock Scarlet Witch off prob. And when I realized I hit for six and I'd already used my free damage, I was like, oh, my God. And at this point, I'm 3-0 and on the day. And it, I lost the last round because of this. So what ended up happening was the worst thing ever. So hero or villains for hire on their last click is like I think it's like 10, 12, 18, 5 with flurry regen. Mm. Flurries me, kills my ghost rider, regen rolls a six. It's like yeah, the game was just worst over. possible scenario. Like if he had rolled lower on the regen, I could have maybe clawed my way back. But uh, yeah, in like right at like right as I roll, I was like, oh, I'm only dealing six with the utility belt, and that's like yeah, easily the moment where I'm like, oh. That killed me. Killed me inside. I have... Especially as, like, a 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I have, like... Brutal, man. Two... One's way more prominent the, uh, than the other. Um, if in 2018 Worlds, with the team that I was playing at Worlds, if I had known that Tri-Sentinel would have been ruled the way that he was slightly after man. Worlds, I would have... I don't know. I'm not going to say I would have won, because, like, that's, like, a long stretch, and I don't... I didn't perform like super well but i would have been at such a ridiculous advantage that it wouldn't have even mattered what like like misplacing like you know all that stuff wouldn't have mattered because the amount of like free damage that like they allowed Tricentral to do. Auto-activating retail. Literally move up Pulse Wave, whatever. Just, uh, nah, I'm on Pulse Wave now. Yeah. But I didn't attack. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. After resolution, yeah. I don't care. I activated the free, so I get to do the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that would have made a huge difference. I would have a lot of like the games the that I played. Arguments I got in online, dude. That that's really so. Cool. That was still sick though. That that was. Oh, cool. but it made sense. Unfortunately, it made sense for. Well, um, actually, I'm a big nerd, and I'm. No, it just made sense. You can act. No, there's nothing that prevents you from activating any free action. Okay, so intention isn't there though. That that. Yeah, yeah. I know it isn't, intention. but I hate that it made sense. Yeah, because it did. I hate on that paper, it made sense. Yeah, too, but on paper, like, intention. And I mean, there's been laws. Like, that and, like, was the stuff worst part of this because, like, when yeah. I understood it, I was like, oh. 
Well, yeah, that is how it it's works. It's like, yes, I guess that is technically how it works, but clearly it's not the intention. That is yeah. how I've always done There's nothing that says a dog can't play basketball. So, exactly. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. So, like, since, like, they don't say a dog specifically can't play basketball, even if that dog is, like, I don't know, like... Classic case of... 30 years old and dog years. <laughs> Retriever allowed to, Georgia, 1978. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's shook up the Heroclix world for years. It's one of those things that, like, it's... I don't want to get like deep into like the rulings and stuff about it, but like, it's one of those things where it just disappoints me as like community. We can't just collectively agree that this isn't how something is supposed to work. The one time we did was world collector. Yeah. And then they still said, Hey, yeah. That's a whole other story that we don't need to get into, but that was like one of the big times is the point there. 2018. I was, (laughs) I think I was the only person in the field that was running three tri sentinels and there was like moments where it's like the the person that got second was Easton Brock and I played him round one and even playing him round one, not like having a great feel for the team. He was playing Gotham city underworld. I still went all the way across the map, pinged everybody for one. And that was without like the the broken damage thing. That was like straight up just like, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of her from, uh, Harley Quinn and the Gotham Girls. I know. That's what I'm trying to think of, too. Because I remember you using her. She's like a 50-point... Nightshade? Nightshade. Nightshade, yeah. yeah. Let you move to a hindering? Nightshade, she could free, like, move to a hindering within five, and then she could power action, take a character within five that shared a keyword, and place them adjacent to her. Mm -hmm. And so you could, like, on the Star Trek Underground Tunnels, it was just, like, a perfect, like... Five squares away was like the furthest you could get. You drop them. So I'm dropping Tri-Sentinel in square... Let's see. It would have been like square seven and eight because it's a two by two. And then I'm like sidestepping and then I'm taking like a move action and just like walking up to like their starting area and, and like nine one step back. Just blow this up. Yeah. Or yeah, I just Ugh. do that. And then if they attack and kill that, then I'm retaliating with the other ones. That and was so, the first time I played against retail, by the way, was when you were playing Tri Sentinel. Oh, and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Another insane thing about that was, like, that was a sick team, man. People with stealth, or like more so, there's a specific interaction with the uh, chase green arrow where it said like if he's in clear terrain, lines of mm, fire, two, yeah, or, like Can't they're blocked or whatever, mm-hmm. you could put the wall marker underneath him with one green lantern, blow it up with like a different green lantern, tri sentinel, whatever, make debris, make debris, and then put the other wall marker under him with the other one that says line of fire to this character isn't hindered. And now he's in hindering lines of fire can't be hindered. So he doesn't get a bonus. He doesn't get stealth. He gets nothing. He's just like out in the open, truly. So running two of those, like there was specific interactions with that team that were just like so good. The problem was that it all relied on ID cards because there was no I mean, like, main attackers. That at that point, yeah, that's just at that point, yeah. ping damage and uh, ID cards was king, and that's what yeah. won. Um, the moment I would take back in the tournament is not bringing the correct map to the XDPS ROP sealed. I was playing this XDPS, and I had the probably my best sealed pulls ever. I pulled Bastion, I pulled Cassandra Nova, and then I pulled... Oh, man. Yeah, and then I pulled somebody else, but... And then I also pulled a Sentinel, uh, the guard command she could make, and a friend of humanity. I pulled these three characters and one of each person they could make, and it was just like a breeze. My games were literally a breeze through Swiss, and then I'm playing against Adam Friedman, and he's got Onslaught, and Onslaught was the, the bane for everybody in this tournament. 
And I was like, oh, well, all I have to do is take him to a closed off map and I'll beat him as long as he just doesn't have a crazy nine range. Uh, and then as I flipped through my map, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to bring Star Trek Underground with me. And all of my maps were open outdoor maps. And I won map and I'm like, wow, every map I take him to sucks for me. And I could just never get close because he would mind control, move my team back, shoot me, mind control, move my team back. I'm like, wow, this is actually the worst play experience I've had in my entire life almost. And <laughs> I probably could have won that entire tournament and got to like design an ROC map had I just brought an indoor enclosed mm. map with me i have a, so that is always a, a one that i hate i have another memory so from, oh, yeah. also from 2018 <clears throat> in 2018 tough uh, year i got well i got top I eight like in it. team worlds <laughs> so like top eight in okay. team worlds is all of jason oh, it was technically in 2018 isn't that when he came out? No, 19 is when he came yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there well, we definitely didn't have... A year from then, I was balling with Jason Wingers. <laughs> so, like, in 2018, I got top eight in Team Worlds, that which was, like, the highest accolade that I think I'll probably ever achieve as far as, like, playing goes. Um, and top 16, we beat out four points gaming. Oh, yeah. So, I played against Scott Crampton. Didn't know who he was at the time. Still don't really... don't. I think he's a decent player. Uh, but no. Dog. There's no dog. The whole time, because in singles, I was playing Star Trek Underground the entire time in singles. I was so used to that map. I had two characters on my team that could blur, like break through blocking and like do stuff. Yeah. Or like one character could shoot blocking. Then like so in, in teams, it was like a Secret Wars Battle World Sealed. Um the whole time I was playing Star Trek Underground, it was what I was comfortable on. I knew that map. I knew how to like navigate it depending on what they had. My teammate kept saying, and I had just met this guy. It was like the first time I had ever seen this guy. They were just like, hey, we need a third. And I happened to be the third. So it was insane that we had gotten this far. But he kept totally saying right. all day, why don't you take people to Wakanda? Why don't you take people to Wakanda? And finally, I'm going against Scott Crampton. And I was like... I think I outrange him. I'll take him to Wakanda. So I took him to Wakanda, and lo and behold, I didn't bother looking at his cards. Iron Goblin sees through hindering. So I move up thinking, I've got plus two defense to everything. I've got Spider Queen. She's a 20. I'm boosting, like, whoever my other character was to something else. And he just, like, sees through hindering and blasts me, like, right off the bat. And I was just like, as soon as he made the attack, I knew. I was like, he sees through hindering, doesn't he? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that hurts. That hurts. And like, yeah, it was after that match. I was like, that's why I was taking people to Star Trek Underground. Because at least yeah. then I can take, like, I can consider the tempo and stuff. But yeah, that was, that was another one I would take back. It was just like rough. It's like, man, bad map choice. Good Ethan here. What figure do you feel has been done more dirty than any other? It still makes you mad. I think I know Ian's. Like, what character has been done dirty more than any other? What is mine? It's Iron Man. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was struggling to think. No, Iron Man. Iron Man's been Dude, done real rough. Why is it so hard to make a reasonably costed Iron Man just in a normal suit? I don't understand. Yeah. It actually, like, he has been done dirty for, like, I mean, the last good Iron Man in just his regular armor. So, carry an Iron Man. Doesn't don't count. Don't come at me. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. He's a beast. Dang, he did a silver centurion, him. I guess, by that. Not so, really. I mean, yeah. he was sick. Yeah. The common Iron Man in that set was like 300 points. I like playing like, him. He was cool. Well, like a good 300 points. He's a but it's just like, man, was that he's talking about Invincible Iron Man. Oh, Adventures of X-Men? I don't know if that was a... I can't remember if that one. I remember the Thor. M10 Iron Man is Thor like the cool. last like yeah. classic Iron yeah. Man that's like 
Yeah, I can remember playing as good. Well. Every other Iron Man, it's like, here's the formula for him. Do you remember the Give him running shot, Iron give him Man... an explosion, make him 100 more points than he should be. It wasn't Iron Man 20. Every time. It was the, the one from Age of Ultron with like That's the 2020. That's Iron Man 2020. He's 240 oh, points. He's four years old now. 240 <laughs> points. At least. Uh, That's hilarious. He's an absurd wow, amount of points. Yeah. And he then was there's the one such from a cool sculpt and Avengers. idea, but like just overcosted. What's the what's the the set with Rick Jones in it? The red Avengers chaser? Assemble. Oh, oh yeah, Avengers Assemble. Yeah, is a, a super rare Iron Man. The that. black and gold. Such suit, a cool dude. suit. Such he's a cool eight thousand oh, points. Yeah, that's like the he's Guardians. Like two, he's like two hundred yeah. something points. He starts with yeah, Psychic Marvel now. Suit. Better be yeah. good time. Mm, one hundred fifty more points. Mm, better be. Uh, uh, yeah, Iron Man, one hundred percent. Thank you. I think ADW is probably like the, the Hall of Armors was sick, though. I will say one. that. Yeah, oh, ADW when he couldn't fly for a little while. Yeah, until they ratted him, give him flight. But like so that's that's probably like the one of the more consistent fun. ones yeah, that makes Iron sense. Man. He could like pick some powers. I was always a fan of like the extremist Iron Man storyline. Oh yeah, and so yeah, like cool. a cool. Tony that like has nanotech that responds as quick as like his response time is was always like really cool I mean, to me. Just think about even the variations of Iron Man have been done dirty. Like Iron Iron Doom, the Legacy card was like come on. Done dirty. Yeah. What's the title character one though? Ultimate Iron Man, Infamous Iron Man, Infamous. Oh, yeah. yeah, like Doctor Doom, Iron Man, dirt. whatever he is. Yeah, in the dirt, <laughs> and then you lose the game. Yeah, Earth X Iron Man's probably one sculpt, of the better ones. He was fun, he's man. like a Earth was cool. Earth he was cool. Iron okay. Man. Yeah, that's fair. But he's that's not cool. traditional iron. He's not even in a that's, suit. Yeah, that's he's in a building. He's in his Avengers tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah he the tower turns into a suit. Yeah, don't even. Oh, yeah. get like, me started on Thorbuster and Hulkbuster. ABPI Iron Man. Beautiful suit of armor. Beautiful yeah. sculpt. Comes that with the space gem. One hundred fifty yeah. points. Running shot energy. Amazing. Yeah. Bad passenger. Why? What is it? Phasing passenger two. Yeah, yeah, with this plus yeah, one speed or something. I Ugh. love that sculpt Terrible. so much, and the fact that like I can I cannot play it. I never could. It is so sad. Uh, so I yeah, want. Mine. <laughs> I want a decent morph for once. Decent morph. Okay. I don't know how many morphs we've gotten, but like the two from XDPS mutations and monsters. Yeah, and then we got the LE. Morph I would too. love, even though I haven't played Snap in like what feels like a year now. I would love like the like bald like white. Yeah. Whatever creepy, the goofy, morph oh, looking, yeah, that like with the cape morph. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want exiles, like full on exiles. Okay, yeah. Morph. He hasn't really been done dirty. I mean, he was like fine back. Then. Oh, both the XDPS ones are bad. Yeah, they're not. Oh, that's true. They were like, well, I shouldn't say they were bad, but like uh, they weren't good. They only good. actually do something when they're attacked, and I hate characters where like in order for me to activate my cool thing, I need you Your to attack me. Needs to mess up, and if I'm like fifty points, then you're like, I'll just ignore you then. Or I'll just outwit your shape change and like blah blah blah. Then yeah, and I'm like, well, I guess I fair. just don't do my cool thing then. And so those two, especially because one was a prime and just should have been good. Yeah, that's from a cool episode of the show too. So yeah, it is. About it. What about you, really is. You know, it's the my first thought was along the same vein as Iron Man. Is War Machine should be way better than he's ever made. also suffers from like yeah. the overcosting. Yeah, like like heavily. I loved Avengers uh, Age of Ultron War, War Machine. Hammer Thor free comic book day War Machine. I love that one too, dude. Yeah, four printed amps. Like, there's some good War Machines that exist, but like, still, that Age of Ultron one, which I like, that doesn't have willpower. He's a 200 point yeah. piece without him, Dom. 
you know? So he was always a call-in for me, and I liked mm-hmm. him as a call-in, but outside of that, I was like, this is a horrible war machine. I liked the Captain America and the Avengers war machine, but we need a, I mean, I still want yeah. a full-on-out war machine that brings, yeah. like, one I want, like, the Prime War Machine, yes, but don't dude. make him, like, Prime War Machine cost. Yeah. I want to play War Machine with other people, also you know? Costed. Yeah, dude, so... I think War Machine is kind of one of them. Yeah, something the about Tin dudes Man. in armor. It's not they not don't get a fair shake. Well. I would really like. Seriously, just I mean, come on. Well, okay, we got the fanboy Iron Man was like two hundred points, but once again, it's like Iron Man to me is a character that should cost. I think about a hundred points. I think about one one to one fifty is where I always think of Iron Man in that range. You could make him one hundred fifty two. But I, yeah. I want to be able to play Iron Man with other things. And the good versions generally haven't allowed for that. But yeah. You know what the best Iron Man they've ever made is? It's Carrie and Iron Man. Okay. Iron no, I mean, little figure by the name of Jakeem Thunder. Oh, jeez. That's li- like, as far as what like I expect from an Iron Man dad, like, his suits are designed to, like, I mean, and Batman's, like, similar. Right. Where, like, like, assessments. Yeah. Deal. Like, he's been through enough scenarios where his suits are capable of multiple different things, and so being shoehorned yeah. into, like, a energy explosion or a psychic blast or, like, pulse wave, any, like, standard attack power with, like, just running shot or yeah. whatever, it's like, I should be able to pick well, that's another thing, from, like, a I variance. I don't feel like you... Ha- I really don't feel like you have to do anything that special with Iron Man. Give him a running shot, give him, like, energy explosion and psychic blast or precision strike or whatever... Give him like impervious and then like outwit perplex as a special. Just do that. And like that's that's the Iron Man I want. And then don't make him 200 points. <laughs> What's yeah. your favorite Iron Man sculpt? Favorite Iron Man? Ooh, you know, as a kid, man, the explosion Iron Man. You, you can't beat Let a Spider Man Iron Man. What a good yes, sculpt. You <laughs> little toy machine Iron Man. Like we're getting a little from a little plastic <laughs> Benny McDonald's Iron Man. No, man, that explosion Iron Man back then. No, I, I honestly think my, my favorite Iron Man sculpt is the, the ABPI one, the Super It's good. It's that just really like fun. that's. I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy Iron one. Man, dude. Yeah, Guardians. Like the, that's a good one, too. Avengers Assembles, like solid. Um, well, I guess there's more than one in that. Captain America and the Avengers Iron Man. Which one of the shifting focus? Because that's the it. They all they all look pretty lame. Yeah, they're all just kind of standard. Uh, was, they all do this. Okay, I was thinking the the like AI uh, Robo Tony, like where it's just like the hologram head. Oh, that's from AI. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Is that AI? Yeah, it's AI. Oh, I thought that was Captain America. Okay, uh, Avengers Infinity. Oh no, ABPI. My bad. Is it ABPI? Yeah, no. oh, it's not ABPI. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, the, ABPI. The, holo- the hologram head is hundred percent ABPI. Look at that hologram head. <laughs> That's like he's like an uncommon, but like he's an uncommon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I was thinking yeah. of the chase one. I was like, no, that's the uh, weird space one. No. Whatever. There's four Iron Man. Those Way were too really much time fun. Hating on Iron yeah. Man. Sorry guys. Those hey, were really chase. fun because like they you could fun, generate like a bunch of them yeah. and it made thematic sense as to why you could. I wouldn't say it still makes me mad, but every time I see an Iron Man like skull preview, I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> well I'm not gonna play go. it. Sorry. Yeah. Tristan says, can't wait for a 500-hour live stream this time. It's in progress. All right, Brad asks, if Calder was going to make a Evil Dead set, what's a retired mechanic you would bring back as a theme for the set? Oh. 
title character. 100%, actually. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Okay. Ash Williams, but like... So you have a title character card, the book, too? Yes. Oh, yeah, the demons... sick. The way the demons act, you can make Henrietta, you can make Evil Ash a title character, because... You could probably even do an event dial. You could do an event dial, too. I would actually really like that. The uh, A game we gotta play is my Evil Dead 2 game. Do you think you guys have a blast playing that? Because it's like a super... <laughs> it's a super... <laughs> Absolutely not. I did, I did nothing. <laughs> Anyways. But like, yeah, I think a title character would be really fun. The way they, like, like Evil Ash summons demons and all this stuff. And he has all these weird abilities. And kind of like, once you beat the main evil, they're pretty much done for anyway. So I think title character would be cool for him. And then, like, Ash Williams' chosen one, like, comma, chosen one for his title character. Oh, that'd be where cool, Where it's yeah. like, he's got some cool abilities to either, like, exercise demons or just blast, start blasting. And Whatever it is. Ash Williams, the skull- manager of S-Mart. Manager of S-Mart, sure. I'd take that too. A.B. S- Prime. I like that better. Smart manager. Wow, she's not what a manager. I need, though, is like from the from the first movie, I believe. That like grandma in the basement, or is that the second? That's the second. One? That's the second That's one. Henrietta. Yeah, I want Henrietta coming out of the dial. Like the oh, she's like the, the hatch. The hatch, the hatch is the like door. at the base of the dial, and you can see her head like poking out, kind of like Pennywise in a sewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That would be, really that would be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a mechanic I would do. So Ian. Uh, who's Ian's idea of an ac- iconic Batman? Has it been clicked before? If so, would he change anything about it? If not, how would he design it? Well, I think an iconic Batman has been made multiple times. I think the first example of that you see is veteran legacy Batman. I mean, just just a perfect figure. You want to know his opening stats? 10-12, 17-3, leap <laughs> climb, blank, willpower, outwit, 8 range, double target, 117 points, Batman TA. Beautiful figure, played him a ton. I think the next one you'll see is the Justice League Out of Shadows Batman, who is 8, 11, 17, 3. Oops. Oops, bat. 75 points, Batman, 6 range. Specials, blank, toughness outwit, I'll be done, guys. But I really like those two as early versions. I played the heck out of those. Trinity War Super Batman. Trinity War Super Batman is amazing. Uh, my favorite, I think, like, playability-wise, too. The thing is, I never got to play him in the era because I was, like, 12 when he came out, and no one would trade him to me. Because uh, nobody really had him. The lamppost Batman being a charge flurry yeah, yeah. has stealth on the rim of elevated. One that I absolutely crushed with because it was also at the time that Lieutenant Gordon was the thing. He's just an incredible figure. He can give police like free actions to move. Playing the Dark Knight Rises LE Batman who gets penetrating damage when he moves off of him elevated. And then so you give him like the utility belt. Okay. Cape Crusader is another good one. Uh, the most recent Iconics Batman. Iconic Batman has been made perfectly. A hundred times. That's pretty fair. Uh, if there's anything I would change about it, I mean, I would just like literally the same concept of the Arkham, or yeah, the Arkham Asylum lamppost Batman. I'd love to take that, just update it a little bit, give him some toughness, make him some less points, but take that sculpt again, absolutely. The flowing cape, the size, amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's been done plenty of times. I think it's going to keep happening. It was a great year to be a Batman fan. I mean, we got the the Scooby-Doo Batman this year, the That's shade. That's so awesome. That figure, I pulled that in pre-release. That was so awesome. We get the Green Lantern Batman, the super buff counterpart Batman, all these different colors, Nightfall, you name it, the Bat Slap. I mean, I've been spoiled this year. WizKids has nailed Batman to kind of balance out the hatred of Iron Man. The love for Batman is so strong. You guys killed it. After And, you know, the point you're coming from as well, I need to highlight, you're coming from Wonder Woman 80 Batman. Oh, yeah. Who is Sidestep Smoke Cloud. And then the Cry for Blood L.E. Batman. That is a truly unique... To do a truly unique dial for a character who's as popular as he is for a 21-year game 
Like that Batman is so unique. I just, yeah. you know what I mean? For a new yeah. mechanic. Yeah. So there you go. I love him. I think he's iconic. And I think you can, you can't go wrong with just about any of them in modern right now. Yeah. You so. heard it here. Mermaid Batman is Ian's oh, favorite. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Another standout Batman from last year. It stands out. Simeon, your question was very interesting from Brad. I'd say swims uh, out. He swims out. Uh, Brad asks, a hard taco or soft taco? This is a bit of a flurry. Yeah, I like how he asked both of you, like, character-specific stuff, and then he was like, and the food guy that you have on. Uh, Obviously soft taco. Obviously soft. 100%. Yeah. It's not even a Chicken, hamburger, steak? Um, Most of the time, I'm going chicken. It's more versatile. Uh, Hamburger and steak. If you're doing steak, like, it would be chicken, then it would be steak, and if it's steak, it's gotta be, like, carne, like, which just means meat in okay. Spanish, but uh, it would still be like, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like lime juice on. Yeah, if it's steak, it's got like street taco steak. Yeah, kind is of there style, any, like, uh, anything slice. besides the regular taco fixings you like to put on a taco? If it's just like I'm hungry and it's like a normal weekend night and I'm not trying to impress anybody, okay. it is literally just hot meat that's like got spices and like seasoning, yeah. cheese. And salsa, and like maybe some jalapenos. And That's if you're it. Trying to impress somebody. If I'm trying to impress somebody, I bring out the Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh, okay. Crunch yeah. I just do backflips while I eat. <laughs> no, I, and so, I mean, how fast can you eat three Taco John's tacos? Um, roughly, just, how fast can you eat those? I, if I had to like have video evidence that I went back to and looked at. I mean, those things are tiny. One goes, one goes down in like five seconds. Yeah, so about I think five I'm seconds. gonna guess. The first one's fast. Those could be like two biters. Yeah, I'm gonna guess. For Simeon, they're one biters. Fifteen seconds. No. <laughs> they're an inhale. Actually, <laughs> yeah, they really are. The first one literally just insanely disappears, <laughs> and then I slow down. Uh, but yeah, I'll say like thirty seconds for three. That sounds right. That uh, sounds right. It's probably yeah, very I think, close. I think that's doable. Yeah. Dalton's asking, who is your daddy and what does he do? My dad is retired. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, does he, do you want him to actually know these, Dolph? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Hey, my my dad's a team roper and rancher. That's what my dad does. I'm not going to dox my dad. Yeah. 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 You already know my last name. You don't, I don't, I'm not going to tell you. Well, what, my, what my father, uh, I'll get into what my daddy does and then I'll what, what my father does. Um, oh my god. Alright, next question. What is the best way to point out exactly what you need to be competitive in modern and clicks in general? Have no free time. Honestly. That's the best way. That's the best way to point it out. Honestly, it's a tough time when there isn't tournaments to look at. It's a little bit tougher. I think HC units is a great place to start. Look yeah. at what's built look, look at what builds are winning events. That is a good way. I will say, like, listen to podcasts. You know, there's other podcasts that talk about competitive stuff. Yeah. They can give you a fill. They do have their biases, though, so you have to account for that. But really, just you got to look at what's placing in tournaments, what's doing well, what are people talking about on Facebook, and then you have to find stuff that you like that fits your play style. So, my, so, my answer before HC units wouldn't change now, but I will say that, like, HC units is a great resource for looking at what's doing well and what's going on. But uh, my answer prior to HC units, which is still like technically yeah. my answer is find people that also want to play competitively, whether that's yeah. online or whatever. Yeah. Dude. And practice, 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 yeah. practice. Like if you have, have people critique your build and yeah. don't get offended. <laughs> like there's people that have found weird meta shifts or like weird meta, like niches by playing a figure and nuancing it to the point where 
is so locked in that they can take it to a tournament no one else has so seen true. it. I remember just putting in reps with a certain figure and realizing its falls and yeah. flaws. Yeah, yeah. It was like 2019, I think. Wes was running the starter shredder. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like no one else was doing that, but it was like, you can't target him. You can't do this. You can't do that. And he's like a great ID call in. He's like a great, like this, that, and the other. I don't remember it. I played against it once and it like absolutely wrecked my King Shark team. Yeah. If you can find similarities in what's good and why it's good, you know, like right now, I mean, everything is just so offensive, but we're, you know, I'm expecting a bit of a shift into survivability because some of those offensive tools have rotated. So I think you kind of have to follow trends as well. Like, you know, Prime Spider-Man is really big right now. What does that lead to? You have to think about that. Like, are people prepping more defensively now, or are they meeting the offense head on? Mm. So if, if you're more of an offense build, you don't need full map reach, but you need an answer for if yeah. you get put on like an old also, know, 16 uh, by 24 map. Buy both Scott Borders. That's tough. That's, yeah, yeah, even if you're not playing theme, it makes sense. Yeah. Sadly. Well, onto the Discord questions on to the, now. On to the Discord questions here. We have quite a few. So these are kind of Patreon exclusive questions. This is where I'll do the mini Patreon plug for five hundred. If you wanna if you wanna support what we do, you can go ahead and join our Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you access to the Discord and all sorts of cool behind the scenes content. Uh, as well as if you go a little bit higher and everything, you can get cool action tokens and all sorts of fun stuff, get entered into giveaways on Patreon. That'll be it. But if you support what we do and you wanna, you know. Toss us a little more monetary support and whatnot that we use to buy cameras, you know, get food while we're while we're working, stuff like that. It's typically like, yeah, we did, did a pretty nice webcam the other day. Yeah. Got our laptop, few other microphones, things, webcam, you know, laptops, yeah, uh, stands. Pays for the uh, the well, the podcast every month. Costs a little, yeah. little bit of the yeah. the podding fee. It's not crazy hosting fee, but yeah, if you want to go ahead and support us, by all means, you do it there. Uh, so, editing software, editing software, like yeah. That. Our future uh, legal fund against Our, YouTube. Yeah, when yeah they, no kidding. When, they eventually <laughs> yeah, when we get fined $42,000. Yeah, exactly. Supercab asks, where would you like the game to be if you, if, and that's a big if, Can you arrive at episode 1,000? 50,000 people used to play here. Now it's a ghost town. <laughs> if we arrive at episode 1,000 in roughly 10 years-ish, whatever, um, wow. I don't yeah. even know. Hopefully not in, like, a Fallout shelter. I, I want, I want, I want <laughs> Heroclix to be the most played game of all time. If, like, we're getting episode 1000, in 10 years, I want Heroclix to be like, who plays Magic? What are you, a loser or something? Bro, we're playing Heroclix. Warhammer? Why would I ever want to paint a miniature? These miniatures are pre-painted. That's what I want the vibe to be for here. I want it to be the most played, like, tabletop, yeah. collectible miniatures game. That would be, obviously, the idea. The ideal goal is where I want Heroclix to be, dude. I would like to be the one place that the corruption of capitalism oh, has geez, never there reached. There you go. Space! space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. He's fighting with Space Force on his moon Space! Base. With a Tim Curry quote. Oh, I Surprisingly see. enough. But, oh, uh... Interesting. Yeah. That's he was almost, also, that's also talking about... Yeah. <laughs> also talking about Heroclix, believe it or not. I believe that Tim Curry uh, about Heroclix. Yeah. Just the, still alive, I think, is my answer. And honestly, I have faith that it will be, as crazy as that is. Yeah, I, I would like to see the game like I've always wanted. I'd like to see it grow. I feel like as far as like um, external sources pushing like Marvel and like DC, like pushing like superheroes, I feel like that is like slowed. 
I feel like it was on like a real yeah. ramp up the last couple of yeah. like maybe the last decade or so. I feel like that's slowed, whereas like Marvel's not pushing out as much, DC's not pushing out as much, or like not gaining as much like traction. But I would like to see, yeah, like Hero Clicks not necessarily eclipse magic. I don't think that's ever gonna be possible, but I would like to see him enter the same realm as like a a magic of like a certain era. Whereas cool. like right now we're like really cool. I don't know what we're at population wise, but it seems lowish. It sometimes. does. Yeah, I want it. To, I want it to boom. Alex asks if you re- you receive a ten thousand dollar donation in order to improve dialage for hero books, What do you do with this, Alex? What do you imply? Big fur coat. Yeah, <laughs> big fur coat. Just just one for all three of us, though. Yeah. Oh, no, for me. Oh. Really? Oh. And then maybe a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Keep these fools in line. I make no. it. I make a down payment on the Dial H mobile if you give me ten thousand dollars. It'll have vanity plates that say Dial. In all H. honesty, for the Dial H mobile, I have in mind ten thousands way than like. If we down donated ten thousand dollars, the real answer is like looking at a way to go around the U.S. and cover just every venue. So awesome. Talk with players personally, like you know, in their den, see every scene, and just publicize the game, and then. If we have any funds after that, like start campaigning it. Pay for Hero, ads. HeroClix movie, man. Yeah. HeroClix documentary I mean, movie. I talked about this with uh, some other content creators, yeah. actually. Like, making cool. a documentary about, like, the road to worlds. And every time I think about it, right now, and I've talked about this previously on the podcast, it's like, that doesn't feel feasible. But there is part of me that knows, like, in the future, that's going to happen. I'll make it yeah. happen. Pretty cool. I don't know how or why or when, but... Eventually, a HeroClix documentary will happen. So I think if $10,000 was given specifically to us for like that reason, yeah, I would tell my work, like, hey, I'm going to disappear for a bit yeah. to make that I'm happen. Yeah, work on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, that would be actually super instantly chill. know people who we can go to that would help us and like keep our costs low. And we just, you know, road trip around for like a month or so. Saying it's talking about the, the dilation road trip across America. That would yeah. be seriously so fun. I applied for a position with Michelob Ultra at one point. Oh, yeah, you talked about this. Yeah, <laughs> or like they were paying somebody, like I can't remember how much it costs because it doesn't really matter, but they were paying somebody to go in their RV, like room and board. Well, not room and board because like it was an RV was your room and board, but they were basically like paying you like a food stipend and whatever to go to like different national parks. And I was like, if I get this, I get one add-on Calder. You want to bring Dial H on the and of course, like I don't. I wasn't even like a a callback or anything, so but uh, it was like I'm really funny. You drunk driving. <laughs> oh it was like, well, it was like the qualifications and like the next question. question the craziest driving. thing is, I oh, never God. saw anything Jeez. come out of that. I never saw like you never noticed it. You, they, were you like following Michael what they, on their socials? Well, like nothing? I wasn't following um, them except like. By applying for that position, I got like added to their email chain. Oh gosh! But um, Kickstart your summer. They essentially wanted an existing influencer mm. that they could just like. That makes sense. Here's like this brand, like show us that you're fun, kind of thing. Uh, I will say, I think ten thousand dollars, like probably like the most reasonable investment, would just be hardware. I think. Yeah. Upgrading and having like backups of like multiple systems and stuff. Yeah. And, like, obviously not, like, one big thing because, like, especially when it comes to computers and stuff, they get outdated so fast. But just, you know, having, like, backup mics. Right now we've got the two lavalier mics, and I'd really like to get, like, a second set of those. Yeah, mics are probably the next thing on our budget in all actuality. Yeah. 
Next up, Chance asks, when will you do another swap episode with Edward Shelton? I don't know. That was really fun, though. My April Edward Fools. Shelton, yeah. that April Fools episode was April like a, Fools was a blast. 2018? It was a while ago. 2017? It was a really, it was a really long time ago. And I remember like recording my part, because Ed does his show by himself, so I'm just sitting there for 20 minutes doing a somewhat okay Edward <laughs> yeah. Shelton impression. Um, thinking the entire time, what am I even talking about? What am I even doing? And I that actually ended up being like really funny. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe another time. Who knows? Chef Mikey asks, if Dial H could hold a Heroclix tournament, how would you format it and what would you pick for prizes? Well, out in the in the realm of not realisticness, a tournament I've always wanted to host is like you have to, it would be a two-person team tournament and one team has to like, have Wolverine on it and one has to have Captain America. Or you could also add in Batman or something. That's yeah, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm here, you know, whatever. He'd be on your sideline. No, it was cool. But, yeah, well, this is before no. you were really part of the show, no, and that was always no, a tournament no. I wanted to host. This really, no, this cool. is no, but... This has I'd been love to have a tournament with every yeah. Captain America band. band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We did a cap tournament. We did do a cap tournament. Where, like, every team had to have a cap on it. Every team had to be made up what of just Captain America. I love that tournament. That a tournament hosted by Dial H... What? Is gonna happen. What? Like I said, the IPF is a little slow rolling this year. Honestly, though, we started in February last year, so it'll be about... So, yeah. We have a lot of stuff coming up. There's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes, which you guys will find out soon. Um, It's a really fun day today. (laughs) But we do have plans for an in-person tournament in 2024, and more than likely, that's maybe just three, four months away. So, stay posted. Yeah. As far as like what kind of format we want to do for pulp, something like that, pulp, yeah, probably will be, yeah. Uh, I think it's the most successful. I do like sealed tournaments, but every I'll Captain America is banned. Of and course. yeah, duh. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. How many? Yeah, no how problem. many pulp Captain Americas are there? Zero. In there's, my a, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is there a, like in in modern? In modern, there's at least two. So there's okay. Captain America LMD. LMD, and there's Captain America from Avengers Forever. Okay. Um, the other one's like a prime. Militia. Militant. Yes. I guess oh, militant. militant. Sure, no. yeah. <laughs> Close enough. I, I, I was thinking the plural if you're running more than one. <laughs> so yeah, there's Sanders, Hydra Cap. Uh, well, if it was before rotation, there's the two War of the Realms caps. Yeah. But after rotation... I think I would three. specifically, yeah, if we like were doing three. pulp, I would specifically like put in the caveat, unless the real name is various. Because I want to see pulp where like you can run, yeah, you know, like, like see ten, ten goons or something like that, and like yeah, not be see, disqualified. That could be a fun thing to potentially add to the tournament. I wouldn't hate that. I think it'd be fun. I just hate that like as is pulp does not allow goon to be I ran know, in multiples yeah. or multiple so, so. Yeah, or multiple yeah, Like I mean, he's like, rotated now. Like okay things that. that are generated, a okay, but things that. Start on your force no boy, and no. things yeah. that are named Captain America. Oh, yeah, thank right. You. Thank yeah, you. for this specific for this for the for yeah. this format. <laughs> Bill asked, "Where are some of your favorite figures of all time?" We kind of already yeah, answered that. that. So we're gonna skip that. that Alex ironically Captain asks, "Wolverine." Yeah, basically, <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> it. Alex asks, "What question are you most tired of answering over and over?" I don't really hate answering. Like a lot of them, it's fun man. Change sometimes, like. You revisit them. Yeah, exactly. When you get to revisit it and like go over it again, it's kind of fun. So really Probably isn't... this question, Alex. Yeah, Alex. Sucks. <laughs> the question I'm most tired of uh, answering is the question. Yours. I was going to scroll what, down. What are you tired of answering? Tired of answering? <laughs> I was going to scroll down to some of Ethan's and figure it out. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's no kidding. Not enough time to read about. Uh, this is on a more serious note. 2023 brought us Hero Glow. What visual improvements or new features would you like to see in 2024? Modular. Blocking. 
Oh, flocking. Oh, yeah. Flocking. We're getting mod. We have, we had a little bit of mod Ooh, for Captain Chia America. Pet. That's who joins Waka Flocka joins Hero Clicks. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm here. To bring out the Waka Flocka Kong. <laughs> Waka. <Walk-a>. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a big clock with Kong on it. Can't sing any of his flock. music. <laughs> nope. Uh, but, <laughs> but Waka Flocked figures would be pretty cool. Whatever that entails. Whatever that. No, means. I think more modular figures like Captain America would be fun. Yeah, if they gave him like another set of wings or something. I know that's not really. I would ideal. Love, yeah, but like a blast you could put Some on customizability or yeah. construct you can throw on a Green Lantern. Yeah, so you can't fun. put a joint like in in like a shoulder or something because it can't be a toy. But what you could do is have like multiple posable positions that like are kind of like hidden in the sculpt, and like if you pull yeah. like the arms or legs or what. I'm not Mr. Fantastic that's made of Gumby-like Ooh. material. Well, and like well, the thing is, like, <laughs> stretch Armstrong arms. WizKids already makes also these edible. for their D and D. So, like the D and D figures, like the Beholder has like eyes that are doing a laser blast, eyes that okay. are doing like a. Yeah. I mean, like, you can Galactus too. I want. Yeah, so, I want. I want hero hooks mm-hmm. that batteries, dude. I want hero hooks that you make want noise. Anti monitor, yeah, dude. No, 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 batteries. Yeah, yeah I know. Anti monitor had the eyes. Did he? Did yeah. he have eyes? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, he. Glows. I want. I want eyes that light up, stuff like that. Energy effects that light up, but I want a Galactus that has voice lines, dude. I want to be like, I'm coming to eat the world, and I, I can just keep pressing that. So playing something. I'm coming to eat the world. I'm going to I eat the world. Cloud. I, yeah, dude, that's what I want. I want voice lines. I'm I don't like, have the power, There's a snake but I in am. my boot. No. I'm coming to eat the... And I'm just... No. And I play against somebody, I just keep pressing that button over and over and over again. I think it'd be really funny. Hmm. I'd rather have, like, the Shumagorath, like... The wiggly eyeball eye. that you can No, I want batteries in my ear. Like, I'm gonna have to change my Galactus's batteries for here. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Bring back the uh, the build eclipse too. That was fun. I like the idea of like oh Iron Man's left leg. As long as it's not like a yeah, take up a slot. As long booster, as it's not yeah. like taking up a slot. In a Make booster, a combo man that comes out over like Ooh. a ten year period, and you build him layer by layer. Oh no, so funny. Oh and my then, god, guys, Human Torch's knees are coming out this <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, 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 dude! I'm just now getting my Silver Surfer elbows. <laughs> One hundred fifty dollars looking for Hulk hips. Hulk hair. He's Hulk, Hulk hair. hair. Hulk Out hips. of all of Hulk, Hulk hair. stuff, you need hair. Hulk hair. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's so the strongest funny. part of Hulk. Oh my god. Uh, okay, if WizKids is listening, Combo Man, don't know how you make it happen, but please make it happen. Please make it happen. You obviously Yo. get him like a Cracker Jack prize in a bag of combos. <laughs> Each piece, it's like yes, I got a dial. Just like stained, (laughs) like finally I got a dial. And no, I mean it'd be put in like a little like Ziploc baggie or like a little like a (laughs) flavorized perforated baggie or whatever. So like you could no, it's just with the chip. It's just with the (laughs) chip. It's just disgusting. So Bill's next question is, is really simple, and a lot of his oh, questions coming question. up are super simple, and that's because I actually asked him, I wanted to try to do, like, a, a honeymoon newlyweds game on this show. Oh, sure. Of just who could guess. I don't think we're going to do that. Um, Favorite map, dude? Wayne Maynard. All day. Wayne Maynard. I'd Wayne probably Maynard. hold the world record Wayne for most Maynard. games played on yeah. that map. Wayne Luke, Maynard. I played on that map, like, only for, like, six years. Dude. Oh, wow. That's awesome. We love that map. My, uh, I get my the Corvette favorite. side, though. Yeah, <laughs> I get the Corvette side. Luke can have the limo. Actually, no, I'd get the limo. That's right. Luke I have uh, I have two, like, all-time favorite maps. One is the Justice Forever from Kick Ars 2, that starter. I love the Justice Forever map. And then I really liked the Avengers versus X-Men 
whatever it's called, West Side of that island. West Side Story. West Side. Yeah. Like, Utopia West Stay Side. Stay Point Boy. That's what it's called. It's like Utopia West Side, because it had, like, indoor with some elevated, and then had outdoor along the beach with some water. Johnny Depp Crybaby was there. Yeah, he was yeah. there, too. Yeah. Was, yeah. So that's, like, a real favorite map. And then the WWE Training Center is Ooh, really fun. That map Training is, Center is super like that fun, one. yeah. That's I think my favorite. Sporting Arena. Sporting Arena. Yeah, oh, very cool. Good one. Good one. And then, ancient holes. Yeah, yeah. Ancient hole. Never. No. Uh, I actually, yeah, I actually took a few people to Ancient Hold on accident. Um, he took his girlfriend to Ancient Hold one time. She was like, "Why are we here? <laughs> There's a lot of doors. I don't understand doors. I'm a HeroClix player." Uh, no, my probably my number one favorite map of all time is the Orville Bridge. Ooh, that map rocks. Right? I think it's super cool. It has some, some of the only special terrain text. That like doesn't give you a definitive like advantage over somebody. It's just like we needed to add this because the map makes sense if it's yeah. like this. So like that's cool. And then also it just having like legit like a Star Trek bridge kind of thing. And then like little rooms off to the side. It works on so many levels. Also, like it was the only map on that starter. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, very like, true. <laughs> very true. If you're gonna choose a map from Orville, that's the only one you get. Alex has a related question. If you could make a map out of something Dial H has done, an event, a sketch, whatever, what would be on it? What instantly comes to my mind is we make the Memphis Convention Center with the Dial H corner, the main modern area, the selling booth, and then maybe even a little bit of the outside. Mm. Uh, kind of that. That'd be a fun map. But I don't know what map this would go Honestly, on. Our, but I think our new living room has to be living room. So I would think if we ever did a Dial H map, it would be like the old apartment would be part of it. This would be a part of it. Like stuff my like room that. in Sioux Falls. Your room in Sioux Falls. <laughs> that would be part of it. Connect all the places we've all like places recorded we've had filming, But then yeah. I think also what would be really fun is if there are some side rooms. This would be such a turtling map. But I think the elevator with like blood everywhere, oh, like half sure. shield on the ground, that would be really fun. Like part of that map. The the end of the line Batrock uh, alleyway. Alleyway. Um, I think an extreme rules a little area of that map would be funny. A white trash wrestling ground. Uh, That's currently Nat- all hindering terrain. Natterday pants all, all spewed hindering. all over the yard. <laughs> like yeah, there was only two Natterdays. No, there was forty. A lot, some nondescript <laughs> man I beer. Wish I could afford forty Natterdays. Can only afford. Yeah, one. just really, you know, kind of like uh, what Critical Clicks did, where they had a bunch of references to their show, right? Yeah, but ours would be like cooler. Ours would be like cooler, yeah, better. But oh, oh. I mean, it would be. And you That's know, true. just, just things that are uh, our sound mixing studio would be an actual sound mixer. The first map with a basement. I I do like the idea of like a dark dimension. Like a dark dimension yeah. where, like, you, you, like, flip it, and it's, like, you know, like, oh, the opposite, like, version. That would be cool. It's, like, the same map, but, like, it's the the variant Mere of the edition or whatever, yeah. I really like that idea. Um, man. Just yeah. highlighting our events, you know. Uh, if we... Uh, I mean... I don't know. I think, I think that's what we would do, is we would just take, like, our physical locations. And, yeah. I think we have to, yeah. Maybe have some weird, uh, some special terrain with the green screens where you can move through them or something. That'd be kind of fun. Pretty sweet. Special terrain, yeah. Ooh, this is a tough question. Something like Reed's Lab, where it's like each portion gives you like a bonus to something. It's like, this is the filming area, this is the recording area, this is the... The break time area. (laughs) 
This is where we make pizza rolls. Gamer. And then, of course, we have to have a... Because as we are sitting in a room filling with water, uh, we'd have to have the flooded room, flooded studio. <laughs> um, Bill, or his own Bill, also asks, what are your favorite dice to play Euroclix with? Um, for me, this will be a reference that probably no one gets. Uh, they are... It's a... You like pen- the bones. Rolling the the bone dice are cool. Oh, uh, you you like the my illegal tournament dice too. The which legal, are technically legal, legal, not illegal dice. The status of these dice, folks, are that they are legal. The Brian dice. didn't want to take the time to explain to people that they're legal because they don't look legal. They're said, really like yeah. He said they're goose. they're not illegal, but I don't want you to play them because I'll have to explain to people <laughs> why they're not illegal. Which makes them, I think, the only instance of Schrodinger's dice that Heroclix has ever seen. I think it's just a personal attack against me, but my favorite dice are my blocky dice, which these were custom dice made by Stan Strolkowski. Yeah, stand up, yeah. And um, it's for a game called, it's a $1 game for the Xbox 360. It's a two-dimension hockey game, and it has, like, the logo of my favorite team on there, the Weevils. It's a game that, like, Weevil... Man, we would jam in my basement for like four or five years. I had a league in my high school at one point for this $1 indie game. Like, it was, it's just one of the most fun games ever. You can still get it on Steam. You need a controller to play it. But I have a low, I have some dice with the Weebles on it. And uh, those are my favorites. Uh, the reason why it's so fun is because, like, Luke and I are like, I'm confident I'm the best blocky player in the world. Okay. Known as, known as LeBlock James <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> And then Luke gave himself the stupid name, Pizza Alan Iverson. He's Alan Blockerson. Oh, so dumb. But, uh, like, no one could beat us. And so I got him a set of dice for his birthday, and I got myself a set of dice as well. So they're just, they mean a lot. Um, they're really fun. That was way too long of a story. Yeah, don't worry. worry. It's a dollar okay. on Steam. It's so Probably. fun. <laughs> Probably my favorite dice I have are the ones Simeon made for the show are the Dial H dice, the cowboy hat pips, the Dial H logo. They look so beautiful. Also, Stan Strakowski made. Those are my favorite. Before those, they were my EarthX Captain America dice. Those dice were all my all-time favorite dice ever made. And I still play them as much as I can whenever I can, but like the Dial H dice are just dope. They're just so dope. But I think prior my most used dice, um, I use these dice for Probably close to like a decade. Okay. My my black Mystics dice. It was just like a oh, Mystics symbol. logo. Yeah, and so I bought those at Worlds in twenty fourteen or fifteen, whenever the yeah. Ghost Rider year was. And I just they were so hot for every BR I played in. So I just nice. used those dice forever. Like they got retired like two years ago, a year ago. And I have some other ones from Stan. I have some Doctor Doom ones, some Iceman ones, Nightcrawler ones. I've bought a lot of dice from Stan. He had some Scrappy Do ones. I almost bought, but I was like, Ian, stop. Thankfully, I did. It's a cool though. I got Luke some cosmic Spider-Man ones too. He custom yeah, yeah. made those. So I have some dice. I love dice. I have like I hundreds of pairs of dice. It's bad. There's uh, there's some dice that I've ordered from Amazon here recently that are on the way that I can't wait to get mm-hmm. here and play with them. They might not end up being tournament legal. I have an idea what these yeah. dice are. <laughs> yeah. So I literally can't wait to get those. <laughs> they probably aren't going to be tournament legal, but like I'll, I'll play them forever, like a home game for sure, because they are like literally so sick, so fun to mess with. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. or at least in theory, I've, and I've in never theory, actually seen nah, them first. I can't. But uh, <laughs> I think my go-to dice for the majority of like playing is 
these two little like golden red dice that I got like forever ago somehow and I don't remember because I didn't order them specifically they just either came with something or like I bought them with like a collection but it's just got like supernatural symbols that's what I thought that's, that was my guess for your supernatural dice yeah and I don't know if they're from the show but like they've got like a bunch of sigils and stuff yeah. and so it's not like a pentagram necessarily but it's like a weird circle like whatever with a bunch of symbols and stuff and I really like playing them with like mystical teams and They've got rounded corners, so they're just normal, like, resin dice with rounded corners. But, like, they roll so much better than any ROC dice ever has oh, for me. Sure. Which is, like... Well, ROC dice are instant. They, they come out of the factory cursed. I feel like they're incapable of rolling above a five. They're scary. Some are, those ROC dice, they're scary. The peppermint flavor ones? The white and red ones? Flavor. The Gosh. flavor ones? Yeah, it's those like, are the worst. The white ones with like the the red. I don't like pips. the yellow and black ones. The yellow and black ones are I like so. those ones. I liked when they did swirls and then I got like the plain the white swirls with the red I like. dots. The and plain the plain white the those dots, white those dice with the red dots are harsh like. dice, dude. I've never rolled so poorly. And then like it also is just like insult to injury because I don't even want to be looking at these. Yeah. Because like they hurt my they were sensibility. Good for the most part, but those ones specifically. Yeah. Those are the one pair I didn't like. Uh, Alex was not asked. Now that Dial H's YouTube has been monetized for a little while, how much has that been able to find? Well, I assume he's fund the podcast slash channels activities a uh, little bit, and we make so little off YouTube. Well, a hundred dollars on YouTube, something no, like that. We made our our lifetime earnings. We've been monetized for is it three hundred bucks? Is that our lifetime earning? It's we've been monetized for like I think a year and like three months now. We've made like four hundred fifty dollars. Okay, so. Yeah. It is, but you know that is nice. Like that does pay for like hosting fees. You know, a set of lights isn't that expensive. Like, I could pay for a webcam. It's paid for something. I just don't know directly what. But we do appreciate that you guys watch that stuff. Yeah, some of the absolutely. longer stuff. Uh, you know, some of those videos earn us a couple bucks. Some of the gameplays. We especially like that you don't hit skip when an ad's playing. Thank you for not skipping. The that's ad. basically <laughs> stealing money from us. No. no and that brings us to our Dial H episode 500 ad break. <laughs> yeah. Have Brought you ever been game. low on energy? Have you ever just been looking for that special oh, drink? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Those we still actually, that should be on the list of that project. We should. I don't even remember the name of it. Ghost? No, no, no. Well, we do love Ghost. Oh, ghost house. House. oh you're thinking Indom. Indomitable. Indomitable, the indomitable the energy. I thought you were talking the about Ghost. make the koozie, the yeah. indomitable energy koozie. Yeah, what yeah. was it, like, exploit weakness, cherry lime? Cherry lime, dude. Bill's asking, what's your favorite generic keyword? Mm. Oh... My favorite keyword for a long time was soldier. That's still probably my favorite I keyword. Say, I love soldier. Favorite team, generic is team, <laughs> team, kids. Uh, one of my favorites is past. Past is good. Past is becoming one of my favorites right now. It doesn't. Past stuff. It doesn't get hit up all the time. Like every set, I don't hit up my past. But uh, <laughs> I will say, like when it comes to casual building, when you're like allowed to look through like everything for the longest time, like Renee Tilly. Um, Gosh, I can't even, like, Kang, Rene Tilly, like, there's a ton of stuff that I would pull out of past. Normally, it goes with, like, Future as well. Shifty Doom. Yeah. Flash. Sky Tyrant, or... can't remember if he's past or future. I think he, he's probably got both, because, like, he's the the Undying guy, right? <laughs> I don't know. He is. But, yeah, like, I, I really love that. 
I've always really enjoyed mystical teams. Mystical is always fun. It's like it gets a good grouping of monster meta and prominent and like yeah, interesting stuff. There's some fun, you know. There's the Doctor Strange as character. It's the conversation we had earlier where it's like Wendigo's curse, but he's still mystical. Yeah, and then Doctor Strange is more so magical than mystical. Like, well, he is mi- mystic arts, but you know what I mean. Like, he does like mysticism. He's not. Yeah, whatever. I, That's a bad example. You know what I mean. I think mystical's fun because it gives you all of the support powers that you could ever want, and then occasionally you get a monster thrown in with it where you're like, ah, so Wendigo can have, like, multiple perplexes and probs and all this other stuff. I also really like armor. I've always oh, okay. armor keyword. I don't know if I've ever built an armor team. Maybe, like, once or twice my entire life. I going to say, like... Oh, I have a good story for this next question. Do you have a story for this yeah. next question? What sentient food would you have to be to eat yourself? When I so I had, I had to have a surgery done, and uh, it's this is like the most like they made up me eat my amygdala. Um, so I remember like waking up, doctor, but doctor. I was so like so messed up. Uh, there was like you know I was laying on like a table or like an operating whatever bed whatever. There's a light, super bright light shining over me, and I remember like I could tell like I was like aware. But I felt like I was like this ball of light. Like I felt so out of body. It was so weird. And I was just like saying nonsense. Like I pointed to a glass cabinet and I said, that's a crazy nice equipment. That's Ryan. Glass cabinet. <laughs> and they're just like, what? But I told I told the doctors, I was like, you know, if I had to be a fruit, I would have to be a lemon because who eats a lemon in one sitting? I told them. <laughs> And they were apparently just dying, and oh. they let me know that I said that. I don't really remember it. We got to tell this kid. So, yeah, I, I guess, according to the higher conscience of Ian, I'm a lemon. You're a lemon. I'm a lemon at heart. But it was... <laughs> I seriously just remember, like, thinking I was like a ball of, like, floating light. I was so, so, so That's drunk. That's wild, up. man. It's not a, not a great like experience. kind of crazy, yeah. But, I'm freaky. Uh, I've had that similar experience, but it was... Two pounds of brownies that were oh. in my system instead. Uh, <laughs> sentient food. Yeah. Absolutely. So is this like I? You I like am this food, food, and then you have to eat, and then I'm also hungry. And you're somehow going to eat yourself. Eat yeah. What sentient food would have to be? So, so what would? <laughs> I was going to say like a good sausage would actually <laughs> See? heavily. Man, like there is nothing that beats a like. Alfredo pasta with like nice sausage, like spicy maybe, sausage. Maybe a rack of ribs called a rack of ribs. I'll take rack of ribs. I think just dunked in some sauce. Yeah. If it's something like I literally you. can't pull myself away from myself, man. I I guess the the only food that I truly like have I've hit a wall where I'm like I can't stop myself from eating this is the uh, Brickway butter brickle is like oh, the name okay. and the flavor. But it's it's not Ivanacone, it's not e-creamery, it is cone flour. Cone flour. Like cone flour butterway or butter You're not even a big sweets guy. I'm not. Yeah. But like holy I don't and for the longest time I hated butter brickle. Like I what? thought that was old people ice cream. Hmm. And I hated every flavor of butter brickle. It's great. But and then yeah. I I tried theirs and I was like, yeah. Wow. I, I like I ordered a plank actually. Call it you'd be a you'd be a big gummy bear. Oh, I, would, I don't. I wouldn't eat myself. Just kind of like squeaking around. <laughs> Calder would just like have gonna, like a. I'm gonna tube. eat myself. I'm gonna go eat myself. There'd be a tube coming from his foot, and he'd be 
completely transparent, filled with ranch. It was like, if you drink yourself, you die. And you'd be like... That situation, but the truth is, I would slurp down chocolate shake Calder so fast. Oh, I forgot chocolate, chocolate shake, shake yeah. Calder. He doesn't get to live another second, dude. He's done for. But Ian, I'm a Calder bear. Ian, yeah, what kind of ice bag. cream is that chocolate shake made out of? <laughs> I know what it's not made. Ultimately, that's right. Okay. <laughs> With chocolate syrup, you can't come into my establishment, give my milkshake wrong. Where's the chocolate syrup? <laughs> That's just how you should make it. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, I wish I could say some hardball lines right now for that one. <laughs> what is your favorite set? Man, this is always such a uh, tough question. Deadpool 2014 next. Easy for me. Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. Legacy is... Man, Legacy is just such a special time in Hero Clicks. I think it has to be Legacy. It's just a great era. But it's also, ever. man, like... the It's not a set, but like Era, Web of Spider-Man, GSX. Oh, yeah, those yeah. sets were just such bangers. They DC were. 75th. Yeah. That's up there for me. So... I if I had to say a set, it's probably Legacy. For That's Era, I don't think you can beat 2013 for Era. It's tough. We got so many non-Marvel DC like yeah. sets, and like in a single year, yeah. it was yeah, insane yeah. how much stuff we got in a single Why year. That cast, yeah, it was <laughs> insane and awesome. But my favorite Era is still probably 2014, though. Just between Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool, was just like some of my favorite sets of all time. And War of Life, I was like, wow, what a stacked year! I think if great. I could ever pick a more perfect chase theme to like release a legacy set of cards for. I don't think I could think of anything better than the Phoenix Five, because That's like That's so true. collectible, so cool, and War of Light so, like, no, they were done so dirty. No, like the, the, the Phoenix, Phoenix Five were like were unplayable, done so dirty, unplayable. Yeah. Chase was like almost them maybe. all being like way too many points, and then not so good. One ninety five or. Three hundred two ninety five, two ninety five, or Cyclops one fifty. I can't remember. Yeah, two ninety five and one fifty was the break. Yeah. I think all, and there were a few that were like slightly more or less. I think Colossus was like two eighty five, and even like in like higher point games, if you play them all at like the top, it's, it's so bad. They, they, yeah, the thing is, is like if another Phoenix Force member has died, it's like okay, in my fifteen hundred point game. Well, nowadays you could play like a ton of cuckoos who might ha- I, I don't know oh. i don't remember if cuckoo no, has no, phoenix force but, but yeah. there are cheaper characters that have come out with phoenix force whatever 40 it's point just, it's very unlikely yeah cap wolf is captain america as a werewolf that he is yeah what weird thing would wolverine be since he's already a hairy angry biker wolverine's been a vampire is that his thing what else is he? He's been about? a vampire yeah I mean, he has like that weird lion head in the genesis or whatever. he does have that Lion I don't know. Wolverine. Yeah, I have no idea what that's like. The Cyclops like also has a weird something or other. There's a Cyclops and Wolverine. That um, weird animal. I'll say Komodo. I, I guess I don't know what Komodo dragon, dragons are native to, but I want to say like some sort of dragon esque because he spent a lot of time in Japan. In Japan, okay. so like the the furry Wolverine, but like combined with a, a little Japanese folklore. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Bill's asking, what's your favorite equipment, Venom Pump? Venom Pump easily is my favorite equipment. I love that. I love that piece so much. Ooh, man, that's tough. Um, I think I'm very partial to the Soul Gem. 
I, that yeah. was on like every team. Like I know that was like the Auk Arm era too, but man, the Soul Gem was just always so fun to slap on a team. It made just about any figure better. Yeah. Back when defense values, I think, were a little more impactful than they are right now. And then giving like range steel energy was always a fun way to make a character like, you know, maybe sustain a bit more. Uh, outside of Soul Gem? Uh, I mean, if we're going off things I just played into the ground, and like everyone else, the emotional modifier is like the best equipment of all time. I don't know if it's, that's really my favorite, but... It's just like the, the stat modifier is what it should have been called. I guess uh, if we're doing modern age equipment for favorite, I really like the blue lantern ring, and if we're doing anything else, mm. probably the soul gem. I'll say like really like any of the lantern rings, probably blue, green, red, like all like uh, yellow, like that. I mean, basically naming them all, but like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of effects that are like cool for the lantern rings, but then just construct generation is like its own thing that probably should have been costed differently than 10 points because holy cow, like being able to drop a chainsaw or whatever for free is so much better than like being able to use perplex and minus two when you do it or like, you know, whatever yeah. the little effect is obviously like, I think one of the best equipments of all time is the, the cloak, the oh, yeah, the, cloak yeah, yeah. the five point cloak. Uh, but if we're not really considering favorite, not just equipment, but if we're also considering um, re or not uh, relics, if we're oh, considering relics, relics as well. Wow, relics, Jim yeah. Cider Act, then okay. Mine would be the McCran <laughs> crystal. I think like it was almost cool too. Straight yeah. jacket was always my favorite relic. Straight jacket was awesome, though. especially if you played it with like. Casey Flash, or like somebody with like hypersonic, and you, yeah, you because like back in that era where straight jacket existed, other things like you know, like a 200 and some point dark side existed, so you could literally just go up and be like, No range attack for you, yep, none, haha, try and get this back on me, and you do no damage. Like, awesome, you could shut down somebody's like the majority of their team with just a relic, too spicy, so much salt. Reading our bill, reading our bill jerky. They're good, Bill. They're really good. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, Bill. Yeah, we appreciate. I can't it. believe this beef was born to a deer. Yeah, kind of wild. Insane, how that, how the crossbreeding that happened in Minnesota. How about uh, this? Tyler M asks, "Do you feel like convention exclusive figures should finish off sets from the prior year?" Nope. And the way Pegasus Cap huh. does, I think it's fine, but I don't particularly. Oh, care. Yeah, I'd prefer if they came out in that set. Give us some cool variants of characters and we're good. Whether that's finishing a set or if it's completely random. The reason I'm know? cool with Cap is because he wouldn't have fit in that set. Like physically. Right. Physically wouldn't have fit, yeah. Uh but on average, if you're gonna ask like uh like this chase set is like Carnages and here's like a Carnage, Carnage Ghost Rider or something, I'm like, no. I would rather just not have it in the set, not have it ever than have it as like a convention exclusive. I feel like convention exclusives are like great to fill in stop gaps, but more often than not, I'd rather just have them be their own thing. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I like them just Unless, kind of being weird off versions of characters. Are we considering like Joker holding up the mask as part of like Batman team up? Because that's hey, super pretty cool. Pretty much technically, yeah. He is part of Batman. He's the Scooby Doo. But like, Joker, yeah. I wasn't expect. I wasn't like, oh, he's missing yeah. from the set. It was just like, oh. It kind of makes yeah, sense that I, you got I don't it. really think it has any bearing on my opinion of it. Basically, just make something cool that we wouldn't see otherwise. Something that's cool and unique, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Bill asked, asked, what is your favorite, favorite relic? We already yeah. answered that, yeah. Tyler M., if we were to get legacy maps, which map would you pick? We already kind of are. We do get legacy maps. We get map reprints all the time right now, so... Should they have it with the same holographic finish of the cards? I no. think uh, we can all agree. No, no. absolutely. Funny, funny, funny. Yeah. Unless it's Ultron's Lair. That would oh be my dope with the holographic Make it as hard to look at as possible. For longer-lasting maps, should more neoprene maps be produced? I'm not opposed to it. No, please make more neoprene yeah. maps. I like them. I like them a lot. Especially if it's a double-sided. The tile ones are fine with me, too. Yeah. Honestly, uh, yeah. We, like, back... Bring back Jesus. Wayne Maynard, though. Legacy card Morlock tiles, uh, but it's just that middle part, so it's really not that bad. Oh, okay. It's smaller, sure, sure, sure. It's smaller map. 28. For a second, I gave Calder a look like, yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> Let's see. It um, would have been, at, at the very least, it was 2019, but it might have been 2018. We were promised... Uh, we were promised like buildable maps, like sectional maps mm. out of neoprene. Mm. Never came to be, but it mm. was an interesting idea that I was fully on board with because it was like you'd place one, your opponent would place one, like you'd build the map together, placing like these pieces, and it just never happened. But it was a cool idea when it was being talked about. Well, all right. Well, time to get into Ethan's questions. He has a oh, no. Spark notes, he says. Who is the best player? Uh, as of right now, I think it's pretty clear cut Calder. Sure. He plays the most. That's fair. He yeah. wins the most, too, though, so you can't deny that. Um, I mean, like, on paper, he's also lost the most to the Yeah, that's list. true. Also true, I have lost the most on paper. My win, my, uh, my win score is terrible. <laughs> my win loss like right one now is, worst. like, two to one. Pretty good. It's, like, yeah. almost dead even for dead me. Even, sure. Yeah. Like my, you probably have more games played than I do. My average Mark. like weekend, and I don't want to like say like I'm like such a good player. I hold back so much when I play casually. Yeah. Like I'm aware. See, Rock Lee wearing his weights. He's like, <laughs> like not to like not to boast, but like legitimately, <laughs> there's so often I just like don't use traits, don't use rollouts that I know I have because I don't want my opponent just feel like they're absolutely getting smacked. And then like a lot of times I'll take an L because. I want the game to be fun and interesting, and I can tell, like, if I've got two Scott Porters and I'm, like, utilizing them to the full extent, yeah, that my opponent is just kind of, like, please, exactly. yeah. Um, uh, let's change the lead climb. I wouldn't change it, actually. I would get rid of improved movement. Eat on that, Ethan. Spicy take? Yeah, thank you. Um, it's a hot take. No, I really don't think lead climb is that bad. I think it's fine on lower point figures. I think it just feels kind of bad when it's on a higher point figure. I really yeah, don't think lead climb is that true. bad of a spot. Change flying to not include like elevated. Not and flying. Then lead climb allows like elevated oh, now wow. or blocking. Flying doesn't. That like doesn't make sense though. No, it doesn't. But like, what? <laughs> Then it, like you've that's got funny. a flyer with lead climb. Yeah. And you're like, finally, finally I can get all, the, all the things. That's so funny. What do you think are the worst powers? Uh, right now, I think the worst one's Earthbound yeah. Neutralized because it doesn't get printed. No one uses it. No one utilizes it. We have a straight-up power that doesn't get used. It needs to, technically, it needs to be worse for it to be a good power, in yeah. my opinion. That's what I think the worst power is. I would like to be able to, like, have a character that can give somebody Earthbound Neutralized when they hit. And it means something. And it doesn't, like... Yeah. Yeah, nowadays Smoke it does alternatively, too. Like, yeah, that's fair. Never so feel hard good to, to take a power never. action. Oh, yeah, dude. It should be Unless free. the character does a free attack through Smoke Cloud, or can free make Smoke just, Cloud. When smoke Cloud has been free power on so many characters. So many. Why is it not just, if this power is printed on their dial, they can Honestly, use it as free? Honestly, Smoke Cloud should just be free make two markers at this point. Yeah. 
so many Honestly, characters get yeah, to use. Well, you could also uh, leave the costed part in if you wanted as well. Like free, make two. Power makes six. Yeah. I'll so, uh, make sure. I think I'd okay for that. I think Smoke Cloud takes it for me because I think thematically it's really cool. It is. It's just, uh, it's just not quite there. What changes would you make to the other bad powers? Eh, I kind of talked about it. Yeah. Kind of talked about it. We like to talk about a Smoke Cloud change. I really do think like you should take pushing damage with Earthbound or just something that's like feels really bad. Yeah. Or you should have immobile. Or We've something talked about this Earthbound before like, on the podcast. We talked about it a ton. Just like straight up not being able to take a second action when you have Earthbound. Yeah, you're Molly Hayes. That'd be great. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Yeah, something like taking like uh, some sort of unavoidable, like essentially just like getting Earthbound back to what it was pre Wonder Woman rules. Because yeah, after all of those rules changes, like pushing damage, all that stuff went away. Earthbound just, like, never changed. And now it's like, right. we have this power that exists that almost no character... I don't... Is there anyone in Modern with can't Earthbound? Really can't a single character in Modern. And there's no one that gives out Earthbound, so it's... Yeah. It's literally like, not used. Like, yeah. that's fundamental. That's not good. It's Living not. Tribunal could give you Battle Fury and Earthbound from AI, and if he did that, like, granted, you weren't Literally playing him, but, like, if he gave you that back then, that yeah. meant you had to stop yeah, when you moved into... Literally. But, no, like, you oh, have, you have to stop when you moved into Hindering. Yeah. You oh, yeah. uh, couldn't fly over, like, Hindering. You couldn't shoot through Hindering. You couldn't do anything like that. Uh, you couldn't shoot, period, because you had Battle Fury. Mm, so, if, true. like, I played a... I think it was, like, a 600-point game, and I played Living Tribunal just, like, in the back. And it came down to, like, all my opponents and just him. So strong. And he did, like, his judgment token and Ooh. gave everyone Battle Fury and uh, Earthbound Neutralize. So that meant they took pushing damage and they had to stop at hinders. And so, like, they had to cross over, like, several layers of terrain to get to me. Actually. And they couldn't take two actions in a row. Like, if we got back to that, that'd be cool. Matt Reed, what would the Dial H team ability be? And what character would you want copying in? If you have exactly three people on your team, you win the game. That's what it should be. Should automatically only have three people on your team. I don't know what it would actually do. Honestly, a Dial H team ability. Dial H. I'm into it. I like the idea of it yeah. just being like CSA, like Crime Syndicate. I think that'd be fine. I was going to say like Avengers, but like influences damage. Oh, Ooh. It's like you get a plus one damage. I would like to do, ooh, or modify your like amount of knockback by plus three or something. Double knockback. If you're on a dial H team, you're just knocking them back. Whatever that would be, how that represents us, I have no idea. Mad, I think there was the Mad Cow team ability from Indy that did that. Oh, there's a double yeah. knockback. Maybe it was like, I think it was ooh, literally you know called Mad Cow. Maybe dial it's cow world? I think it is called no, Mad, mad Cow. Mad Cow right, Comics. Right. Mad Cow Comics. I think Dial H no also just We could be... just steal that. Dial H could also be, Top like, Cal just Comics. main entrance from WWE. Like, that's the yeah. only part of the no. is main entrance. <laughs> no. I actually really like that. So this team ability lets me, uh, I get to break I'm, one of your figures. That's I why it's to... so cool. Ooh, I get to break one of your figures. That'd because be a great, <laughs> I love that. It all sounds made up. It all sounds made up. That's why it's so good. I get to phase 16 squares. Um, I get to do an ID call in as a free action. I move my whole movement for my whole team for free. For free. And uh, I, I have all my actions still because They're I didn't restless. take an action. Also, you can't shoot me, and, protect and uh, you can't outwit me. Oh, wait. So you, it's called Grand Entrance, me? right? Yeah. That ability for it is. The grand is. Entrance, and you can't see them. Yeah. Mm. How does that make any sense? A Grand Entrance. Here he comes. Who? Well, they're two separate things. <laughs> Where is he? 
They're two separate. They're two te- two yeah. separate abilities. Grand it's entrance. Similar. It is called grand entrance. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I think double knockback is funny. Actually, like they should also just have bounce and pin. You just wait till world's <laughs> next year. World's next year when I have the Rey Mysterio part of the whole like the floor so hollowed out, and I just like Mysterio. shoot up out of the floor awesome. and fireworks explode. Then, then that could Edison, be our team Edison asks, what are your three desert island movies? I think I pretty much know mine. It's Army of Darkness, 100% oh, is one man. of them. Uh, Avengers Endgame is 100%. One of my other... Oh my gosh, maybe I don't know my third desert island movie. Mm-hmm. I really like The Departed. That's one of mine for sure. Oh, Watchmen. It'd, actually be, it'd probably be Watchmen, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame, and Army of Darkness would probably be my three desert island movies. Go yeah. the Departed. We'd go probably the first Dark Knight. Mm. Third one is tough. I'd need something like funny, I think. But I don't know. Favorite comedy is a tough one. Definitely not the Hangover. That's pretty good. I think Ian Have you watched it? it? You, have, you haven't seen it. Probably That's why you're uh, three Transformers movies. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> the original 1980s. Transform. Not much War of, on not much of a, Oh, Ready Player One. I watched, yeah, I love I watching that movie. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't really like to rewatch movies that much. There's a couple. Uh, a Ready Player One, for whatever reason. Just, no, it's not. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It has really, it's nice. very well reviewed. I mean, it was directed by Steven Spielberg. They got all the references <laughs> right. I think it's a great movie. I think Ready, Ready Player One. I'm really excited for Ready Player Two. I know the book came out recently. And, uh, oh, I hope so much. That is not a real thing. It is. That <laughs> uh, one's a great movie. You might be thinking of Free Guy. That's the bad one. Free Guy. Ryan Reynolds. Free Guy's one of the worst movies I've seen. I'm thinking of the one day. where, like, the entire time I'm looking at, like, terrible CGI faces. Which is. They're not great. Oh, yeah, the, the faces are. Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, movie seeing? Three Desert. So I'm assuming that I crash into this desert island on a work trip because. Why else am I driving over or flying over a desert island? So I'm worried about survival, um, maybe like lack of supplies. So I'm probably bringing Superman Returns, Batman versus Superman, and Justice League Snyder Cut. Wow. All right, on to the next question. To drive Calder off the island wow. so that I have no more kidding. resources for myself. No so like, I will play those on a loop. He will leave. Oh my God. He will build a raft and leave. He will potentially find help. Calder will figure out how to find help faster. And even when the movie movies. isn't playing, I'm quoting it to Calder. <laughs> oh, miserable. Oh my God. But the gosh. whole time he's gone, I have extra coconut milk from the coconuts that he's not taking from me. Screaming Martha into his ear while he's sleeping. The dodo birds. <laughs> I have harvested for myself. He has no dodo meat. If you could design a duo figure, which characters do you want to pair together? Oh, man. I'd love to see a return of Batman and Nightwing. I'll tell you that right sure. now. They were so it's much fun to duo. play. Uh, I also, man, a return of Starfire and Nightwing as well. Okay. That figure was sick. And that's a, just a really interesting dynamic. Those two people do so much different. Uh, duos. I have two. This has always bothered me that this never got made. It's Captain America and Falcon. That will forever. That's kind of crazy. The heck that, out is, of me. that is odd. Yep. Oh, Captain America and a hang gliding motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got Steve <laughs> and Black Rep- Widow. Yes, dude. And to be fair, they are a little buddy cop in Falcon yeah. or in the Winter Soldier movie. But when I first saw they were gonna make a Winter Soldier, so I'm like, it has to be Captain America and Falcon. What else could it be? Yeah. And the fact that it's Steve and Black Widow, I'm just like, oh, you kidding? But yeah, they're fine in that movie sense. I get it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I want Cap and Falcon, or I want Captain America and Captain America, where it's also just Cap and Falcon, but it's from this most recent run where they're both Captain America at the same time. So, though that's easily the dude I want the most, Cap and Falcon. The fact that that does not exist boggles my mind. Uh, Honey Badger and Wolverine would be cool. There you go. That's like an obvious, like, quick, easy choice. Um, duo figure that makes a lot of sense. Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange. That'd be another one I'd like to see. Yeah, really teamed up. That'd be they cool. Had, like a really sick issue they where did? they went okay. to hell together. Yeah, Strange or uh, not issue. So I think it's like six issues. Oh, Strange okay. and Scarlet Witch, and also Scarlet Witch and also a, hot, a hot take. Options. I want the Secret Wars Battle World. This is like a mini series I thought was awesome. It's Red Skull and Magneto. That's what I want. Red Skull and Magneto. Mm, that's that's yeah. a duo figure. Where they like yeah, hate think, each other, but they're ends to a means. I hate you. <laughs> Don't you think, Simeon? I thought that's what he said. Did yeah, he not he say said... Earth X? Oh, did you say Battle World? I said Battle World, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Battle. Yeah, those are the same thing. Yeah, I can't that's Bill the, asked, that's the Alex Ross one. Yeah. Oh. How often do you think WizKids should make super premium colossal figures like Galactus? And what is the next one you would want them to make? Every single year, Bill should make a big, a big one. Yeah. yeah. After Galactus, I said every year they <laughs> should make Galactus. I've said pretty much every year since Galactus. I would love it every year they should make one a, a super I don't, high premium. You know, I don't ever want them to feel passable though. I don't. I think a, once a year might be too much. Okay, once a year, once every two I years. I don't think they'd ever feel passable to the right kind of collector. Like a Fing Fang Foom, so many people went out of their way to get those. Yeah, and still go out of their way to get those. And when's the last time I read a Fing Fang Foom like centric comic or like a character goes up against? Well, no, never, I'm, almost I'm just never, saying in the I've sense where read. it's like it's just super. The most dope. notable version of Fing so Fang Foom cool. I remember reading is from Next Wave, and that was a robot version of Fing Fang Foom. I think the, the last time I, I remember him, him being even remotely like involved was he got like thrown to the moon by like the Hulk. I remember when like something. the Mandarin was controlling him? I guess that's the only yeah. time. Well, like I'm not necessarily necessarily saying story wise. I'm just saying like. A big figure like that coming out once a year, it might just start to feel like not as special, I guess. So that's part of it. I don't know who I would design. Honestly, I love the Eternity sculpt from Avengers Infinity. Mm -hmm. To see him on that scale with like the detail that like the collateral damage specter guy Divine Tribunal deserves. Really, really cool. The fact that we have multiple three by six Galactuses, but bigger cosmic entities than Galactus. Two by two. Or two by twos at best. So like Living Tribunal, uh Lord Chaos, Lord Master, Chaos Master Order. Order. Yeah. I mean you could read zero, zero, zero on the tester. Yeah. Zero on the tester. Uh I so like Master President. But cool. the most recent one, the sculpt was a little underwhelming. I'd like to see him full size. Be kind of fun. That's fair. Um, and then Mogo too. You could make him that big. That'd yeah, be kind of fun. Yeah, Mogo would be sick. I think that's the only way too. It's uh, like, I mean, you could make him as a two by two. It just be you could make him as a map, awesome. honestly. Well, like a Krakoa esque. I would like to have a dial. I would like to. Be I able mean, me to too. But do stuff like if same you were going to bring him into the game, and you know, when we got the the ego and AI, I was like. That ain't ego. The idea I want like, big face. It's like, a planet. three by six team character, but it's just like the Earth Lanterns and massive constructs. But also, yeah. <laughs> he's so sick. Exactly. If the first appearance iconics continue, how should they handle sets with legacy characters like the Flash, Robin, etc.? Should they do the original only, or have a set with several figures but all of the specific first appearances? Mm. I think for some specific legacy characters, that'd be a really cool way to do it. 
But I don't think it should be all legacy yeah. characters. You know I think what if I mean? you did like a first appearance like, like JSA, I, I and probably like wouldn't buy. Like I'm not a Batman fan. I wouldn't buy a set of all Robins. I don't no, really care don't who all so is Robin. You know. But I would even as a be, Batman fan. I agree yeah, with you, that doesn't need to be a thing. I'm Do not a Flash. I'm not a Flash fan. But I think there would be a lot of people that would be like, here's every first appearance of the main Flash people. I think people would be down specific for that. Events make more specific sense. Events, yeah. yeah. Crisis on Infinite. Um, yeah. I think there's some first appearances that just can't get made. Which is such a bummer. But I think oh, first it, are there some? Yeah, the one I really, really, really want. <laughs> I can't probably think of can't get made. First in appearance Netflix. Wolverine's getting made. Uh, what's the first appearance of Batman? Was he doing something like he used a gun? Oh, that, that's a oh, little man, that's suspicious. Cool. But they'll they'll still probably make yeah. it. Um, like some Superman, like he's, just a he's little, holding up a car. Some like, first appearances are a little too I'm controversial. I'm that hasn't been made. The car holding <laughs> Superman. Can't I, I think that'd be like the yeah. first one. They'd I make. think a first appearance Punisher, where he's got to kill Spider Man, that'd be cool. That's cool. Big Punisher. target on the box. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Big that's an iconic issue. That'd be really sick. And but yeah, as far as that's like super them, easy to do, like pose, like yeah, have, like just a guy, he's just dude standing. You up have him on. standing up on like an elevated like rooftop, mm-hmm. and then you have Spider Man just on like a wall. Yeah, I think super it would cool. work for some characters. You could do like a Lantern Corps and a, and a Flash. That'd set. be great first appearance. And you know they. What other characters could yeah. you really do it with? But yeah, I think you it just varies by character. A lot of like JSA stuff. Even like work. legacy characters, yeah. You can make a legacy of the Green Lancer, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Ethan. If you got to make a legacy set, picking a set from every single figure then gets a legacy card, what, what set would you choose and why? You got to make a legacy set. Picking a set in that every figure they don't have a legacy card, they get one. Which set would you choose and why? Okay, so we're picking a set that every has, figure that currently in it. has no legacy cards. Apparently, is what he says, but I don't think we have to speak I mean, to that. That's really no, hard. That'd be, um, but yeah, basically, no legacy much. you remake an entire set. Okay, That's nothing pre carded because then you're having three of everything. Yeah, That's insane. That is insane. No REV. Okay, nothing modern, obviously. Oh, uh, I'm going Wolverine and the X Men. That's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Uh, same pick. Uh, yeah, it's the exact same pick. I get the Phoenix Five legacy. They get better. Yeah, I can do like you know something that makes them cheaper, makes them like if you could somehow whittle them down to be able to be played on a three hundred point team, like some sort of Masters Vivil effect or something. Yeah, where like they're all like sidelined to themselves or something. But then also that set has like uh, has Corvus with the Phoenix Blade, such a super cool effect. It was Blades, but the first yes. time he rolls it, it's a five. And then the second time he rolls it, it's four, and then a three, and then it goes back to like it goes down. Okay, yeah, it goes down each time, but then it pops back to the original five. So like the main thing was like the first time you roll it, you're guaranteed a five, which is that super is fun. Super cool. Uh, that was also the first Quentin Choir that we ever had was in that set. That was the first. Uh, no, that wasn't the first Exodus. But that was like one of the more recent exoduses that we had was in that set. Mikhail Rasputin was in that set. Um, M, I think that was the first iteration of M that we got, maybe. Monica, no, not Monica. Mambo? Mambo, is that her name? I think I want Nick Fury Ages of Shield. It's a bummer on the chains, I know, but I. So many of the superheroes I love, though. Falcon Cap, I love the Steve Rogers Captain America. All the generics are really, really cool. I will say um, that would be a terrible set to collect the legacies yes, of. Yes, it would. It's like, yes, it would. I really want um, three Alan Pierces. Oh, what's um, that? But I think it's that might, that might honestly be my pick. Because I think it would be fun. Oh, 
Just think Trinity War would be a great set to Lacey. That's what I was leaning towards. Trinity War. Such a good one. Trinity War has literally the three best super rares in a single set ever. GSX, which you're going to, that's fair. GSX, Trinity War. Uh, will we see more clowning on Calder in 2024? When do we not? Absolutely, we already have. What plans does Dial H have for documenting tournaments this year? Uh, well, we'll be in Florida. We'll be at Champion Clicks. We've announced. The ones that we know so far. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of the schedule is a bit TBD. We're going to try and figure out Adepticon. Huntington's is a big question mark. Uh, Nationals, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. A lot we're of expecting to be coming. back for Worlds. I mean, we'll be at Worlds no matter what. What we're doing there, I guess, is we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then anything else in between. Um, you know, maybe we're hosting our own event. Uh, Mr. Bozo Mancer, if you could choose only one legacy card to remain modern, and they never made more legacy cards, which one would you pick and why? Dang. Arkham Asylum 099 Batman. Okay. <laughs> Make him a baller. One legacy oh, no, card that one that already to exists. remain modern. Oh. Oh, legacy that already exists. You get World's a pick one. Ugh. That's fair, I guess, for you. Uh, that sucks, because, like, my, one of my favorite legacy cards doesn't ever get played. Uh, that'd be, like, the, the Hooves Doom. Oh, sure. Hooves, no, Hooves, Hooves Doom, Doom with the Mosquitoes. That's one of my favorite Legacy cards they've designed, and it doesn't really get played. I think it's phenomenal. I love playing it, but it's not quite good enough to actually continue getting played by anybody. World's Finest is pretty darn good. I'm trying to remember what like some of the more recent ones Green were. Lantern. Yeah. That's, geez. Probably yeah. the, the 25 point insanely, insanely good, good yeah, Green Lantern. 20. 20. 20 points. 20 points. Yeah. Point. He's he 20. He's only 20. 20, points. and he comes with the ring, and he gives you like leadership and defense. Plus defense. He's, he's that guy. And he's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And he's dumb. I saw one for $120 the other day. I was like, wow, that's a good deal. I imagine. Like, I hate the dumb deal. Huh? Imagine JSA being one of like, your favorite teams, though. Yikes, dude. Just try. Imagine. Imagine how. It hurts. Imagine opening your freezer to pull out your dinner, and JSA is your favorite team. What? Oh, I assume you have to eat frozen dinners. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Oh, my God. Shout out to Jay Sullivan. Yeah, JSA is favorite. Shout out JSA, Jay Sullivan, the man, the myth, the legend, the Canadian, I guess. I mean, it doesn't exist yet, but the legacy card my team chose for Huntington's is obviously my clear and biased choice for a legacy card. Yeah, Cameron Hodge. Yeah, Cameron Hodge, of course. Please. Donate and send any Cameron Hodges you have to the Dial H address. If you need that, just reach out to us. We will be building the biggest Cameron yeah. Hodge collection. This this question we have from Ethan is kind of one we've already kind of talked about, but if you could add one game element they stopped making, what would it be and why? And the other, if you could remove one, what would it be? Um, I mean, if I could remove it, it's tarot cards easily. Yeah. If I could add one, it's probably just title characters coming back. I would like to see more title characters. I don't yeah, know if it's really an element, but... It's tarot cards for sure. Yeah. If I could add something back, honestly, I don't even know if I would choose to. I think there's enough good stuff in the game right now. I don't I don't know if we necessarily need another mechanic back in. If I had to pick, I mean, I kind of miss duo attack just for the symbol, not even necessarily it's such a use. sick symbol. It's cool. Duo attack looks awesome. It also just made so much sense for so many sculpts that we it did. did. So maybe did. that, but uh, right now I feel like as far as mechanics go, I'm really happy with them. I like the team up cards. Yeah. I like I legacy think. cards. I like the detective or the mystery cards. Jeez. Detective cards. Yeah. Close enough. Mission points, title characters. Yeah. Those are both. 
I, I like we haven't seen a mission point character for a while. Since yeah, beyond amazing, and a rough. we a haven't a seen a title rough. character since even longer, even longer. Yeah, a while. So seems like super dead. Bring those guys back. Bill, cool. Who are the six people I think Simeon is funny? Simeon, can you answer this question? Uh, Alex asked me a while ago, but uh, Alex also said he was one of the six people. So a bold. So we we have Alex. Okay. We have my mom. Okay. We have my father and my daddy. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's four, apparently. Um, no, to be realistic, like the, the part of the show that that was taken from was I was explaining to Calder how dumb I think it is when people say, like, over 10 people, like, oh, I, I know yeah. over like 13 yeah. languages, over 10 we people. Work with over listened- 20 companies. Yeah. It's 21. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, yeah. so it's, it's like the exact we number. deals in. 15 plus countries. So it's 16. So it's, it's 15 or 16. Yeah. Like yeah. You're just, 16. Yeah. So like that was the, like the whole joke was like over six people find me funny. It's like, so it's six. A lot of the time, et cetera, six or seven. To like, it's seven. the same yeah. way where it's like, et cetera, just means ran out of things to list. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. There are some times where it's like, okay, well, that's obvious. It's so obvious. You didn't need to list it. When you go to listing and you add et cetera to the list, you're just lying. Yeah. You yeah. don't have that much in your bag. And most of the time it's used as like a a way to like sway people into thinking that like you're there's like so more prominent There's or a something. plethora, a ton, there's so, so many. many so like a yeah. joke, but I just don't have the time. Yeah, so like I could totally name six people that find me funny, but I don't want to bore you guys yeah. because I'm so funny. And so like I will just plus. say there's at least these ones that I already named and then et cetera. Plus. Plus at least six. Yeah. Because there's at least that many, but yeah, that's that's the amount, that's the number. I could actually name them for you, Bill, but I won't. Yeah, but they, ask, they totally exist. Can you name a hundred people that even play Hero Clicks? Not like a joke question, but without looking up, did you actually? That's not even a, no, I'm not going to do that's that. Not even a uh, bumper yeah, in the the intro anymore. Yeah, not a bumper. Be quiet. Yeah, that's not even a thing from the intro. Who are your guys' least favorite figures and why? Mine's Prime Spider-Man and Mary Marvel is my least favorite figures of all time. <laughs> For reason why you've heard them a million times, uh, uh, I strongly dislike Scarab figures. I don't like. Um, I really hate Captain America, Captain America and Avengers Zero Fifty Two Spider Man Super. Rare. Oh, okay. Because I've had to play. I, I was just going to leave it at Captain. Yeah, America. I was going to say really. Well, hey, <laughs> he, he's I really banned in my format. He's banned in format. In an, an Eggleston pulp, Captain America is banned. <laughs> No, that's Super Rare Spider-Man. I'm, once again, very confident. Here's another world record that I hold. I've played against that figure more than any single person on the planet. Mm-hmm. The amount of times Luke has played that figure against me, I hate that figure. Captain America and the Avengers the amount Rare of times Spider-Man? I waved him for Super five damage. Spider-Man, yeah. No, the Rare. No, I not to, Iron Spider. I had to play against Iron Spider so many times. And in a casual setting, I was like, I'm tired of my... Like, the one big character I have getting flurried twice, 12-4... Oh, yeah. just right off the bat. Yeah, 9, 12, 8, 17, no, 4. ABPI. He had full move. That's Captain America and the Avengers, right? No, it's ABPI. Oh, it is ABPI. He's right. Is it? Yeah, it's ABPI. Why like are those Spider-Man. two like tied in my brain together? There's only one Spider-Man, Captain America, and PS4 Spidey. No. Yep. And uh, he was... Favorite figure. I'm going to talk about favorite figure and why, Maggie. He says top three, five for each. I'm not going to do that. Um, Top three legacy card. Sorry. <laughs> top three legacy card picks. Like, who we want to get a legacy card or just favorites of all time? We're saying who we want to get a legacy card. Who are my top? Who are my top three latest card picks though. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and say my least favorite figure of all oh, time sure. is uh, probably 
either Faust, either the Wonder Woman That's 8th or the previous very one. Fair. And then going further back than that, the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron movie Hulk. Playing against that Hulk Dang. back in like back Dang. with those rules. Sure. Like nowadays, he doesn't Not matter. Hulk, it doesn't no. like nothing happens. Like he doesn't work nowadays. No. But back then, Spider-Man 1776, dude. Mm. Yeah, love him. So obnoxious love to play him. against two of those. It's like, yeah, you have two actions because I exist. Yeah, if you weren't ready, it was rough. Love them. The fact that every team had to be built with the intention, what can I do with half my actions? Never do that again, please. The fact that that exists in modern right now and people just don't. There is not a global, you don't get actions. Merlin is like your free actions. Yeah, it's the, different. The thing that's different is like seventy six said no. Seventy six, you could still do your actions. Merlin cuts down on your actions as well. But I get a, I get a plan on my actions. You do get a plan on your. Actions. And if my opponent's not ready, like With suddenly Merlin, they have at best have three free actions, three actions. Yeah, but generally you're building a team that turtles. Whereas seventy six, you could play like you could play two seventy sixes with anything, and it's like you have half the act. I have double how your much, actions. How much is Merlin? Like fifty, 50? points. Yeah, fifty points. So you can play same. him with anything. Yeah, but you, you look, play look at the, the history stuff. of his builds. It's like Saturnite. Yeah, but that's Hawk, just what people Arnold. actually like were willing to build with. Like you could build with anything. Scarlet Witch. You, you might. You might be right. right. People just aren't seeing Merlin. I I genuinely think you that think like so? people just haven't played like an so? offensive Merlin build. But like I I really think that limiting because I think seventy six. How rough is it? Like on paper, he just isn't though. What do you mean? I get twice as many actions as you do. How is that not more oppressive than we both are capped at free actions? I know you get to build your team. I would also argue that he was a better figure because he shut off autonomous and leadership too, which is like insane. Autonomous doesn't exist in today's game, game. so like it doesn't that doesn't matter. But like shutting off leadership, you can still do if you want to play Merlin and like shut off leadership. You can still do that. How do you shut off leadership? Like any way. Like outwit, okay, literally anything, but like, but not a power that straight up says you can't use leadership. I mean, there's also like things that like give you like a minus one to action total or like a plus one to action total. So I can have improved plus one to action total. Also, Merlin gives a plus one to action total, so I can already have like five or six pluses to my action total, which means I have six free actions. You have three at best because you weren't planning on it, and then you have three free actions. Which means your prime Spidey's like maybe doing one or two things. You're paying seventy points to do that. Spirit of the I'm game paying and Merlin points. have six actions. I'm paying Merlin's fifty Spirit points for Merlin. Yeah, and then Spirit of the Game is twenty. Right, and also seventeen seventy six was fifty points plus the rest of the team, so that was like three hundred points that you were paying for that. This is cool. Anyways, he says yeah. the three figures you would I mean, be very upset getting a le- <laughs> legacy card. I'm not going to like. Say. Yeah, I don't want to get into the Merlin topic here. No, it's, it's cool to think one way. He got top three at Worlds this year. That's for true. Top three figures I don't want to get a legacy card easily. It's Mary Marvel, it's Unimind, and it's Man God. Unimind. Yeah, Man I like your answers. Thank you. Um, uh, Unimind doesn't work as he used to, though, so. No, but I still hate him. I don't want to see him. I want to see. I, yeah, I genuinely don't want to see him. He's ugly. He's Without ugly ID figure. cards, ID cards aren't legal in any format except like gold. Even when ID cards weren't legal, he still was. He's still a threat. I hate you, yeah. Unimind. Yeah, just terrible. just not Unimind. And yeah, that's probably it. Also, Tristan played him too much. Yeah, Tristan kind of looks like Unimind. Big booger, big booger man. Just kidding, Tristan. Not yeah, yeah, it's too hairy. Who has the worst taste in genres, and why is it called? Or what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What are you yeah, me, Ethan? we'll just leave it at that. Thanks. Fair. 
Um, he asks, if you had to pick any one of you three, who would you say is a brony? It's Ian. Um, Definitely not. You're the exactly. one who was talking about it in a private chat with, actually, the person answering the question. I know. He just, he said he asked me, he was like, you know, the only reason I asked you that is that I want you to say you're a brony on air, and it's true. At one point in time, yes, I did watch the show My Little Pony. There you go. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, do, do with that as you will. I was 14 when the show came out. You want to condemn 14-year-old yep, Calder? we're condemning 14-year-old I probably please, would have watched it if I had do. access, but I, I had three channels when I was that age. Uh, it was on YouTube. That's what I watched. I don't know if you had YouTube or not. But Internet was not internet one of those three channels. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, have any of you owned fuzzy arcade dice that you put in your car? And what happened to them? No, I've never owned No, no. I owned them. That was car. didn't have them. That was like slightly ahead of me. My sisters had them, but any favorite smells? Chocolate shakes, one of my favorite smells. Culvers, I love walking the Culvers. Smell like grease and custard, fresh cut grass, grease <laughs> and custard, fresh cut grass, and, and uh, what, what do you call the uh, electric? The electric smell in the air when like a, a storm's coming. Oh sure, whatever that. I like the smell to. of rain. I like the smell of rain. That's a good one. Yeah. Bonfire is nice. Yeah, not a smoke guy. No, like the smoke. Oh, I got a, I, I got a smoker, and like I will say, like the smoke from the smoker is pleasant, but the after smoke, like the smell that it lingers on clothes, sucks. Any, uh, any smell you can't stand. This is a hot take for me, but I hate the smell of coffee. I know people specifically like oh, coffee, I love coffee because of how it smells. I can't stand the way it smells. I hate the smell, the smell of coffee. coffee. I'm glad I'm, if people like it. That's any cool. I hate the smell of coffee. Can't stand. I mean. The obvious ones, yeah. Uh, for me, it's like most like medical stuff. Like I can't stand like sterile. Walking into a dentist's office, you're like, Ugh! like the smell of, of bleach, like anything that's like oh, yeah, sterile. Like it's rough. Like I don't, I don't like the weird chemical kind of smell. Uh, Tristan asked without counting how many questions that Ethan already asked. Yeah, like I, I already went. It's twenty. Yeah, it is. He's asked oh. twenty questions. Right. Is it twenty? I was going to guess like eighteen. Is it exactly Ethan then misspells the word guys. What's your guys' favorite food and how often do you eat it? My favorite food is a chocolate chocolate shake. That I means eat it enough. what's your disguise's favorite? Oh, what's your disguise's <laughs> You're disguised food? as somebody. My disguise really likes food? quinoa. He has it about every Friday. That's my disguise's favorite food. <laughs> quinoa cakes. Right now, uh, my work makes a great chicken sandwich, so I've just been eating. That one? Absolutely. Uh, the kitchen makes a great, great sandwich. They rip into it, dude. Favorite food. Whose parents are the best at cooking? Not mine. They suck. I'm going to vote mine. My mom was making stuff from everywhere growing up. Okay. So my mom sucks, dude. She burns food. She's horrible. I'm not my mom sucks. I love you, mom. She's not listening to this, though. But uh, she's a horrible cook. Say whatever I want. She's a horrible cook. My dad, he made about one or two good meals. That was it. And then my older brother's actually the best cook in our family. So it's not my parents. My parents Uh, suck. I believe that Ian's parents are probably the best cook. My favorite food was probably like hamburgers, just because, like, that's fair. It's hard to go yeah, wrong with like good. a good like that's probably like my benchmark at yeah, like most restaurants burger. that I drop clam into. Um, well, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Hamburger. <laughs> uh, yeah, my parents. My parents aren't great at cooking, but we the we, we ate a lot of uh, <laughs> we had a lot of variety of stuff. So did you? I remember eating like five foods growing up. I mean, it was a lot of beef. But well, same here. But it was like we're having we are having. What was it? It was tacos. We had beef tacos. Yeah. We had steak. And then we had hamburgers. And then we had spaghetti. And then we would have like chiseled beef with french fries. It was like the five meals I remember eating growing up. Like that's <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah. 
My I mom mean, was it, always yeah. pulling some crazy stuff out of her. Chicken my mom, you, know, you make fun of me for not liking the seasoning. There's a great story my dad had from the first year of him being married to my mom. And he asked her to make tacos. And she didn't know they put seasoning in tacos. So she gave him... Salt and pepper. She gave him... No. She just gave him ground beef cooked with cheese in a tortilla. That was it. There's no my salt, no goodness. pepper, no nothing. There that's are a lot of people a, that's that's a, don't know. That's what a uh, 27-year-old mom nest thought was tacos. There's a lot of people that and think it was that really that's funny. what it is. It's, a really, it's one of my favorite stories of all the time. The amount of people that like don't have taco seasoning and make tacos, I'm like, taco seasoning almost free. It's so cheap. It's yeah, I went to it the other day. It's like 97 cents for yeah, a packet. Exactly. It's like literally so cheap. It's so cheap and like so good. Yeah. Compared, yeah compared to Chico, like man. Just options. I mean like garlic, onion. Yeah. Those have some of that yeah. around. Some Creole, that's usually, you can throw that on anything. It's really it's easy. Like Season stuff. Cayenne Don't be afraid pepper, of Alec, uh, Alex seeds. asks, so he has a set list. Oregano. I kind of went through it before, but not in this show. He says he, he made a set list for a cube. If you don't know, a cube is just saying, these are figures that already exist. I'm going to put them all in one quote-unquote set and make a sealed set out of them. Um, I already looked over his cube. Honestly, I hate it as a set because it doesn't have a theme. Or it doesn't. It's like kind of random figures. He kind of replied to me saying that his theme is uh, mechanics that are cool. And so as a set, I wouldn't buy the set or play in it sealed. No offense. But I do think it has cool mechanics. It actually does. Like the Magneto is cool. Um, a, a handful of the other characters are really cool. His idea is that you can make teams out of it fairly easily for a sealed set. But to me, a sealed set's all about like a truly having a theme and like a set or a storyline built around. So it's not really a set. I don't, I don't think like. a cube is like a set, though. I think it's just... I think a cube is like well I, he I says, don't know what do you think of it as a sealed set okay. so as a sealed set i'm not a fan of it as a sealed set as a okay. i think he's saying as a sealed gameplay mechanics environment yeah it doesn't necessarily like, have figures that i think have great sealed gameplay mechanics you're all supposed to like if he likes them from as the sealed, same cube i don't if you if he likes them as sealed gameplay mechanics then by all means i don't know because i don't play magic but i thought it was like you all buy like a cube and cubes are supposed to be a comparable like variances of like I don't, meta. Yeah, I don't know I don't I don't know a cube is what I always thought like what we did for uh, Halloween a few years ago that to me was in my opinion a version of a cube a quote unquote yeah set. where you make where like, you had a certain number of commons uncommons certain number of super rares where it's chases right. where it's like you actually are making a set that's what I was looks fashion I was kind of assuming but oh uh, I definitely don't know yeah I don't know Megat asks excluding when people concede what is your fastest win in hero clicks ever Oh man! I one turned somebody with vulture, excluding that end of the story. Gross. Yeah, I mean, I ran a lot of vulture, so same. Mine was against Xion. Uh It's on the YouTube channel. It's like a fifteen-minute game. I pulled up with Guy Gardner, and I Guy Gardner and his entire team. It was awesome. This Red Lantern guy That's Gardner. way cooler than Vulture. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was so fun because he had Stripe on his team. So Guy Gardner then instantly took like 10 Mystics damage and died. <laughs> it was awesome. Mm -hmm. So that was easily my fastest win ever. Megan asked. Saying that Blackie Blogar or whatever his name is. In that Blackagar Boltagar? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Edward Toombs. That's normal Vulture. Adrian. Oh, Adrian Toombs. Is Adrian Toombs. I don't know who the normal It's Blackie Drago oh, is geez. the prime. Adrian Peterson Toombs. <laughs> Blackie Drago is the prime. You're saying that he isn't an iconic character? He's not. He's not. I, I, yeah, I am <laughs> saying that he's not. <laughs> Biggest letdown figure? Asks the Megan. 
I mean, like, like we kind of went over this already. Like Iron Man, kind of. Yeah, we already kind of went over this. The, yeah, we kind of went over this. I don't know. There's Voltron. Like, what's a character that you thought would be terrible but was good? What if Ultron? I think for most of the world, that's down. prime. That's prime. Oh, Spidey. yeah. For what if Ultron? World, geez, that what is, if Ultron is a letdown? Would be terrible, but was good. Okay. A character. I'm not gonna say a character that I thought would be a letdown that ended up being good, but just a character that had no right being as good as it was was like Marvella and Mary Jane from That's true. Spider Man. Absolute. Carnage. That's really true. Yeah. Both of those just insane for the points. I don't know if I have an answer for that. Figures I thought would be bad would end up being good. I think the answer that could apply the most generally to the community is Legacy Thanos. If you listen to the podcast around when he came out, it's very much a... It's very much like a... um, Wow, this figure is kind of fun. It's kind of cool. And then the next week, it's... You know, maybe this thing is playable. And then a week after that, it's, this is the greatest piece yeah. ever in history. So I think yeah, that is probably cool like, that, like uh, play out in real time. I think it was just because like the straight amount of reading that you had to do on his dial was like it took you a week just to process everything you could do. And then our questions of the night. I'm sure you, I'm sure you, no, sure you're going to ignore these, but it's important. Bill asks, have you guys tried Buffalo Trace? Calder, oh, have you tried Buffalo Trace? I have not tried Buffalo Simeon, Trace. Have you tried Buffalo Trace? I don't stay up past midnight, so I don't know what you guys talk about. Ian, have you tried Buffalo Trace? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Just now that we've sure. gotten to the bottom of that, yeah. we know that this, Buffalo this Trace. 1.24 a.m. post oh, by Bill. Yeah. Definitely not about to drive home oh, for after on, that guys. post. Sorry. Oh, what's up? Hello? Well, we're we're doing an episode right now. Yeah, I know. Sorry, right, I'll just edit all this. No, I... Okay. Well, Mr. K is not here right now. He's not going to be coming for a while. What, a few months? Okay, well, he's not on the show. What do you want us to do with that? No, no, you tell him. Don't say Mr. K. Tell him. Oh, when's he coming? I think so. Oh, February now. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. That's like a month away. Are we still going to drop? No, I drilled a hole in the bottom. Oh, we're not gonna try. I've had the keys the whole time. No, you you tell Mr. K that uh, I guess we'll see him when we see him. Apparently, that's February. You got to take your call outside. Probably. I'm just gonna, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I gotta go. That's all right. It's it's fine. I think we have. Oh, is that some special guests? I think at the door. I think we better better take this call. It's good thing the water special guests we have been drowning. Yeah, yeah, let's leave. Let's open the door now that Ian finally opened the door. Now that Ian finally opens the door, we're safe. The water's flowing out, and oh man, I think we have some special guests that we could actually finally let in for episode five hundred. Let's get it started. Ladies and gentlemen, to keep the good times going here on episode 500, a massive episode, a monumental task in Heroclix podcast history, we wanted to get some amazing guests, more than just Ian, Simeon, and myself, but some people that are actually in charge of making the game that we love and play. I would like to say every day, but I know some of you don't don't get in your daily clicks like you need to. These are like vitamins. Come on, guys. But here, without further ado, we have Jake and Brian from WizKids joining us. If you guys want to introduce yourselves and say your role within the company and then maybe even take turns giving yourself a little origin story, that would be perfect. 
and uh, Rochambeau. Whoever wants to go first. Oh, Jake, you go first. It's interesting timing because my daughter just came over from school, <laughs> so it, uh, <laughs> we, we might get multiple intros here. But, there we uh, go. <laughs> we're really growing the the Dial H audience episode by episode. So no, uh, but before I introduce myself, this is Jake Tice speaking uh, from the HeroClix team. Uh, I want to say congrats, Dial H, 500 episodes in. So this is exciting. We're we're excited to join your uh, Brian and I and. You know, I, it's an audio format, so people don't know that I'm wearing a full tuxedo and top hat. So <laughs> you know, we, we really came all out for this. Um, so, yeah, my, my name is Jake Dice. Uh, I'm the category manager and vice president of games for WizKids. So anything that's a game coming out of WizKids uh, typically falls under my team. And uh, I have a counterpart on our team, uh, Sarah Jenkins, who manages all the cool RPG stuff that we do for our, our licensed partners and uh, internally there as well. But you don't care about that. We want to talk about Hero Clicks today. <laughs> We, you know, we have a few other. We had some pre kibble scuffle conversation. We know a little bit of the other, the other <laughs> games that come out. You know, well, I just got Featherlight. Simeon gave me that for Christmas. So there's, you know, we dabble, we dabble. Uh, Brian, hi, I'm Brian Galley. Um, I got into HeroClix roundabouts of the Teen Titans set, and quickly fell into just being an absolute rules nerd. And over the years, have climbed up to the point where I now do the design and development for HeroClix. Uh, a lot of fun. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, I, I totally just blew through my origin story. Yeah. <laughs> I could uh, be shrouded in mystery. <laughs> every every good hero needs an origin. Jake, this is up this. to you, but uh, yeah. you told us a, a fun origin story at Nationals this year um, that involved a t-shirt. I didn't know if you wanted to reiterate that for the listeners. Uh, sure. I mean, that there in 2000, it was late 2008, 2009, uh, the HeroClix team was essentially three people, and the WizKids company was essentially three-ish people. And uh, in between the transition from Tops to NECA, where, where uh, the HeroClix has been now for, shoot, 15 years, uh, I was part of the transition team that, that helped port it over and kind of uh, replug re- re- everything back in uh, with, with NECA, uh, joining from Tops. Um, and yeah, we... we uh, produced WizKids and, and HeroClix are back t-shirts for Gen Con and uh, attended Gen Con, oh God, what was it, 2009 uh, as a surprise. So uh, it was the first time I've ever attended a convention uh, where we didn't tell anybody and it was essentially a, uh, a sneak attack <laughs> convention for HeroClix. So yeah, I have a... Uh, I've been a part of the HeroClix brand uh, through two tours of duty, uh, one in the late uh, was it aughts? Is that what we call them now? Uh, the one that's in the late aughts and then joined uh, a, a couple years ago again, but having a lot of fun. Fantastic. I like hearing the back in the saddle again type story. It's always good. <laughs> How about this? Here's another good one for Ooh. for uh, Dial H's 500th episode. My first HeroClick set that I worked on um, mostly all the way through was uh, Arkham Asylum way back in the day. And the first set that I worked on, more or less all the way through with, with the team and a, a lot of effort of more skilled people than me, was uh, notorious. So it just goes to show you, I basically have one idea. <laughs> <laughs> the DC bad guys, they're your jam. Just bad guys in general. Just bad guys. Oh, ooh. I, I worked on the villainous brand for Robinsberger for about just under four years. So, oh, wow. 
my family's big villainous people. I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yep. And but before WizKids, I was with uh, Magic the Gathering for four years. So I think in twenty twenty five, it'll be twenty years in the game industry. So it'll be uh, a testament to my age. <laughs> Well, right on. Well, I'm glad to have you. Brian, do you want to, since you skipped over your origin, just a little bit, how did you get involved with WizKids specifically after Ooh. becoming a huge rules nerd? <laughs> so um, years ago, we had this uh, title, Captain America. Was it Avengers Infinity, I think? Yeah. Principal. Um, had a, there, there was a bit of a rules issue with him and Force Blast. And it, this has been a couple of years. I don't want to quote, you know, misquote things uh but a ruling came down was posted on the win that led to some downstream issues and i try to think of the best way to put it that doesn't make me sound like one of those like raised cork board strings on the but <laughs> i i was just throwing emails full charlie day yeah, yeah. <laughs> where is pepe silva there's no pepe silva <laughs> I was just like throwing emails at the head judge, just like, but you don't understand this. <laughs> um, and apparently that made an impression because when we had uh, worlds at PAX, Anthony Barnstable, when longtime judge couldn't make it out and I got invited to come and fill in, fill in for him. And which got me connections with the company. And from there kind of just grew into rules, play, rules team, play testing and eventually design. Right on. I love I love that it was title cap too. That just yeah. that warms my heart personally because I want to say that was if they hit with in or if they like made an attack like in cap force blast or something it, they could remove a token. It was yeah, a weird if ability. They, if they like knocked back a character, they or they use force blast, they could re- remove a token. And was the knockback from having force blast considered using force blast? Ooh. The, the the rules have been updated to patch that hole, but there was a just like weird gray zone where the knockback wasn't using force blast, and therefore if you outwitted the force blast, they'd still have the knockback from it because it didn't require using it, and then it, it was a mess. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but r- r- rules are patched. It everything works there as it should. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Well, without further ado, we asked a lot of our listeners for questions to ask you guys. Uh, the community is always so curious about the people that not only make the game, but are the minds behind it. So we just really want to take this time to pick your brain. Simi and I will more just be a mouthpiece for the community. We won't try to add in too much since I know the listener is right now. They're like, I want to listen to kids, Please, please, please. <laughs> oh, I know. But I, I know they're like, call her. Shut up. I want to hear what they have to say. <laughs> we, we listen to you every week. So we are going to uh, we'll jump in and we'll just take turns asking some questions. And uh, I, I won't target them toward anyone in particular. Just whoever feels like, oh, this please is a neat question. It, this uh... is. Oh, okay. If it's if it's force blast and action tokens, Brian's your guy. Okay, well, then, then I will. <laughs> then I will. If it, I, uh, I, is make the shark bigger? I'm I'm the guy. <laughs> All right. Hang on. I'm digging through the rules forums to find his question real quick, so I can ask oh, him geez. it. <laughs> okay. Um, Brian, I'm getting like Vietnam flashbacks right now. Remembering this. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's a hardcore fan. Brian uh, had to work for an event and send one of his casual hero clicks playing. Was it your friend or brother to go play so you could get promos? 
But that was my brother. It was a uh, for fear itself. Um, I could not attend the events because of work, so I would just, just I would pay for my little brother to go out and just like sit in the chair for me. <laughs> oh my! So get, I get love the hammers. that. Yeah. It's dedication. I mean, those hammers. You know, here's just a question off the top of my head. People and I've just had this conversation with a few people right now. It almost feels like we're back in fear itself days because attack modification is i think between avengers and scott porter might be the highest it's been since then mm-hmm. how do you feel like remembering fear itself and then seeing like nowadays do you feel like that's true just in a different way versus dropping a hammer and split lipping on somebody like do you feel like it's uh, reminiscent of fear itself with extra steps uh, probably yeah probably. if anything it, it does make four more dynamic gains okay yeah you know Fear itself lasted for a little bit, and then eventually we started getting counters like uh, Prime Nighthawk. Oh uh, yeah, who, who's to say what's coming down the pipeline? You know. Ooh. Well, I think I think you specifically are to say. <laughs> this is fair, but my boss is also on the call. Oh. <laughs> and I did sign I an NDA. Think, so. uh, yeah. No, I, I think we 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 keep definitely keep an eye on the metagame environment. Yeah. Work with a, a deep pool of play testers and talk to different folks from the community and. I think one of the hardening things from somebody that uh, you know lo- loves hero clicks but is not as hardcore a player is uh, some of our more competitive players. You know, from my chair is seeing you know, the amount of variety of different stuff that that was played at uh, at Worlds, variety of different formats, and then kind of coming out of Worlds, not really a, a fan outcry for major modification or rata or, or questions. You know that. There are powerful pieces for sure in, in the formats, um, but I think you know, that they've led to pretty fun play environments as well. So we keep an eye on things, but as Brian said too, you know the, the there exists rock, paper, and scissors in, in any collectible game. So sometimes uh, we have to see what environments look like for paper and scissors to show up. Okay. On that topic, like that. Uh, <laughs> other podcasts and some communities online feel that there is a power in Heroclix memes, that memes convince WizKids to change figures? Can you confirm that it's the memes that cause figures to get erratas? I'm, I'm typically in uh, too, too many meetings to see memes. Like, <laughs> it, uh, Yeah, I think uh, t- t- typically a, a pool of players and the, the people that we talk to at events and conventions, you know, if you go to... Uh, Nationals at a Gen Con or in respective countries, or, or you know, if you go to Memphis, you know, Brian is there. Uh, a lot of folks from our team are there, abs- absorbing information, talking to people, and, and seeing what, what what the different diversity of the formats look like. And you know, I think too that there are sometimes where the the bright, intelligent people that are, are working and playing on the game sometimes get it wrong too, you know, and, and that's something where I don't think anybody uh, had Saul's build two years ago as being the, mm. the world champion build. So I think, you know, there are a lot of people that will uh, stand out and trumpet and tell you exactly what's going to happen and then it doesn't pan out. So I think it's something where the, the more data that we have and, and the more uh, results that we get from people. Uh, <laughs> benefits in addition to that subjective feedback okay the other right hand i really like the memes so i don't <laughs> want to discourage people from you know making them <laughs> oh it's all right i'll edit that part out so he just says <laughs> i don't like the memes <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> 
<laughs> Simeon, we make the memes sometimes. That's Not true. very often. We don't do it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, we've done some spoofy uh, April Fool's stuff. I think we've got a good one cooking up for this year. I just I don't know what it is yet, but I, I just have a feeling that this year's gonna be a good April Fool's. Ooh. I don't even know what he mean. I don't even know what he means by that. I'll be honest. I I'm, I'm also. <laughs> As somebody that has been working on the Iconics brand, yeah, I think you can kind of guess what, which of the the memes that we, we thought have been interesting. There was ooh, so maybe <laughs> going also fan. with that. Yeah, actually, it's a great uh, point of a question here. You did pointing Spider-Man, very popular meme. The bat slap, also a popular meme. Uh, there have been a few. There are some words I can't say, but um, do you have to keep them to... I'm talking about Moon Knight, sorry. There's a specific uh, Moon Knight memes, but those ones are Uh-oh. all edits. So Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I so know exactly what I mean. There's, um, my favorite there's, memes. there's random stuff, go. That's not what he says. And then there's Dracula, where's my money? Uh, both would be very <laughs> funny in Heroclix. Um, have you ever looked into Marvel DC comic panels that are used for memes? I assume for research for iconics and then there have just had to have been a few that you're like we can't do that guys come on whether they be edits or just logistically don't make sense and yeah, or I think that- uh, are there any <laughs> and, sorry and or are there any memes that you'd like to make sorry now i'll sure. be done no no i think that, that there's a a wide subjective line on that and you know across t- talking to different members of the team you know that there might be different things that we consider interesting inbounds out of bounds and then from conversation with licensors that's another big piece of it too like it is the idea something that uh is going to be exciting for a fan that you know some of the memes will will get down the the rabbit hole pretty deeply so you know but 50 percent of heroclix fans may have no idea what it is so i think when we've selected how to include that i think we wanted to make sure that it it has a, a cultural relevance or something that people immediately see and respond to. And then I think also something, too, that the licensor sees is like, oh, that, that's an interesting moment or something that uh, you know, exists in a smaller toyetic fashion that somebody you know, is going to want to put on their shelf or on the, the display on their desk. And then also has like a, a gameplay element, too. So I think if we were to sculpt something that was a piece of meme content i think the idea is like what is the gameplay around it how do you make that relevant and exciting brian anything to to add uh not not particularly uh but if you want like the one i would love to do it would have to be me and the boys ah yes (laughs) yes Uh. uh i do love that i do truly love that one also known as the goofy sinister six i think just bring back team bases right that's yeah. everyone would be happy <laughs> you know, with that, that that's a, a calder platform i think uh as, as, I, as people who've listened to all 499 prior episodes know uh where, where the team base guy is that's true i might be one of the few people that actually love playing team bases and playing against them but i I do i love them they're awesome sorry everybody sorry people with ptsd from the justice league and zombie (laughs) team base um well i'm gonna get cracking into some of our listener questions here i feel like this first one pretty strongly is going out to brian so over the years how is the evaluation process for how strong a power is in what ways has that affected design philosophy as time has passed um 
to give an example, I think Barrier has always been a strong power. And then I would say something like Molecule Man, for example, has taken it to being even stronger. So maybe that's kind of what the listener is getting at. But uh, go ahead. Oof. Yeah, that starting off with a big one. <laughs> um, they get easier, I promise. Yeah, uh, I, I should I should certainly hope so. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are constantly reviewing how powers are doing in the metagame. Um, there are some that we are flagging as underused and perhaps need a little bit more love. Uh, Barrier was for a while a underused power. Uh, it's always been potent, but you know, no one would ever want to use barrier as it appeared in the dial. So we started experimenting around with things to juice up barrier, and eventually, you know, we're at a point where barrier is one of like the most played powers in the game, and we're starting to pull back a little bit. Uh, so you probably won't be seeing another molecule man type figure for a good long while as we cycle through, you know, different powers and just kind of, treat, kind of treat the game constantly evolving. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there are some powers right now that we have our eyes on as things that we could, you know, probably start putting a little bit more juice to, and some powers that we're eyeing, you know, maybe pull back a little bit. Okay, and then to tack it on, in my own words, um, and you can say pass to this if you don't want to answer mm-hmm. this. Um, benching powers is something that happened with Wonder Woman 80th. Mm-hmm. Could potentially we see some people become bench warmers? Some powers become bench warmers. I wouldn't say that uh okay benching powers was a well i'll say an interesting experiment uh from a design perspective it was it was a absolutely fascinating challenge to try to work around not having access to the full toolkit but that didn't really resonate with players so much okay. so it's not something we're going to revisit uh we're not looking gotcha. to put powers in the bench and not use them but we are looking at things you know ways to design dials that will maybe accentuate or decentuate certain powers or combinations. Uh, Leap Climb, for example, maybe we start, you know, doing things that more care about more Leap leap Climb, try to build that up into a power that sees more play on teams. Okay. Or incapacitate. Sounds like a plan. Simeon, do you want to hit him with the second one? Yeah. Uh, So, to your knowledge, has WizKids ever considered a webinar where people could apply for a course to become a certified HeroClix judge? I know at one point there were judge qualifications, <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, like a standard set by WizKids, people could become a certified judge, and then like they'd get like a badge of honor or like a little pin that says, "I'm allowed to judge HeroClix," that kind of thing. A powdered wig and a big gavel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, so. It is something we've had on the back burner just as a topic we come back to periodically. It's not something that we are devoting a lot of resources to getting done, if that makes sense. The, there are definitely advantages to having a dedicated judge program, and I would love to see one established, but it's a lot of work on the back end to get it to a point, uh, to find the people who can administer those courses to build out the... Uh, Oh, uh, I think I'm going to hop in oh, because hop in, I yes. think, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think a dedicated judge program is something that is really interesting. When I think of similar resources and, and things that we want to do, particularly like just talking 2024, uh, running more HeroClix events is something that I think there, there's a universal appetite for, where like most companies, most collectible companies, most game companies, the last four, well, 
all companies. The last four years have been really strange, but I think within the last year, we've kind of seen more of a return to normalcy uh, with uh, retail and, and store and event and convention organized play and, you know, a general surge in demand too. So we want to race to, to catch up with that and, and have more OP offerings at a store level and at a, a convention level as well. You know, I think uh, most entrenched people in the community might have seen the Adepticon note that we had. You know, we're working here shortly and, and maybe by the time this comes out to have a list of different conventions that we're attending uh, through the course of 2024. And we're also planning 2025, but we, we really want to expand that coverage. And with that, I think comes a need for judges, sure, but I think also more for tournament organizers and for retailers that want to run larger scale events. And that's something where we'll have more of a, a call for that for the, the community here coming shortly too. You know, if you have a regional convention where you think you can draw 16 to 20 Heroclix players to come out and play, you know, that's a thing that we would love to support and start talking with people. You know, through the the process of the last few years whiz kids has organizationally gone through some different shifts you know i think primarily pulling back from organized play in 2020 21 uh and now us coming out the other side and starting to staff up uh to be able to support it and you know provide customer service and support for retailers and and different event organizers that want to run events so I think the judge program and having a, a dedicated judge program would kind of be the next train car as we line that forward. So find find a lot more places for people to play and then improve that play experience for, for those people. Fantastic. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, you kind of on but the next question is regarding more play and coming to more events so i'll ask it quick and we can get through it since you've kind of already started but uh, what are the plans to expand either competitive play or just play at more events in the 2024 season and will we see a return of a wko style event or wko adjacent events if so when can we expect to receive information regarding these plans Hopefully, in terms of convention presence and promos, we should have information for that here shortly. So the Adepticon information, uh, we, we jumped the line a little bit just because we wanted to make sure people could sign up for their events and then we could grow there and potentially offer more table space and more opportunity. So it was about, I'd say, a, a week to 10 days earlier than we had hoped. But, you know, the full list should, should be ready to fire here, um, you know, in the next couple weeks for, for the entire slate but i think for this year uh from a convention presence we'll try to add in some guess two to three higher profile events and, and break those out and then i think down the line in terms of uh, more regionalized uh event attendance we're wrapping our head around more international support because you know we're my, my heart goes out to the international fans where i think you know across different uh business distribution inflation environments you know uh, we all know hero clicks is not a cheap game and i think it's been extra difficult for different folks out of market so we're in some initial discussions with, with different partners around the world to try to make that a little bit easier and try to figure out some different on ramps for, for hero clicks players internationally um in terms of like a, a wko or not wko uh I really think about it in, in terms of a few different levels. What one, uh, and again, I, I don't want to give a TED talk here, so feel free to give me the hook when, when the time's right. But uh, 
really, I, I think that there are sort of the casual competitive blended events where if you're going to a regional show, there are different uh, battle royale or seal events people can participate in, ones that have maybe storyline-based events to it. And then secondary to that, I think the more competitive events and making sure that we have kind of those two levels of offering. You know, if 100% of our events are highly competitive you know i think that is not a, a great path forward for growing the game and that you know we need d- different ways for people to have their their first game experience you know like like brian's poor brother that had to go sit and play because he had to work you know uh, i'd hate to throw him to the sharks but then uh so th- i would say that that in terms of the uh regional and larger convention, you know, looking at domestic and international there, and then at a store level. And on the store level, I'm sure as people have been watching and seeing, we're experimenting and trying some different things out there in terms of different sizes and price points for OP kits for retailers. Uh, things like the the Royal Flesh Gang OP kit, I think, are pretty different from a lot of what we've done up to that point. And uh, we're responding and, and uh, taking a look at data to see, you know, what does the retailer buy? What is the fan excited about? And starting to plan those out over the course of the next two years. That's exciting. I like it. Do you want to get the next one, Simeon? Yeah, I was actually going to skip around a little bit because... Oh, sure. So speaking <laughs> on new uh, conventions and having like a casual or competitive kind of setting in different venues. Uh, We've got a question here that is, are there any plans for new formats in 2024? Potentially. Um, So yeah, this is a, uh, this is an interesting spot to talk about it here. You know, generally uh, from working in the game space, typically you're trained to, to be hesitant and cautious about debuting new formats and splitting your audience. And, you know, because of that training long-term, I've, I've generally been reticent to, to add new formats to the different games. But, um, you know, a, a million years ago, uh, I worked on the team uh, that worked on gold and silver and modern. Uh, so it, it's something that uh, it's constantly kind of in the back of my head of like, what, what is the, interesting way to curate that out for for different fans um we spent a lot of time last year uh working towards the debut of uh, theme and pulp and both of those to serve kind of two different reasons and, and ryan and, and the mm-hmm. design and development team did, did a great job you know kind of working and tuning those in environments and i think they've needed very little change or modification but the main goals for those on a pulp uh, front, you know, one of the things that we wanted to take a look at there, and kind of one of the differentiations between that and say a, a traditional popper format that people had played, is the amplification of CUR and really making sure that the you know the rare figures were getting the appropriate amount of, of shine and love there, but then also creating an opportunity where if you're new to to hero clicks and wanted to get involved in your first tournament there isn't a jump for you to kind of go out and try to grab uh, a mixture of super rares or chases or legacy cards or harder to track down things where on a, a pulp format background, we wanted to make it an easy on-ramp. If people are going to participate in their first tournament, I easily recommend pulp to, to quite a few people and that the amount of different rules and moving parts is pretty self-contained. And I think Pulp has been uh, an extraordinary success. You know, we, we've been very happy with the amount of people playing Pulp, talking about Pulp. 
and uh, and seeing how it's changing how people reevaluate sets, which is always kind of cool to see. Yeah. On the theme, on the theme front, uh, we installed that because with the Spider-Man Beyond Amazing rules changes that went through, uh, there I think was an initial fan trepidation that uh, building theme teams wouldn't be as popular as is or as exciting uh, in the new play environment. And we wanted to make sure that if someone uh, what was a super comic book fan that that wouldn't get lost and that there would be assurances there that you know p- people could play hero clicks the way they like to play and making theme as that driver but i think and and brian you know hop in yeah. if you feel differently you know people still play theme teams and people oh yeah it, it, words it, matter more than potentially yeah. ever i'm gonna say yeah if anything theme theme usage has been spiking but the uh Past bit, bit. Yeah, um, there's still great value in building a theme team just for the get, getting your map choice or your uh, goes first. And we've really been working and building more characters that have theme requirements or that reward key- shared keywords. And I think specifically in modern, I guess we're we're talking. Yes, about, this is it is like the the, the right. theme really didn't drop out of modern in the way that I think a lot of our player base was concerned it was. So in that world, I think theme as a format is something that I think, you know, unless we saw a groundswell of support of people rallying to try to, to save theme, I would rather trade that for something else. And uh, we're still at like the, the very initial stages of thinking about like, what would that shift be? Um, but, it, you know, and again, <laughs> I don't think Brian and I talked about this in advance. So here we go. <laughs> I think... Uh, <laughs> I think team constructed is something that could be a really interesting thing that we're kind of wrapping our head around that I would want to make sure we, we take our time and get it right. That intrigues me a lot. I've always been a big fan of the team events. You and your buddies are playing hero close together and you're, you know, not the same way as like being on a basketball team, but still like working together in a way it's always fun to be like oh you won your game but you lost yours but you won yours you know to see that ebb and flow throughout a tournament is like really fun and i think i think a team event like that would be really awesome because there's just lots of fellowship that i think happens during Mm -hmm. a team event nice Uh, too in that i think you know for a hardcore competitive player to go to an event and play alone is absolutely fine you could be entertained for an entire weekend playing hero clicks just you know building forces and playing them or uh playing in battle royales etc but i think the idea too of like if i was going to go to my first hero clicks event somebody being part of my team and helping me out and in you know between providing different feedback and uh and encouragement i think there is really interesting i think that long term could be good for the game of hero clicks so no, no immediate changes. We're kind of keeping an eye on things. You know, if, if theme grows, great. I, I doesn't. Uh, I think that would be excellent. But if theme is just sort of absorbed back into modern conceptually, then I think we, in either scenario, potentially take a look at, at team constructed. Kind of going along with formats and everything here. You had another listener question. Uh, are there any plans to go through and errata figures that are in Silver Age or add so, to the Silver Age ban list, potentially? Well, to add to the ban list, yes. Uh, or remove. Or, or, or remove. remove, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 
I work pretty closely with Aaron over at The Rock, and we are constantly evaluating Sil- the Silver Age. You know, they're actually, spoil a little bit, we're going to have an announcement coming down sometime in the near future, possibly well, by the time this episode gets out, maybe even happened already. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> de- detailing some some new errata, some bandless changes and stuff. But it's something we're constantly we're looking at. Uh, with regards to like a mass errata of Silver Age, it's not something we're terribly interested in. Um, which might not be something people want to hear, but <sighs> erratas are tricky. Every time we issue an errata, it's another thing players have to remember that isn't on the card, isn't directly in front of them. It's another complication to the game. So it, we need to make sure that an errata is worth it before we init- issue it. Mm. Um, so the last couple we did with um, Thanos getting to equip all the Infinity Gems and uh, there was one other one. Oh, the uh, Mandarin Rings. Like, th- those were pretty small things and they felt worth it. So we need, before we issue a, any sort of like sweeping Silver Age errata, we have to make sure that we're the extra complication and difficulty where we're into the game by putting that around out there is worth the benefit we get from doing so. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I thank you in advance for taking Jason Wingard off the ban list. I can't wait to play him again. All for you, Calder. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I do think that Thanos and uh, like the Mandarin rings, but Thanos especially, I know at Worlds I heard a lot of people talking about how happy they were with that change. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a big one. And then one theme at Worlds. Oh, yeah, yeah. it did. Uh, to to tie into that slightly, but not so slightly, um, I'm going to be the bad guy, and I'm going to ask you guys about the game's power creep. So uh, the question is, a set like Wonder Woman 80th, a mark to hit or a mark to stay away from? How do you guys feel about like the overall like aspects of power creep? I know, like, it's been said by a lot of people it affects every game any kind of collectible game especially but any game that has multiple releases at some point it will hit a level of power creep oh um, i i could sit here for hours waxing poetic on the various types of creep <laughs> power complexity <laughs> brand whatever um so undeniably like over the course of here this entire history power creep has happened I'm not going to try to deny that. Uh, that being said, over the past couple years, I think we're more or less at a plateau. Um, things are not; things have not been creeping up between, let's say, Wonder Woman and where we are now, nearly as fast as they were prior to leading up into Wonder Woman's release. Um, I think it's even even with Wonder Woman, we had that was a staple of the meta all throughout its time in modern, and. You know, that's a pretty good hallmark of power creep being at, I think, a manageable level. Um, it is something that we are concerned about. We do keep a very close eye on it, and we're trying to work out ways to may- maybe not deflate power creep, but to ensure that we are keeping it at a manageable level to keep the game at a healthy state. There's there's a balance there, too, You know, for yeah. a game that, that's entering year 22 um 23 22 the uh as brian said I, I think looking for those plateaus or those environments where you know i think in addition to power creep thinking about 
are we creating fun play environments? Are we creating interactivity? Are we creating interesting force building? Um, you know, in terms of all those different dials become something that the, the team talks about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think in addition to that too, like what aspects of the game have increased in power or decreased in power, I think is another axis to think about there. And then additionally too, like in a world where say there was power deflation uh, over time, you know, I think that that also feels bad if you're uh, opening up new product and you say this is inferior to everything that I owned previously. Like that is not a great experience for the the customer either. So I think it's kind of finding that blend of like how can you create a, a nice long era of uh, of gameplay where everything gels nicely together. I did touch on this a little bit too earlier when I mentioned um, stuff like barrier have was gradually increased in power over the years to where it's at now. And we might start pulling back on barrier a little bit, but also tuning up power in other areas, like making leap climber incapacitate better, which currently are not our people are really hot for. There are tricks and ways to keep things there and moving parts as well. Right. I mean, changes yeah. in map size, changes in how terrain and powers interact with each other can create another level of complexity there. I like that. I like that a lot. So I was looking at the list for the next fun question. This is all very rulesy, very I play from a, a hero clicks fan. No. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I was gonna say, Let's what, is, what is the pipeline? Yeah. What is the timeline of asking WizKids questions and becoming the head of design? <laughs> it's roughly. Uh, I don't. Let's see. You said. But, yeah, that, that was pa- it that was, was PAX, PAX Unplugged that was 2018? 2018. Okay. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so 2018, and it was about AI Captain right. America, the principled cap. Right. Just a few just a few short years after PAX I'm Unplugged. I'm liking the two short the chances years. there. Yeah. <laughs> we, have a, we have a handful of questions that are about new stuff. I think probably my favorite thing about Heroclix is how much cool. new and cool stuff that's been coming down the pipeline between iconics, between new sets with cool, fun, new mechanics. Uh, so we'll jump into, there's kind of a handful of these questions that I know I personally also enjoy. So we'll get into them. Um, what's up with legacy cards? Uh, this person asked, will we, will we be getting a larger quantity of legacy cards in the future or will they continue? Legacy cards will continue. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was their, their framing of it. But uh, right, and, and Brian, hop in if you, if you feel yeah. differently. But as, as things from we've discussed with that, I think it, the legacy cards will likely continue at about the same rate that they currently are. Mm-hmm. And I think from people that have looked at the last few sets, you can see that the legacy card selections we try to take figures from you know the, the last twenty years and, and figure out ways that you know if you're playing wheels of vengeance that it takes characters that feel like oh like these might be missing from choices that were made you know we we have a finite amount of spots for any set so the legacy card kind of allows us to go back and if we feel like we did either a cool sculpt or a take on a character that maybe the editorial has changed in 10 years and that character doesn't operate in the way that they previously did or do another layer of storytelling the legacy card gives us an opportunity to uh, flash that piece forward and, and have that you know be alongside something from a wheels of vengeance or a notorious and feel like it, it fits in and makes sense 
legacy cards are one of my favorite parts of designing a new set just getting to go back through the game's history and find those gems that we can revisit we can tweak we can update to modern design sensibilities I think yeah. too, like anything that adds value to somebody's existing collection is always exciting too. Oh so yeah, something that you know, if you've been collecting for ten years and then suddenly it, it gets you to take a, a figure out that you haven't played with in you know years and, and replay with it, I think that's awesome. Yeah, everyone feels like a puzzle to design, and I, I absolutely love working on them. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, this kind of goes along with the last one, so I'll just go right into it. Uh, what is the overarching design philosophy behind legacy cards? You kind of started it. Um, when a team is designing both legacy cards and a figure, are they aiming to make them playably competitively or just for a mixture of some fun across the set? Well, I think well, I, you want to go first or you want me to? <laughs> I, I can go first, I suppose. Uh, so I, I'd have to say... You know, fun to play is the like primary goal for any like, given legacy card. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, there are, there isn't really an overarching design philosophy behind them. There there are a couple. Uh, we pick we pick legacy characters for a couple different reasons. Uh, sometimes it's to fill a you know a hole in the set, it's just a character that we needed to get in there. Sometimes it's just for thematic reasons. Sometimes it's that it, this character was a better staple, the favorite part of a lot of collections, and what a you know, give it another chance in the limelight. Uh, depending why we're picking a character for a legacy card does influence how we design it to a degree. But yeah, f- first and foremost, we just want the characters to be fun to play with. I think it's a good benchmark to hit. It's about right on. No, this is a game. No. I don't want to have fun. <laughs> I will say, I feel like I I know the answer because it seems super obvious to me. And we've touched on it on like the podcast a little bit before, but there are people that ask why there isn't like a, a full set. Like, let's say we'll take um, Guardians of the Galaxy, like that five-figure booster set. Why don't you guys mm-hmm. release a full set? Good of choice, Simeon. <laughs> it does have some pretty Dude, good legacy chases. set. Ugh. Get into the Magic the Gathering sphere. Yeah. <laughs> Would we ever get just like a like? Here's a pack of cards. It's like five legacy yeah. cards, like a Magic almost. But it's, well, I think, oh, it's just Guardians of the Galaxy again. Yeah. I think there are different areas of game design and development we could explore there. Um, I, I think it's right now it's a, a cool value add. You know, if you're buying existing product, I think if there were ones where we felt like we had a uh, a miss, you know, or a missed opportunity. Um, that gives us some interesting options there. I think, um, yeah, the pieces around hero clicks, um, pieces is the wrong word, the gameplay elements around hero clicks, uh, I think there are significant opportunities for us to do more with that. You know, we've been really working hard to extend out our pipeline of cool figural product and booster releases, iconic starters, etc. So we've intentionally uh, crowded our our product release schedule with cool stuff, and I think that second layer there is what other interesting gameplay elements can we look at? Whether they're legacy cards, three uh, D terrain, two D terrain, maps. I think there are a lot of different directions for us to go. I think that is kind of a, a second layer that we think about. That I'd certainly like to do more with, but I think for me the. the if we were thinking about legacy cards as like spices, I think uh, it it is a nice, exciting spice, but I don't think it's one that uh, I think it could get overwhelming if done too heavily. I, f- 
feel like There's you would a... definitely feel like as a collector myself, I would feel like each legacy card would be less special if I was buying them in packs of like five or mm-hmm. fifty or something like that. Yeah. There's I a... think too like the speculation of the fan of like what legacy cards are coming up is oh, yeah. something that we, we kind of uh, gleefully look forward to, especially when, <laughs> when they get it right, which a lot of fans do. There's a second layer to it as well. Um, any given Heroclix product could be somebody's first Heroclix product, which is nice, except for a full set of legacy cards. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> that would be slightly <laughs> burdensome for somebody without a collection at all, yeah. Right, which isn't to say it can't be done, but it it is something we would have to consider. Hmm. That's actually a really good point. That's definitely something I've never thought of before. To, to keep going with design here, uh, when creating sets, how much influence do you have on what a set and its contents will be? And making decisions, uh, sorry, are you making the decisions or is it directed by companies, licensors uh, telling you what sets or characters to make? That's what I can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can uh, answer 5% of it. But no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I, I mostly no, I, get a set list and get uh, a set to work on it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a dance. So, um, you know, we're long term contractually committed to do Marvel and DC sets, and uh, we're, we're excited to do them. And uh, in terms of the time horizon on that, and kind of what we look at, you know, if we all agreed we had an awesome set idea on this call today, and may, maybe we'll, we'll, I'll ask the questions at the end. No, <laughs> Ooh. And, uh, what what uh, what what set do people want to see? Uh, from it, this discussion to hit it hitting market, it's uh, over a year. You know, just from a production standpoint, you know, it, it's going to be approaching a year um, from uh, us making it and shipping it over. So th- there's a little bit of a dart toss that happens w- with any set that we do. You know, in that we need to uh, have that discussion with the licensor, and the licensor has a best laid plans too you know where the things that they want to focus on in a year or two years and are working on and you know there are things like writer strikes or, or things that bubble up that can make that a pretty complicated discussion but then i think you know when we look at there being a finite amount of hero click sets per year and uh, th- there's some wrinkles to this and that i think w- with iconics and with convention pieces we have some different avenues that you know we're exploring in, in more detail than, than we have before uh you know as we're going step by set we know in, in a general year it's going to be uh, a finite number of marvel sets and across those marvel sets there's going to be an expectation from fans that know if we took a, a full year break from an avengers or an x-men or a spider-man the there's going to be a chunk of that fan base that's going to say hey you know that's my favorite character and i didn't get anything for a full year like you know what's up with that i think in terms of some of the recent set design ideas that we've done um there's some expansion of that idea to include different versions of, of characters to be able to span ideas that include uh, X-Men and Avengers or to include different aspects of, of, uh, of a, a team or, or series of villains over a time. You know, when we concepted Notorious and, and went through that, 
the thought of doing a, a big bads uh, DC set over time and figuring out what which characters include in it, it became pretty easy for us and that when we looked through what some of the more higher demanded DC requests were um, from the team and external parties, you know, that included deceased, it included Black Lanterns, it included uh, Legion of Doom, etc. So as we started to pull that together, the set gelled quickly. And then there's a conversation with the licensor of, you know, can we incorporate all of these things together to make a Sunday? Um, and are they excited about it? And then, you know, with, with different characters, uh, the character might be going through a redesign and editorial, so it might not be out of the realm of reason on a set for the licensor to say, hey, we love that you want to do this character. Can you wait eight months? They're going to have a new costume. Or can you wait six months? We're going to do the anniversary version of this thing. Could you do mm. it in a future set? So uh, there, there's that discussion there. And then uh, additionally, as we're kind of stair-stepping it out, um, future-looking, we want to make sure that when things are uh, at peak excitement levels that we can capitalize on that and, uh, and, you know, make sure that, you know, we're taking uh, a look at the data and what people are looking at, what people are searching for, what people are excited about and and making sure that, uh, you know, we have good product that matches up to, to those appetites, you know, particularly like, it's no accident that you know we have a Deadpool set this year, and you know I think it's going to be a, a very busy Deadpool year for Marvel. So I think that's something where we wanted to make sure that you know whenever Deadpool is front and center for Marvel, that, that we have cool Deadpool products that you know are are uh, ready and, and available for fans at the same time. J- just for an example. Okay. I know a personal example for me was uh, right after Nationals, you guys, or at Nationals, you guys announced that there was going to be a first appearance Wolverine, and almost immediately the next Sunday that I went to my local comic shop, they had the reprinting, like, foil edition of the first appearance Wolverine. (laughs) Yeah, the the key anniversaries are something that we think about there, too, and then with Iconics, we wanted to do a variety of things there in, in terms of kinds of products that we could launch with it and you know th- there's nothing more iconic than a, a first appearance of a character in, in editorial so i think that's something we're excited to to get all the heavy hitters to ultimately have first appearance iconics down the road speaking of iconics and what iconics have led to because we we have kong coming out and then we have sherlock coming ah, out. kong yeah, yeah. um <laughs> uh, right, i have a question I was like, oh is, yeah we got kong <laughs> what is the process that WizKids has to go through to decide on and acquire third-party ip outside of marvel and dc so examples would be star trek tmnt pacific rim of course back in like 2013 it seemed like anything that was a thing was getting licensed uh but now you guys have yeah kong and sherlock are like the the two non marvel dc entities that we're dealing with we have some cool announcements coming up on that too and i think for the fan base for non-marvel and dc stuff i think march 2024 you're going to see some stuff that i think will will, people find pretty exciting in terms of upcoming announcements and partnerships that we have for sherlock and uh for public domain characters and hero clicks there's been different versions of uh 
public domain used on hero clicks you know sometimes through holiday promotions you know whether it's a, a surfing gingerbread man or, or similar that you know ha- have been part of hero clicks you know pretty much since the advent of the game but i think that there are literary characters and there are you know public domain monsters and a lot of, of exciting things that you know, we see opportunity in that I'm excited to uh, share with fans as we get that going forward. You know, in terms of a displayable piece for Sherlock, we, we decided to, to pursue that character sort of for, for two reasons um, in the as an iconic skew. One in that you know, there are dedicated hardcore Sherlock fans that, you know, uh, across a wide variety of different media. And I think that felt like something where having Sherlock in the same universe as, you know, some of the other kind of famous comic book detectives and, and superheroes felt really interesting and exciting. And uh, the mystery card elements that we have in that felt like something that just felt like a natural fit. So I think we. Did, did a pretty awesome Sherlock product that I feel like if anyone is a Sherlock fan, it's going to over deliver uh, against the characters on that and from a gameplay and hopefully gets, you know, more people into the game that way. And if you're an existing Sherlock fan that plays hero clicks, I think, you know, that's just a, a slam dunk in terms of uh, non-Marvel, non-DC third-party licenses that we bring in. You know, WizKids parent company, uh, NECA or sister company, NECA, has got dozens and dozens of licenses cooking at any given time. You know, people can go to, to NECA.com and see some of the different, uh, different action figures or characters or games that, that NECA has worked on over time. I think at 2013, um, that was a, a surge of all of the different licenses that NECA was acquiring at that point. And I think initially in that timeline for Heroclix, that was considered to be, you know, any one of those could have been an opportunity and a gateway to the brand. So th- there was a, a rush to include and incorporate as many of them uh, as they could. And I think there's some great ones in there. I think for us, we, we want to cherry pick it and uh, and make sure that, you know, f- across Iconics or like I'm not opposed. And Heroclix has certainly done non-Marvel, non-DC starter product before, which I think is really cool. I think Iconics gives us opportunity to more not do more non-Marvel, non-DC um, through convention promos. Uh, the, the, there's opportunity there. You know, from my standpoint, I, I would love to do more third party, and we will announce some here shortly. <sighs> goosebumps, literal goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> as sorry, as somebody who owns like so many NECA action figures, you have no idea <laughs> how excited that makes me. There are some cherries <coughs> I could mention, <laughs> Evil Dead, um, you, and a few other. You know, oh, that'd be fun. Evil Dead, Terminator, those are what I own the most. Team Fortress <laughs> 2 has probably passed, but I think I cried when NECA announced they would make action figures of Team <laughs> Fortress 2, as that's <laughs> my favorite game ever. Um, and you guys actually made Dota Hero Clicks forever ago. <laughs> um, yeah. And TF2 got a chess set, which of course I still own, but part of me's always wondered, in some alternate universe, there's Calder who has TF2 hero clicks and owns a Dota chess set. And is he happier? I don't know. We don't, that's a question I don't think too much on. Um, but certainly... TF2 clicks? I'm just, just throwing it. Yeah, throwing we, it out we, there. we could just... 
sculpture use easy. Just re repaint blue and red, and we're <laughs> see. I'm trying to help you. A little help me help you. Just make ones red, ones blue. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do objects, the boosters design themselves. It's they have crates in the game. There's your. Yeah. You don't even need a uh, graphic All the design guy. <laughs> yeah, hat equipment, weapon equipment. This is what I like. This is the creativity I like, Brian. This is what I'm looking forward to right now. Enough about that. Back to Evil Dead. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. I am surrounded by several Evil Dead posters. I think the Necronomicon would make a very good Iconics box. <clears throat> just mm -hmm. tossing it. Just tossing it out yeah. there. Um, if that's not the vibe you want, you know, we could. We had the pilot ability. Ash's car. Ash without a chainsaw, with a chainsaw, with a boomstick, without a boomstick. A lot of deadites. <clears throat> the listeners telling me to shut up. I can hear them through the headphones. <laughs> just tossing it. Just tossing it Ryan's out. Ryan's just muttering BCF range. He's yeah. Like, oh, as we go. That's, I mean, <laughs> please, please. If I could make. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I'd like to do it. If we get the opportunity to, uh, we'll, we'll do an Evil Dead Hero Clicks. I think to, to that point, you know, like, in, again, for future ideas or future promises you know, like when i first joined WizKids uh a while ago uh the, the first time you know they had split out the the clicks brand across a few different rules platforms so horror clicks action clicks etc and i think their rationale for doing it at the time made sense and i, I think it was interesting and i think to the licensing era of the mid to late 2000s is a much different one than the the mid 2020s. But I say that to say, you know, if we do um, more third party licenses or things in the horror space, it'd be my expectation that they would be part of the HeroClix rule set. So, like a dedicated HeroClix fans, if you're deep in the uh, the Facebook or message board threads down the road. I think this is a uh, the thing that you could bring up later that if we make clicks going forward, the intention is that it's hero clicks, so not, not nice. order clicks, etc. So the, the, the more the merrier when, when it comes to uh, the gameplay. I like that. I love all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I love all of that. Read into Would there that ever... a lot. Go ahead, Sam. Just read into oh, yeah. that a lot. Let your, your imagination run yeah. as wild as possible. Yeah, put your own meaning behind all that. <laughs> um, we just said so Wheels of Vengeance, I mean, and Notorious, I think. Uh, that's exactly. There's high horror aspects. I think very strong horror themes, especially in Wheels of Vengeance and the, uh, the deceased. And I think that With, there's opportunity for Sunshine, too. So I think for... Or other things that are out of the horror zone that are also third-party licenses, you know, that's something we'd consider too. So for the My Little Pony and Hello Kitty fans out there, sure. absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barbie movie um, did introduce a bunch of new characters. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We get a we get a set list that's half Barbie, half Ken, and that's the entire set list from Barbie. I think they're waiting until um, like twenty twenty five when the crossover mm. with G.I. Joe happens. <sighs> Right, that's a good call. It's a good call. The the Hasbro Mattel crossover. Um, speaking, this is kind of sub theme enough. Uh, during what point in the process of a set do you go? That should be a sub theme, and then to go along with that, that sub theme should have a shared trait, like wall crawler, like pilot, things like that. Uh, form the new Fantastic Four, etc. Well, I, there is no one size fits all answer here. Um, 
typically for me, after I get given the finalized set list, I'll go through and figure out, you know, I think we could do a pretty good shared trait here and pick it, you know, the, the, the sub theme should probably have something going on there. I'll kick it off to the designers a lot of time to see and get feedback on from them, what they feel like they should be, we should be doing. If they have a good idea, we'll run with that. Uh, sometimes I'll have a good idea and we'll, I'll just say, you know, try to do something like this. Or a lot of times too, the stair trait will sort of just d- develop organically. Um, good, exa- good example of that would be Wheels of Vengeance. Um, the designer working on the werewolves had that, uh, had, had the idea for the moon trait. And it worked pretty well. So then we kind of built it out. We, we put it on some other werewolves, like the Cap Wolf that that particular designer wasn't working on at the time. Spun that off into Moon Knight because, hey, he's got moon theming and kind mm. of built his way out from there. Uh, so there, there isn't a like, single answer for when the sub-theme happens or the share trait happens. But typically, it's uh happens pretty early. <laughs> okay. There's a creative process to it. I like that. Yeah. Um, a more open, fun question. Do you have a favorite sub-theme that's been in a set or a favorite shared trait? Ooh. I don't, you're, you you don't know if I can... go while you wait? <laughs> yeah, go for it. You're, you're being like, you're asking me to play favorites tonight with my children here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll name my favorite child. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. No, I, there are a lot of cool ones, and I, I think they all serve different purposes, too, or... I think Brian and team have done a really interesting job of making sure that the the shared traits that exist at lower rarities get across the set theme without introducing a lot of complexity. So saying all that, I think the deceased uh, shared trait is really interesting. And I think the, the kind of um, return from the dead death row thing there is, is really cool. And uh, I think it gets across kind of the, the vibe that game design team was going for and i think they did a great job there of you know defeated the the opponent's piece but have you and having them kind of roar back is fun absolutely i think it's because zombies have been done obviously before and this was a new interesting take on the rise from the dead i guess mechanic (laughs) all right i I guess i guess i have to be put on the spot here give give an answer (laughs) Uh, I feel I almost feel cheap saying this, but I'm going to go with Goon because that has, the response oh, yeah. to Goon has oh, been yeah. way more than I think any of us at Wizkid saw coming. Yeah, people have really, really embraced Goons. <laughs> I think too, like the there's a general internal philosophy to do more exciting and more interesting generics and army level builders as well. So I think that was a. A, a, a great kind of first volley there of doing exciting henchmen and then you know with wheels i think that expansion into monsters as an idea was really interesting too so yeah. cool generics have been around for a long time and again me having the same ideas from 15 years ago you know the one of the discussions that we had with Hammer of Thor way back in the day is like, hey, Th- Thor is really good at fighting armies of cool monsters and uh, monstrous characters. Like, we want to make sure that, that they were really awesome, uh, generic level monsters there with, with cool lieutenants and cool generals. But I think that's something that, when it's appropriate for gameplay, you know, we're, we're not going to force it in. But but I think if there are cool minion level characters, certainly going to do. Um, at least one version of them those are some of my favorites i love love generics i love collecting massive piles 
Uh, I have a shirt that now says Top Goon because of my. You are. (laughs) You are the Top Goon, Simeon. You really are. Uh, On the opposite end of that, though, instead of small army, like the the big bad, do you guys have any plans that you can talk about for new three by six figures similar to the Galactus that we got a couple years ago? And additionally, have you ever considered designing a legacy card for a figure that size? I know my personal favorite three by six is the serpent from Fear Itself, uh, with the the fear dial that uh, (laughs) lets you do free actions. A legacy card, oversized figures at some point. Yeah, it it it's something that we have discussed, and I would love to. The only reason it hasn't happened yet is the cards for them need to be bigger than we can put in the foil legacy pack that gets slapped on the top of boosters. (laughs) We've discussed other ways to potentially get those out to people too right but it is an internal discussion it's actually just going to be the pac booklet that came with dr manhattan but it's also silvery and whatever it's just this massive (laughs) yeah what is that like a a seven by like five card (laughs) yeah yeah i will say we uh we did recently make a starro fight i'll just leave that out as a some cheese for people oh Now, going along with some of the fun things here with sets and design, so everybody has a favorite moment in comics that they'd like to be represented in Heroclix. What is currently the moment or event in comics that is either your favorite that you want to bring into Heroclix or maybe your favorite's already been made into Heroclix? For me, personally, I'm a huge Squirrel Girl fan. I would love to get the... um get her in her wingsuit from uh, the Avengers of DMK Enix run. Okay. I like that. I like that. The One of my favorites um, was the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And this one got made, though. Oh, um, but yeah. her Squirrel <laughs> Man, where she yes. just covers herself in uh, squirrels. I, <laughs> and that's <laughs> one of my all-time favorite figures. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> so, Brian, you're saying you want, you want the Squirrel Girl with the wingsuit brought in. Jake, is there a is there a favorite moment or event in comics that you would like in the game or that has been in the game? Uh, there, there's so many. I think the uh, as a child of the well, a child of the '80s into the '90s, you know, my, my peak of comic collecting uh, kind of uh, was probably late '90s, and then you know, I, I still lightly keep up with things here or there. Um, but in terms of like ongoing comic series that really grab my attention, like uh, uh, Maximum Carnage, I thought was awesome at the time. Like it was so '90s out. Um, you know, Secret Wars was really exciting to, to, to follow. In terms of things that Heroclix has never done that, that we look forward to, that I would love to do, like doing the Superman first appearance cover from a, a technical challenge, I think is something that, you know, from doing this for a while, um, try to surprise and delight fans and, and try to mm. you know, sh- show them something where they didn't think it was possible or, you know, in t- I think Brian knows this pretty well too. Like we, we've never done that in 22 years is something that, uh, I find a particularly exciting drumbeat that I'll bring up and, you know, I can reference a chunk of those that we've done just in the last six months. Like Zodderson and Non was one where I was like, oh, in 22 years, like doing the 
the three figure base uh, on a single uh, dial was something that I was like, oh, that that's pretty cool. And that, that there might be some uh, some executions where that may have existed previously, but I wanted to, to kind of really make that feel uh, special and commanding and like an ultra chase. So I think that was kind of a, a mountain to summit there um, and a, a production challenge to kind of do that in an elegant way. Uh, Glow in the Dark is another one where, you know, in, in 20 plus years, Heroclix had never done Glow in the Dark. And I think for me, uh, the, we, we know the gameplay is fun. It's exciting and it's you know kept people playing and coming back for two decades. I think having something that is unlike any of the other hero clicks in your collection is, is something that we've talked about. And w- with Glow in the Dark, it was our opportunity there to you know show somebody that might not be a hero clicks fan, like hey, th- this is a, a cool thing that the minis game has done. Or if someone was returning into the game, it becomes an interesting entry point for somebody to sample a couple booster packs that previously may not have. You know, if someone's taken eight years off and they want to come back. Nibbling on the set that glows in the dark, I think, is a uh, not literally nibbling. Hopefully, but uh, <laughs> nibbling. Yeah. Uh, Please do not eat the plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D- don't don't nibble on hero clicks. But <laughs> Kong, going back to Kong, it's our first uh, flocked piece. And if, you know, if listeners are unfamiliar with flocking technology, Kong is going to have a uh, a fur-like uh, sheen to him to, to, through flocking technology, which has existed in action figures for a while. You know, again, as a child of the 80s, I, I grew up with uh, Masters of the Universe, and you know, getting the, those flocked action figures uh, was super exciting to me you know, as, as a young collector. And I think for Hero Clicks, that's something that I was eager to try out, and I, I think it, the, the factory and production team did an awesome job on that. When people have it in hand, I think they're going to say, like, oh, this, this is awesome. <laughs> and then the great news is I think they're going to put it in their friend's hand, you know, essentially to, to take uh, Kong <laughs> and say, you, you got to try this, you know. <laughs> Feel his fuzzy little fist. <laughs> <laughs> fuzzy little head. The um, so I think it, in terms for me, like the, the Superman with, with Carr from Superman first appearance, I think it is a future mountain that, that will summit at some point. Ironically, trying to keep Superman not be crushed by a car, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the balancing act of a a top heavy figure. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> similar kind of like train of thought, but um, do you have a character that you've always wanted to have an appearance in HeroClix, but? just can't for any reason and then what would the story behind that be whether that's like licensing issue or just like the character's popularity isn't big enough well i think i i I can speak to that a little bit and that you know to to produce uh a hero clicks figure that takes a lot of work and resources you know it, it is uh it is not a simple undertaking to essentially say like we should just do it and it happens if it's a smaller figure at a humanoid scale it can fit into the theme of a booster release it becomes possible you know unless there are likeness rights or um, or different issues with the licensor which can arise you know and like from my prior example it might might not be a question of uh, of yes or no it might be a question of like please do it in a year or please do it in three years when, when it makes sense for editorial or to support a movie release 
in terms of figures that I would like to do that I don't think like we'll ever do. <laughs> that's a, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, it, in in the '90s, that there was a run of comics by uh, by Rob Schraub, Scud the Disposable Assassin. I'm not sure if uh, anyone on, on the call ever read those, but it, essentially, uh, Scud was a robot that you could get out of a vending machine that, that was an assassin, and uh, it was a fun run. You know, I think it ran I don't know, uh, five or six years and was collected in an Image Omnibus later. I don't think the fan demand or the timing of it is wide enough that we would ever approach doing that but is like a pet character that was like oh that, that i would love to have that uh live on my shelf uh, yeah that would probably be mine so most of the comics i i read or have read or a lot of like the vertigo type stuff i think my absolute favorite comic series ever is probably the invisibles I don't foresee us ever fixing the Invisibles <laughs> for of, reasons that are going to be very a lot obvious. Of interesting anyway, metaphysical tropes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be hard it's... to do a one-to-one to clicks for that. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> Flavor text would be phenomenal, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh quick question here again from uh, the listeners. Has WizKids ever thought about trying their own, well, I guess, well, this is again, I suppose. Have you tried about trying an online software for your game again? It was tried with your hooks at one point. Is there any intention to bring that back? Now, is the question there saying, should we do a, a digital version of the game or support software? Because I think those are two different answers. I believe it's trying to say I'm assuming they're talking about HeroClix Online. Bring a digital, like a HeroClix gotcha. Online, a digital version yeah. of the game. Uh, I will say not at this time. I, I think uh, we want to make sure that the collectability of the game and, uh, you know, in, in terms of focal points for the company and kind of where our head's at, uh, organized play events and getting people back playing and getting people back playing in stores and at conventions is kind of our core focus. And I'd I don't want to give that up uh, to, to kind of ch- chase another thing at this moment. Long term, maybe. You know, I think that we'd have to find the the right development partner on it, and then the structuring of those deals uh, can get pretty complicated. In terms okay. of support software, yes, I, I would like to, uh, and, and we're had some initial discussions about uh, improvements for the win, uh, additional things we'd like to take a look at in terms of support apps and, and online support as well. But again, that's kind of a, a longer lead thing here as we, you know, in the last year have really prioritized, prioritized product development. And this year, I think prioritizing getting people out and playing. I think it's a good call. I think everybody's chomping at the bits for in-person play. So I do think that's probably the best way to be going about things it's a good focus to have i just i really want tab apps back oh yeah that's that's uh <laughs> team bases and tab apps <laughs> yeah well, I, I have to ask was the did you want the tab app for the tab app or for the bobblehead i actually yeah i just i tore the bottom off i just kept the sculpt that was all okay yeah <laughs> Good market when research. You, when you have to, when you have to collect every Wolverine and every Captain America, they're just like, "All right, let's go get them." It's true. It's very true. <laughs> uh, 
I think all the questions that we have left are all rules based. So we yeah, have right. one that is. I'm going to go make possible? a sandwich. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Question oh, okay. was Would it be possible for the comprehensive rulebook to start including more examples? And I think they mean pictures of by that uh have whiz kids ever considered doing this and if so what were they i know we had quite a few example kind of booklets with like wonder woman 80th and different sets like that Ooh, so if we're talking about getting diagrams and stuff and i'm not super opposed to it so the thing to keep in mind is that the comprehensive rule book is not meant to be the learn to play hero clicks resource it's meant to be the like final word on any given interaction uh, you know, the, the last stop before the wind needs to come in and clarify something. Uh, the question is, can we get more, more learn to play resources that have good diagrams and examples of absolutely hundred percent all for that. Um, I don't want to be the comprehensive rule book to be the thing you point players to, to teach them how to play the game. That's not what it's there for. And I, honestly, I think that's, trying to turn it into that and you know like okay you want to learn how to play here click sit down and read this you know is that like 60 page you know treatise written in like you know legalized bullet point thing is just not the way to do it does sound like it'd so, be pretty rough to try and teach somebody by just reading alone but yeah i i know there's a lot of a lot of visual aids people have decided on uh over the years flow charts being one of them that I heavily tell people not to use. It's yeah, they, they can be a useful tool for, for the, you're initially teaching someone, but you do need to have that, you know, the, why the flow chart works as knowledge because sometimes the people who made it didn't account for certain, um, interactions. Sometimes they might've made a mistake and, you have to know why the rules say what they you know tell you to do what they do, not just uh, you know memorize the picture someone made, put together through some random person put it together on the internet. It's a question with layers. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like to see more uh, visual instructions on how to play the game, and I think the new starter sets are get sort of leaning into that pretty well. Uh, no, I don't want to see that in the comp necessarily because that's likely going to turn the comp into something it's not meant to be, and could turn players off of the game if we tried to force the comp to be that sort of thing. That makes sense. <laughs> I feel like that makes sense. Okay, that's our that's our rules law book. No fun pictures yeah. in the in the rules law book. Right. That's very very, that's, very serious rules. It's, it's it's straight. It's to the point. It's got its fun little bullet points and it's point three point four point five. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, another just fun rules gameplay mechanic question in general what is the game philosophy for percentage of sideline elements versus onboard figures particularly for meta relevance also the philosophy for paying points for sideline effects versus getting them uncosted oh so this is another thing that's a bit of a delicate dance in play testing between play testing and design um the sideline is a resource that we for a long time in the game's development, we kind of just ignored. Um, it isn't a totally free thing because you only have so many slots available to you. So every you are essentially paying a cost for every sideline element you put on. Is that's just taking away opportunities you have for other sideline slots uh, for shifting focus or whatever. Um, 
that said, sometimes we do need to make sure they cost points as well. Sometimes we don't. It's something we have to figure out with playtesting as we design sets. Okay. Okay. I think, too, like an, another discussion that I know the team's had internally is just making sure that it's not overwhelming to track all the different fiddly bits on a sideline. So mm-hmm. making sure that it's obvious, you know, what the interactions are, or possibilities are from a sideline. But then having it be additive where somebody can have a, a storytelling moment by, you know, as Brian suggested, uh, suggested doing something like shifting focus or uh, you know, I think like some of the uh, avatar mechanics i think people have got a little sneak peek on with conchu and next phase i think do some interesting things where it, it tells a story from a, a gameplay perspective and, and adds a layer on that, that i think is additive i think uh i think my personal favorite sideline thing right now as a big earth x fan is that absorbing man because that uh, is so yeah. much what he what he is in that story he's he's shattered <laughs> into pieces after that version absorbed like new washington dc or new york or whatever i say i'm a fan and then i forget what city but he absorbs an entire city yeah. kills kills the avengers and then and this one is when he's shattered into pieces and that uh um, the cult of Creel puts him together, yeah. and it's so fun to play that in almost every game, <laughs> almost every game, uh, which is great. It, it's a fun storytelling beat that the game reflects. Like Jake was saying, that getting those storytelling moments in is a big part of design philosophy for us. Um, I think that you know, invariably, if I'm at a convention, somebody will or somebody external to Hero Clicks will say, like, how can you do that many? You know, you name the character, Spider-Man, Batman, etc. And then, you know, the, the easy response on a lot of that is, like, there are way, way more comics than there are our ability to sculpt these figures. And in the majority of those comics, they're doing something interesting, you know, or have an aspect of that character that, that is reflected through that storyline beat. So I think that that's one of the really cool things about Hero Clicks is, you know, I we could sharpen our pencils and, and make 20 different Batman here and they could all be pretty different from each other and all pretty interesting. And I'll still feel like Batman. You guys want to make 20 Batman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the wrong members of dial H are on this episode to talk about making 20 Batman. <laughs> no, no bat fan here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he's fine. It's cool enough. Well, mm. when, you, when you have a, Ian or whoever on and they ask you what happened, you can tell them, well, we turned the opportunity down to design 20 Batman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they sorry, gave, Ian. If they it was 20 it Captain Americas, I, sorry, Ian, yeah. If it, was, if it was 20 Captain Americas or Wolverines, trust me, I've got ideas mm-hmm. for 100 Captain Americas. Don't get me wrong. Give, give us one. What, what's uh, your number one Captain America? Uh, my number one is a, like, the purest form of Captain America is shield bounce. I would love a, and I understand from a gameplay perspective, this is broken, uh, but a Captain America that can bounce his shield off of pretty much anything on the map. He can bounce it off of blocking terrain to then go hit a person, or he can hit a person and then it ricochets off that person to that Hydra agent, that Hydra agent, that Hydra agent. That'd be my baseline, like Captain America, I'd love to see. Um, but then figure itself, Steve Rogers, that's my my all-time favorite uh, Captain America, standing against the end of the world as one man, waiting for backup to arrive and holding the line. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I feel like two, two doable Captain Americas. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. The, yeah. <laughs> 
You guys are making my day. Evil Dead, Captain America. All right. <laughs> Episode 500 is my, my piece of cake. Bre- that I breaking news. Through. We'll do future Captain Americas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Captain America That's confirmed is still a character. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to look at more of these questions. We, I guess we have a fun one. It was mentioned earlier with powers, but are there currently any plans to change or update leap climb so this is is, is an unexpectedly tough question uh so we do have an eye on leap climb we do know that that is one of the powers people are the least excited to see on dials it definitely needs some uh tlc it is a tricky power to update and we have bounced around ideas on, on how to do so the um Find, finding that power that is both sufficiently unique from all the other PAC powers, simple enough that it you know deserves to be a standard power, and really kind of conveys the idea of you know leaping or climbing is a surprisingly tricky nut to crack. <laughs> um, there are a couple of things like I said, we, we do have ideas. The um, wall crawler trait in uh, the Beyond Amazing was a bit of a uh, backdoor pilot and possible fixes for leap climb, so we might see something in the, in that vein going forward. But yeah, it is something we're looking at and think when, whenever the next rules come around, it might be something that we uh, interact with. Uh, the caveat, we're likely not going to see an updated rules thing for some time. We're more or less happy with wherever the rules are at for the moment. Right. Uh, essentially, reinstituting annual starter product is something that I, I feel passionate about, pr- particularly at approachable price points. You know, we we wanted people to feel like they got four super rare quality sculpts um, when, when they purchased the starter and had you know showcase cool uh, toyetic game pieces, and and then also. Did a, a decent amount of digging and research to figure out on the starters um, different ways to teach people the game and, and getting feedback from people who have taught the game you know, over the last few years. And then additionally looking at people that love minis games that don't necessarily play hero clicks and, and getting feedback from them internally and externally uh, of figuring out you know, if you're coming over from uh, a games workshop or a, another brand and learning hero clicks, what's your expectation of a minis game? And I think, you know, one thing I can talk about here that uh, I guess would, I think it's breaking news. I don't think we've announced it yet, but you know, we had heard feedback from external minis game players that uh, getting in tiled components uh, in terms of learning the game and breaking the game down in stair steps was something that some other mini games have incorporated and had success with and was something that we had tried out. You know, It was our, our first time uh, approaching that, and it gave us a uh, essentially a, a more substantial feeling package and a way to kind of uh, lily pad out the, the, w- the way that we present the game in terms of teaching people it. Uh, I think from our existing player base, the feedback that we heard pretty overwhelmingly was like that there are a lot of cool elements to this but please give me a paper map or like when i teach this to somebody please give me a paper map so for the next two incarnations the marvel and dc starter starter we're going to bring back uh paper map for that and uh hopefully that that sates the demand for that as well um yeah all new figures all new sculpts for marvel and dc starter is going forward 
and and my, my hope would be that you know in the near term near meaning let's call it a year from now that we're talking about uh additional starters uh in addition to marvel and dc that could incorporate Ooh. other other ip uh, intellectual property if you're not uh familiar with acronym <laughs> I know you guys are, but I know as okay. listener, sometimes I'm like, yeah. <laughs> HeroClix is a pretty acronym-heavy brand. And then once we put in uh, external ones, too, I, I sometimes wonder um, how much of it sails over the head of the audience. Yeah, like a like Slosh or uh, <laughs> yeah, PCM, oh, et cetera. Yeah. Like, Swap. It, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. is my current favorite. A lot of yeah, people that was a, for That was a tricky figures. one, yeah, the not figures. I'm not looking for Superman. Yeah. Not Superman. I'm like, oh, I'm looking for not Superman. Huh? That one's that one's been fun. Uh, Sometimes there are internal licensing acronyms that we use that are pretty common in licensing or licensing shorthand that have conflicting meanings with what some of the HeroClix acronyms are. So that uh, it's something good. I'm trying uh, to be better about meeting to meeting, making sure that I'm not. Uh, befuddling everyone that I'm talking to. I I don't want to get too far away from the starter discussion, but this just popped up in my head because that's really cool. I really like the idea of more Marvel DC starters and more non-Marvel DC starters just every year. Those sound awesome. But just because you mentioned the uh, different phrases for anything, is there any time where you're either designing a figure, designing a set, and uh, like uh, we could just say Peggy Cap, for example, did, where did you maybe nickname him something else? And then the, it gets in the community's hands and they're like, oh, yeah, it's Peggy Cap, you know, or any other examples like that, where maybe you call um, whatever you want to call the bases. And then that all of a sudden is now the Twinkie base stuff like that, where you're like, oh, well, that's not what I wanted. But OK. And then the community runs with it. <laughs> Twinkie base was um you know, extended base pretty early on in development. We didn't really get a fun nickname for that. Uh, I, I do this. like I do like seeing the community uh, tear itself to ribbons over what they should call it, though. Yeah, that <laughs> was that's been this has been fantastic. We were ready were to go to war the, with that one. The, the drama between that the those are a few big posts about stadium Twinkie yeah. double base. Oh. I, I heard most of the feedback from conventions from people of like, I will continue to call it peanut. Whatever you do, it will be a yeah. peanut. Like, okay. Like it's fine. Like <laughs> if that's oh, no. what you want to call it in your home game, it does not bother me. But uh, in terms of the nickname question, I think the thing that happens more often is we'll submit a name for a character uh, to licensing. And then sometimes the licensor will come back and say, don't call the character this, call it that. And then it can take some adjustment when you're, you're searching for the figure through you know, an online database or digging in to be like, well, why can't I find this character? Get mm-hmm. a moment of intense panic and then be like, oh, it's because they called him you know, by uh, <laughs> their ego name or uh, some future name for an editorial that doesn't exist yet. We had a good example, but this is a uh, in next phase, so I don't think I can uh, talk about it just yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Jake. You mind if I t- tell them what a, one of the primes is, or <laughs> should we just hold off? I wonder if we have the same one. <laughs> I, 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 I feel one from next phase, where I was like, "Oh, that's what, what that's what they're called." <laughs> you, you can go ahead, Brian. Oh, uh, sure. I'll so, get um, myself in trouble. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, ne- next phase we have a prime that from the I am Groot series of that uh, shape shifting alien the the little dance off thing, which 
internally was dancing PJ Groot for a long time. Mm. <laughs> but, sorry, dancing PJ Groot in quotation marks. <laughs> to show you that it wasn't the authentic dancing PJ Groot. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, very late, we found out that Marvel actually has a name for the character, like Iwa or some, something to that effect, and that's, that's what it is in the set now. <laughs> oh, the, the alien okay. life form that gets in a dance battle with... Yeah. Uh, Little PJ Groot uh, had a name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick yeah, say the, the name of, of the guy with the uh, little guitar thing from the holiday calendar. Oh, Beezer Mickle Takalock. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Ryan. Braver Beezer man than Mikkel me. Tuckalock? No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We had some in- internal uh, fun with that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has a name. <laughs> That might have been the most impressive thing that was yes. done on this show. So I think far. I've challenged I... them to the wrong name. Wow. Yeah. I thought that would be harder. <laughs> go to, to Welsh yeah. city names or what are we going? <laughs> <laughs> well, normally we let our guests do some shout outs. So if you have any shout outs, absolutely. But if you don't have any shout outs, you could just keep keep naming like spoiler stuff if you'd like. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be fine, too. It is fun, and I think that's a thing that we. I think that there's a perception from the fan community that, like, uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think there's a perception that, like, we like to keep a tight drum on things or don't want information to trickle out. And in one instance, that's true because you know people work on upcoming content for us, and we want to make sure that it, the people that are working hard to show off spoiler content or do cool things where we're not stepping on their information and making sure that it, it feels exciting and fresh. Um, but we, we love spoiling. Like spoiling's our favorite. Like <laughs> to, to be able oh, to yeah. go through like, oh look at the cool thing we made and here's why we did it. It is uh, really gratifying and fun. And to kind of see those initial reactions from people too of like, oh like this is cooler or different or uh, surprising in a way that, that people hadn't previously considered is always really gratifying. In terms of shout outs, I think uh, we'd, we'd be remiss not to shout out Dial H for episode 500 and that's why we're <laughs> yeah. here. So I think that uh, in addition to that, you know, we're really appreciative of the work that uh, your, your team has done with the community. And I think a, a really good positive voice and, and uh, communicator particularly like at worlds i know we heard uh, great feedback from a lot of fans that were like oh the dial h coverage was excellent bring them back it's really exciting and kind of gives a a, a pulse to a, a weekend of programming which i know our, our fan base is really appreciative of so you know we would love to have you back at at uh, worlds this year and i think that's something that uh the opportunity to do more Live coverage is something that, that we see some uh, some great opportunity with and would, would love to continue. And then I think for, from a podcast standpoint, uh, this has been a lot of fun. And you know, let's not wait till episode 1000 to uh, to do the next one. But uh, and maybe some interesting opportunities for us to uh, to do something like this with, with some more dedicated spoilers. But I think for us to answer listener questions is interesting you now. And I think. Brian, were, were there any of the the questions shocking to you? Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I'd love to uh, love to come back and do it again sometime. Yeah. Brian, did you have shout-outs? 
Brian's oh, an award-winning um, jelly maker, so next time he's uh, making his <laughs> award-winning jelly, we'll have to get him on to plug it. Yeah, fair enough. The um, yeah, just did a couple for Christmas: uh, cherry amaretto, uh, chocolate-covered banana, uh, pumpkin pie, and then a weird concoction of a uh, apple, banana, and almond. I don't really have a good name for, it, but. Orange, I'm sorry, apple, orange, and, and um, <laughs> <not> banana. <laughs> I knew if we worked hard enough, we could get it back to food. Yeah. <laughs> so, need, need to come up with a name for whatever that is, but it came out pretty well. Uh, you know, if, if I'm going to shout out anyone, I'm going to shout out to uh, all of the other designers and team that mm-hmm. work on clicks with me. Uh, I, I am not the only one doing clicks. I am just a very small part of the whole operation. So, even though yeah, I may be the one do- here. Dozens it's... of sculpting, operations, yeah. product support, you know, the, the mm-hmm. retailers, fans, distribution, like the just to make a hero click set has literally hundreds of people involved in it. So yeah. I think it, uh, it, it it's fun to come up here and say that these were our grand ideas, but Brian's yeah. absolutely right. It, uh, it takes a lot of people to make a hero clicks product come to life. Mm-hmm. I think that makes me almost more happy than anything i love to hear that there's just a good good group of people a village it takes a village right yeah to make a really cool thing and i love it all the way you guys talk about the teamwork and everything over here that is awesome and i agree let's uh let's get you guys how about just next week sound good yeah it's just a four-person podcast now <laughs> four-person <laughs> podcast brian ship us some jam ship us some jelly yeah. Ooh, yeah. you want to make me some ranch jelly that would open be with a, i hate that as soon as i, I said it jelly corner every I, every I'd, week i'd be willing to try <laughs> <laughs> i'd be willing to try it as well how about how about brian brings a, a jammer preserved to memphis this year uh, Ooh, they're, they're very doable you know they do the peanut butter jelly bar yeah. brian we can this do is, the this is true i can break some the bg some jelly jams Ooh, i'm, awesome. ad- I'm adept at assigning other people work <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. I think as you made this a very special episode, and I think the community is really going to enjoy it. So, again, just saying thank you guys. We really appreciate it uh, from the bottom of our hearts at Dial H, especially all the nice things you had to say about Dial H. So, Simeon, anything else we want to add before we let them get back to their lives while we have them hostage online here for a little bit? I don't have anything else. I just want to ah, yeah, thank shoot. you guys for. Uh, for spending the time that you did with us and uh yeah i would absolutely be willing to make this a more common treat for the listeners <laughs> well let's let's pop the champagne and take the victory lap on episode 500 and then uh we're, we'll be in spoiler season momentarily for next phase so i'm excited to uh start sneak peeking characters named was it Iwa? <laughs> what do they call it? <laughs> and beyond. I uh, oh, remember the pronunciation. It's like I W U A. How about how about U- Moon Knight, She Hulk, Hulk? Yeah. yeah, we got uh, <laughs> a couple different Hawkeyes, all sorts of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next phase is a fun one. Ooh. So I to start showing it off. All right. Well, let's get look forward to that, and then listener, let's go to the rest of episode five hundred. my friends are- out there in HeroClicks land. Take it slow. What an incredible interview we just had with Jake and Brian. Oh my gosh, guys. Hopefully that was as like mind-boggling for some of you guys. Get to see a little bit of the inside baseball. I know there was a lot of things in there that I was particularly happy about hearing and finally getting into and getting some words. And 
I hope they can hopefully you know, come on again in the future, as they mentioned. But new starter sets coming out all the time. That's going to be really cool. So I cannot wait to see more of that. But guys, this is episode 500. Dial H has come a long way since July of 2013. Dial H has had so many different hosts over the years, and we finally have a grid cemented in group of guys that continuously make content that I just think knocks it out of the park. We've been doing this for a long time, and, you know, I feel confident in getting to 600. We'll see if we get to Kyle's 1,000. We never know, but, you know, never say never, but it's been a great run, and I just want to keep it going. So, Simeon, any Dial H 500 thoughts that you have? If I get to 1,000, I know. I'm going to be like that, like, pile of goo on the floor that's like, please, please, please let me die. You're... Like, I, I don't imagine episode Jeff 1,000. from the fly by the yeah. time you get to episode 1,000. But no, yeah, it, it's been an incredible awesome. run. It's been an incredible amount of fun. It was a huge trudge of work and effort the entire way, and it still is. Like, even today, as we are recording, it's probably been one of the hardest days, and, like, not even working-wise, just, like, mentally. It's been one of, like, the hardest days that we've had in a while. And going forward, like, we're still going to try our best. We're still going to try and, like, reach new heights. But, like, yeah, we just we just are where we are. And I don't think that we've ever been anything that we haven't actually been. I don't think we've ever been, like, pretenders. So, yeah, like, we, we're just as good as we can be. And we just want to make the community better. And that's where we still are. And if we somehow make it to a 1,000, somehow incredibly, like, if... For whatever reason, my insurance covers uh, goop to exoskeleton transplant surgery. Okay. Then yeah, we'll we'll be there. We'll yeah, be all there. right, I'll tell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see ya. Okay, guys. Well, walk apparently, that was yeah, a long phone call. call. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Well, we've got a big thing planned for February tenth, I guess. Okay. Um. I don't know. Strap in is all I have to say. We'll continue this conversation off mic. Sounds good. Well, listener, thank you so much for sticking with us. And whether this is your 500th Dial H episode or if it's your first episode, we really appreciate you listening. And I hope you continue to love the world of Heroclix. And, you know, like always, happy trails. And for all your Heroclix needs, make sure to Dial H. And you can get cool stuff at CoolStuffing.com. I'll read my all here listening on single products. Don't forget to use code DIAL5 for cool stuff for 5% off your cool stuffing order. And if you want to use code DIALH10 to get 10% off shop.wizkids.com, go ahead and do that too. You're applicable on pre orders, iconics, specialty figs. Oh, what's that? Uh, did you put salt on these hero clicks? <laughs> You don't get ten percent so off. Did salt. You put salt on these, Ian. We can't use dial five for salt. My God. Hospital uh-huh. Proxima. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks now. Ooh. <laughs> We're not going there. That's how numbers work. Over okay, six yeah, people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. Well, the rest. Of-